Good evening, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Skinny Jean Gardner Show New Year's special. Fantastic to be spending New Year's with you. Now, before we really get into it, I should say we are streaming live, but I'm not actually live. This is pre recorded for your viewing pleasure uh, for New Year's Eve. Five hours of content to see you through to 20. 21 and i hope you enjoy it so you may not be able to call in but please do comment away i know loads of people will be in the comments tonight chatting away so join them uh, and share the festivities uh, over there on the comments share to your friends to your family to anyone that's watching uh, tonight and anyone that's at home spending new year's on their own coming up tonight we've got george lamb on the show jenny bailey uh, Richard Sugger, uh, Lisa Marie, Matt Biggs, Jane Hickland, Sean James Cameron, uh, and plus so, so much more. And me, obviously, in me oh, sparkly jacket. The first time I've worn it the whole of 20... Well, I did do that bit at the OHS. I did... Okay, I wore it once. Once this year um, for OHS Chelsea, which... Um, <clears throat> well, that would have that would have shocked the. Uh... But we'll get into that later on. Uh, but we've got so... <laughs> we've got so much coming up for you tonight to see you through to twenty twenty one. Plus, we go on to one o'clock in the morning, so we can continue the festivities into the new year. Yeah, so thanks so much for joining us. Let's hit the intro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm on. Oh, fuck me, ran on. <laughs> something wrong with the thing. Anyway, elephant poo. What I got? Great, mate. Your 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 signal is always terrible, but I'm good, my friend. Excuse me. Excuse me. You're the man. When I go, don't put artificial colour <laughs> on top of me, alright? You're gonna get composted, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, obviously, it's not 12 shows of Christmas for people watching. Uh, <laughs> that is gone. That was, uh, the tin to win, everyone, will return in 20. 20- 21. I should also say hello to anyone that's listening on the podcast. Hello, podcast. If you're listening on the podcast, this audio will go out onto their two, five hours of that to see you into the new year if you fancy listening to it. Uh, put in the comments if you're watching tonight. It'd be great to see you in the comments. Like I say, we're not literally live, so there's no phone calls tonight. We're just in the comments. This is streaming live to bring everyone together for five uh, if you're about for five hours, if you want to stay around for five hours, we've got a lot coming, with a lot coming up for you, uh, if you fancy a little bit of that. How was your Christmas, is uh, is first things first. How was your Christmas? Mine was, um, how, how was it? Uh, really great, actually, considering that it was a lot quieter, the quietest Christmas I've ever had in my life. Usually, we used to, back in the day when I was a child, when I um, we feel like, still feel like a child sometimes. I remember my father. Uh, we used to have everyone, aunties, uncles, grandparents, everyone in one go. And then people started having kids. That ruined it. 
didn't it? That ruined it. And then uh, we had to split up. We split the family in about three chunks. And then our little family grew and grew all the way until there was about 20 of us for Christmas last year. 20 of us. And we thought, I thought, oh, this um, get a bit much, this Christmas thing. Now, maybe I jinxed it, like Home Alone jinxed it. We had three, three, just three of us this year. Just three. I know a lot of you, I know some people spent on their own. Um, I hope you... Uh, had a good one and you were okay there was three of us we did really well i cooked the turkey it was a little bit dry i can't tell you how much butter i stuck underneath the skin um i did put clementines in there which made mm, oh, the, the the most beautiful gravy uh, I'm, I'm not a great turkey cooker but i uh, must say that i'm an amazing gravy maker i'll take that i'll take oh yeah I'll take I'll take gravy maker any day. You you could say I almost tried to to ruin Christmas dinner by um, well the vegetables. It wasn't my decision to steam them. I'm not a massive fan, but we steamed the vegetables. Sam wants to steam vegetables. I said, "All right, you want to you you want to deal the veggies? You deal the veggies." She did, she did say, "If you ruin my potatoes." My roast potato. We didn't steam the potatoes, but if you ruin my, my roast potatoes, uh, you'll ruin my Christmas. I said, "Well, you you hold on to the veggies. I've got. I'm drying this turkey. I'm busy drying this turkey out. Anyway, I, she steamed the veggies. Get to the end of the story, then. She steamed the vegetables. Uh, great, fine. Do what you want to do. And at some point in between uh, her steaming them and uh, them being finished steaming. I thought, oh, we have a little bit of Christmas music on. Tried to plug the radio in. Uh, didn't get very far. I don't know what happened to it. Uh, I gave up. Not realising that I'd unplugged... Unplugged the steamer. So when the turkey was out, that was left to cool down. You meant to leave it for two hours. I left it for about one. Uh, and then all the roasties started coming out. The Yorkshire's started coming out. And she goes, oh, these vegetables are a bit hard. Who turned the steam off? <laughs> Oops. Oops. So, but luckily, we steamed for another 10. Olive was going nuts. She was like, oh, where's me, where's me food at? Where's me food? So just give it another 10 minutes. And luckily, uh, they were good, actually. They, were, they weren't too crunchy. They weren't too soft. I think, really, had I not turned the steam off for half hour, they would have been too soft. So... Did I, did I ruin Christmas or did I save the Christmas dinner? I'd, I'd say saved it, Re- really. <laughs> saved it. Um, Olive had a great one, for anyone that's asking. Uh, Olive had a, a great Christmas. She really enjoyed it. First year we've had, uh, I spoke to my brother and he said his, his children, you know, a lot of presents for Christmas. Um, rip and firm. And we had that with Olive. We had a lot of that. We had a good few years uh, of uh, next next uh I, I don't get that as much anymore because obviously i got about six presents so yep that means you get you're getting old you get old when you uh you only get six presents pants and socks i used to laugh at my granddad when he got pants and socks now i'm like i do need some pants and socks actually thank you very kind of you anyway uh this is the first year that she's gone through a present she's studied and looked at her thought yes this is a good present 
next? Put it down on the site. Yes. I'll come back to that. Progressed it all. Like, what's it called? Not progressed. What's the word I'm looking for? Digested. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, even at one point, she had a massive present. It was just a present in a big box. And uh, she said, um, oh, Dad, it's your turn now. I was like, great, I'll get the chance to open my socks. Um, so that was that was good. So uh, anyway, Olive had a great one. Uh, a bit of time to spend opening the presents. Usually we're flying around um, the country. I say the country. where We go from uh, Heathrow to, not the airport, around Heathrow, uh, back and forth across the M25. It's not really around the country, but there's a lot of driving. And then there's a lot of opening presents. You don't really get a chance to um, enjoy your presents. I don't usually get a chance to enjoy my socks and pants because we're driving around so, <laughs> so much. Um, and this, this year we had a bit of time to enjoy them. I tried on all six pairs of pants this year. So it was, was it enough pant talk? Uh, so it was very, very exciting uh, in, in that sense. Uh, let me know in the comments what you got for Christmas. Was it got anything gardening wise? I didn't get much apart from some cactus socks, a little emblem of cactus. I think we ask for much this year. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you why later on in, in the show. Um, I think we asked for loads and loads of stuff. I asked for a few little bits. Uh, I got a new rucksack. So I'm going to do a bit more walking uh, in the new year. A little GoPro rucksack, a little GoPro can stick on it. Um, but other than that, you know, I don't massively, I didn't massively need much. And uh, it'd be really easy to say, oh, can you get me this garden gadget? But I'd never use it. And it would just sit in the corner. If you got, and also if you say, uh, as soon as you say you're a gardener, I got actually this when I was an electrician. I used to get tools for Christmas. I got a drill once for Christmas. I think I asked for it, to be fair. Um, and as soon as you're a gardener, you start getting gardening gifts. This is the first year I didn't get gardening gifts thrown at me. You get, uh, I don't know where it is. It's somewhere in the shed. Um, how to grow your own, I might have thrown it actually. How to grow your own chocolate. I keep using this as an example and should remember that someone watching could have given me that a few years ago. Might have been Sam. How to grow, <laughs> might, have, might have been Olive. How to grow your own chocolate. I didn't really need to grow my own chocolate. I'll just pop to the shops for that. But, um, but yes, I saw lots of people uh, telling me about their gifts over on Twitter, which um, was great. So put it in the comments tonight. Let me and the team know uh, exactly what you got for Christmas. This, of course, is uh, the New Year's special. So we're going to be going over some best bits of the show. Like I say, coming up, George Lamb, Jenny Bailey uh, coming up, Richard Suggett, uh, Lisa Marie, Matt Biggs, Jane Hicklin. Uh, Sean James Cameron plus much much uh, more uh, some exclusive interviews some exclusive chats uh, some looking back over some good interviews as well that you may have missed we've got so much to get through let me just have a look yes so much to get through in um in the next five hours so um welcome uh, to the show uh, I should thank this is the last time we're going to be able to do it uh, I should thank uh, the fantastic Flymo for sponsoring the podcast in 2020. What a year to be sponsoring a podcast. Uh, incredible, uh, I wouldn't say massive growth of the podcast. We've had a bit, we get an average of 10,000 downloads a day a day on the podcast, which is great. And we've really steadily picked up. We've had uh, some, uh, we're talking about uh, stats here, guys, we're talking about stats. Uh, we've had some uh, growth, obviously, 
uh, through the first lot, then we've kept steady throughout, like throughout winter, we've not stopped. In fact, it's, uh, I looked at this morning at the analytics, uh, and we dropped uh, a bit for Christmas, which is cool. Like uh, Christmas is about enjoying time together. I'll let you have that. I'll let you have Christmas off from listening to the podcast. Um, but yeah, so what a fantastic year uh, to have Flymo on board as well. Uh, we've managed to do so much with them. Having them uh, with you guys, getting you guys talking about the robotics has been fantastic. Uh, just being able to promote, uh, let's do a little bit about Flymo, because I, I feel like we've not massively mentioned them this winter. Uh, let me get a drink. Uh, not massively. We've not massively mentioned them. I've got to stop. This is New Year's resolution. Stop drinking energy drink size. Not massively talked about them too much. I know we chuck out the adverts uh, about them on the stream. But um, just been great to work with them. Just really uh, fantastic. It's a shame we're not going into 2021 with them. Obviously, a, a slight thing called the pandemic has, uh, has stopped that from happening, um, obviously. But we're going into 2021 with no, uh, um, no sponsor. What? What? How old is she not going to get any Christmas presents next year? Uh, <laughs> um, uh, which, uh, you know, is, is, is not our, our ideal for 2021. But um, at the same time, it gives us a lot more options. We can be a lot more free with what we do here, uh, which is great. I love it. But I must say, um, out of all the sponsors that we've had uh, on the podcast, Flymo have been the easiest to work with. And, um, you know, they're such a happy crew over there. They took me up um, to their factory in Fly- uh, Flymo. HQ back in Jan. Can't believe it. That was a while ago now. This was a long time ago. And uh, just to see what they do there, I must say that, um, that I love. I just love their tools. They've they've one. They're really well. They're affordable. Um, to be able to shout and say, "Hey guys, go and grab this." I think it's really going to help you. And then it's you know it's not a massive. No, don't get me wrong. At Sixty. It depends, really, isn't it? 60, 70 quid for their tools, uh, 100, 100 quid for the lawnmowers and stuff. Um, for a tool that's going to really ch- change your world. Um, it's, it's, it's not a hard sell. It's not a hard thing for me to say. Go go grab one. If you need it, then they're the guys to go and get. And I'll continue to say that because uh, I've, I've had a few different... Um, lawnmower brands <laughs> even get in contact recently and i've had to be a bit careful because i've already had a lawnmower brand sponsored podcast once <laughs> i just jump from year to year to lawnmower brands <laughs> uh, but i can't really i can't knock flymo and um i think they're great i think they're, re- they're really good uh we did some great stuff back in march with them uh, march feb no April, May time when the when the lockdown I tried to think there, when the lockdown came in, and uh, we've got about five hundred thousand people, five hundred thousand people in two weeks gardening through our sh- live streams, um, which was wicked. And we're going to do some more of that in the, in twenty twenty one. So that'll be a lot of fun. So I will still work from. I just want to say thank you to anyone that's watching on Flymo or listening on Flymo. Uh, thanks so much for having me. I, I really enjoyed uh, working with you guys and. Um, Every time I come with an idea, you're like, yeah, do it. Um, so, yeah, there's been a great relationship uh, to have over 2021, uh, 2020, should I say. Um, so thank you to them. Uh, thanks for, um, for being part of this amazing team that we've got watching, uh, the amazing team that's listening 
to the show, um, you know, it's changed. The podcast has changed uh, considerably in 2020. I, I think you've all, all got uh, say since September, since we started doing these live streams and, and you have been listening on the podcast, the live streams and, and the different voices uh, that we've, we've had pop up. Beddoes, uh, I've got to try and remember everyone, Suggs, uh, Cameron, Lisa, uh, Jackson, uh, Liam, Dan, uh, if I forgot anyone, there's loads of people that, that pop up regularly uh, on this. And um, and yeah, I've, this has gone down really well. Uh, you know, I, I really love how we've changed the podcast in 2020. We've done some amazing things. We've got kids welly boots. We've, uh, we've give out uh, prizes and money and... Um, to charities and raise money and we've done so much already in the four months that we've done this show I can, i'm really excited about 2021 really excited about the future of um of this show of this podcast um sure would i like it to be uh, sponsored yes that'd be great if you know anyone that wants to sponsor the show that would be fantastic but uh we're doing such great stuff with it that it's it's um it means more than, than that. And I, I'd love a brand to get on board with it in 2021. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? But we'll just see how that goes. But for you guys to be part of it, I mean, I thank Flymo for sponsoring. Um, I thank me for being great, of course, as, as, a, as a presenter. But I've got to thank you, the team. You that watch, you that listen, you that share, that you, you that call. Without you guys, really, I wouldn't have a show. So I must say thank you very much um, to you for being part of this amazing crew um and anyone that is already a vip member give yourself a pat on the back we'll be giving a lot more vip memberships away in 2021 uh growing this family growing this team i do call you a team because um you are my you're my team you're the, you're the ones that um when i'm you know, coming live uh i've got five minutes to go you're the ones i rely on to, to help create content to help create discussions um we've we've talked about a lot we've talked we've gone through so many different subjects in the past uh few months and um like peak free for instance garden centers uh the blm movement um just just ridiculous amount haven't we we've i think we've we've almost gave each other a virtual hug to get through 2020. I hope tonight's show also helps. Shall we get on to our first... I know, right? Uh, Shall we get on to our first chat tonight? I think we should. Uh, Tonight, uh, we've got so many uh, best-ofs coming up. uh, And this one has to be one of the best-ofs that I chatted to. And it's with George Lamb. It's a a great one. I've, I've, you know, I've, I've met George Lamb once before for a very small amount of time at RHS Chelsea is a little bit of an idol. Like I used to listen to him a lot. I used to really enjoy what he used to do. And then I saw he got into kids garden. I thought this is amazing. Like he's, he's right up my street. And when I met him at RHS Chelsea, I didn't know he was getting into kids garden. And, uh, and I was like spit star truck. And I actually apologized before I put the interview out. Like, you don't see this bit in the interview, but I apologize. I'm really sorry, but I was one of those guys that said, can I have a selfie? And he introduced himself, and and then I run off. I just run. What was I doing? <laughs> anyway, uh, George has been doing amazing things with Grow. 
I chatted to him back in September, and I'll be honest with you, we've not really got much further with meeting. Obviously, the coronavirus thing has, has prevented that. Me uh, building the school plan uh, has been um, has been something. If you watch regularly, uh, I'm building a school plan uh, for 2021 for primary schools. Uh, everything that George is doing is for secondary school education. Uh, and I must say that there's been a few different things. A school tour back in March, uh, conversations we've had on the show, which you're going to hear later on. Uh, on here, uh, we've got Mark Mackey. We've got a little chat with him. Uh, I'll explain that later on. But um, and, and also this, this point with George Lamb, when I started talking to George and everything I do, I think a lot of you might know and a lot of you probably, I've, I've been pretty honest and blunt about uh, about what I do. I love what I do. I love chatting to you guys. I love gardening. Uh, I've, I've got a, a fight on my hands with social media and, and the world of, of TV and things like that. It's, it's uh, kind of, you know, I, I love entertaining and, and talking about gardening and getting kids involved in it and, and after talking to george my whole perspective and and, and my aim in life uh, changed I'm, I, I must say that, uh, that this really did affect the way i thought and made a massive difference to the school plan and getting that going getting that started so i'm going to stop rabbiting and i'm going to let this interview just a bit just a little just a little uh, 10 minutes of it, I think it is, uh, do the talking. So um, without further ado, hit play. And yeah, I suppose kind of uh, really like, you know, very potted history. Uh, you know, 10 years ago, I'm on television and everything's going great. Running this whole narrative that when I get to X, which is which is primetime television, then I'll be really happy. I was doing mainly kind of youth stuff and Saturday morning stuff and all the rest of it. Um Finally got into primetime television. Obviously, it doesn't make any difference what time of day you're on television. It's all the same thing. Um, and and just wasn't really feeling fulfilled and, and, and was feeling a little bit kind of anxious about society and where we were going and where we headed and what my contribution to that was. And, and frankly, uh, at that point, I was making kind of game shows. And, um, you know, none of the... Well, well, I don't know. Nuns maybe a sweeping statement, but I, I, it's, it's my opinion that not many of the main kind of decision makers in the world are sitting at home watching game shows. You know, game shows primarily is distraction for poor people. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, when you're watching the world go and you're kind of complicit in selling distractions to everybody, it doesn't feel very good, you know. Yeah. Um, and so then I, I kind of recognised that I needed to, you know. Ju- I needed to do some stuff and, and I needed to help and I needed to be part of the solution. Um, and I kind of, you know, kind of radically changed my life and, you know, said to my agent, I'm not going on telly for a bit and I'm going to sell my house and I'm going to get rid of my team and I'm just going to go and, you know, figure out who I am and what's important to me. Um, and I did a lot of community work in the middle of all of that and felt, uh, if I'm honest, quite frustrated quite quickly, you know, seemingly, you know, metaphorically speaking, there's, there's a kind of endless stream of half dead bodies that you can pull out the river and put a blanket on and give a cup of tea to, and you turn around, there's another 5,000, you know? And so what you realize is, you know, of course there's merit in standing there and looking after people, but it's not my kind of makeup and I'm more, I'm, I want, I want to figure out solutions. So I want to go upstream and figure out what the problem is at source. And, you know, we have a lot of kind of fundamental structural issues with our system, which means that there's an endless, you know, kind of supply of people who are getting 
over, basically. Um, and so I was doing all this community stuff, realizing that actually it's very hard with adults, you know, short of the building being on fire, it's very hard to get adults to go in the same direction at the same time. So, so then, you know, kids are, are obviously the solution. If you can turn a kid into a jihadi, you can turn a kid into a light warrior. You just need to feed them with the right stuff. Um, and that's my dog, Waldo. I don't know if you can see him. Anyway, and and um, and so I kind of knew I wanted to get into education. And then a, a mate of mine uh, had, had written a book. He, he wrote uh, books primarily on plant medicine and, and said to me, I'm coming to London. Uh, would you interview me? Uh, would you do the Q&A with me kind of thing? I said, yeah, no problem. Send the book over thinking it was just going to be another one um, in, on a kind of similar vein. And, and it turns out it was called How Soon Is Now, which was about the ecological mega crisis, which obviously now everybody's, you know, fully up to speed with. But three years ago, you, you know, you had to be a kind of climate enthusiast to, to be across it, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and for whatever reason, all, all, all the kind of information that I was so easy to kind of bat away, you know, on the news or newspapers or whatever, just all of a sudden just kind of landed with me. And I was like, oh, oh no, like we don't radically change our behavior we're finished you know um and and frankly everything else is kind of arbitrary and then and and then when you're also kind of getting frustrated with the fact of like how are you ever going to bring these two kind of like you know warring parties together when you look all over the world with all these different conflicts you're like there's only one real kind of irrefutable thing that joins everybody and that's we're all dependent on the well-being of uh, you know the earth you know so then i'm like hang on a minute maybe long shot this is this maybe this is the one kind of unifying thing um so so i was like right we need to raise the environmental literacy of you know all the kids in the country i was like we need to set up jedi training camps yeah uh for like to make eco warriors but they won't even know they're eco warriors because it will just be the default setting you know yeah. so i rang my mate who's a headmaster of a big comprehensive up in north london and started you know babbling away on the phone he's like all right mate why don't you come and see me and then we'll have a talk about it anyway i went up there he really liked the idea uh, and he said, as it happens, that the, the school uh, that we're involved with is called the Totteridge Academy. It's right at the end of the Northern Line, so right at the kind of top end of London, just as you're getting into Greenbelt territory. Um, and uh, and he's like, we've got a six-acre field sitting out the back, and, and we were going to do an AstroTurf on it, but we never had the money, so it's been sitting there dormant for 10 years. Um, you can have it, you know? Wow. So, right, fantastic. Here we go. This is it, you know, and then I'm stood in my six acre field and I'm like, I've never grown a carrot in my life, you know what I mean? I've never, I've never grown anything. They never managed to keep a plant alive, uh, knew absolutely nothing about kind of environmental studies, you know, and I was like, cool. Uh, so better go and cram up quite quickly, you know. Um, and, and I went around and talked to anybody who talked to me who worked in outdoor education and, um, and I, uh, and, and pretty much across the board, they all said, look, if you really want this thing to work, don't get like, don't make it 100 percent around just growing vegetables, you know, because some people get turned on by that. And some people just it works not their thing. You know, really, if you want, if, if I was going to do my thing differently, I, I would look at I take a kind of 360 holistic approach to the well-being of the child. Um, so the, the project that I set up is, is called Grow. Um, we teach, uh, we're piloting up at this big comprehensive in North London, it's an academy now, but it was in a comprehensive for 50 years. Um, uh, we teach as part of the curriculum, year seven, eight and nine, which are the first three years of secondary school. Um, we get an hour a week with them and that's a kind of shop window to, to, to get our curriculum in front of them. And then if you like that, we do, we do, a, um, we do after school stuff and weekend stuff and, and, you know, extracurricular 
Um, and so uh, Grow, uh, over the course of the last year or so, has, has, has kind of uh, shape-shifted various times, but I think we've kind of settled on it now. And so we've broken it into, there's, there's four kind of uh, modules. That's five. <laughs> there's four modules. Uh, the first one uh, is Ground which, as the name would suggest, is about, about food growing and looking after animals and getting outside and environmentalism and forest school and all that good stuff that, you you know, that's what you do for a living. Um, and then we have uh, flow, uh, which is all about getting into flow state, into your highest vibration. So, you know, breath work, yoga, mindfulness, you know, just really getting yourself in touch, well, getting in touch with yourself, really, so you can, so you, so you give yourself kind of solid foundations. Um, and then, uh, then we've got think. So unfortunately, a lot of the, um, because of the focus on getting kids through exams, a lot of the creativity and the critical thinking is knocked out of them. Right, so he's yeah. looking for a kind of linear route to the right answer and they're petrified of being wrong. And they're always looking for this A plus B equals C thing. Uh, and so what we've done is we, we're working with the British Philosophical Society uh, and we kind of, we go in there and we, we, get them to have philosophical debates. And so it's what you think and what you feel and there is no right and there is no wrong. And, you know, you get used to talking to each other and building on each other's ideas. And the next thing, you know, clack, 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 you know, A plus B equals Z minus one, you know, P, X, Y, you know. Um, And it's amazing to watch the kids, you know, really, really, you know, watching their imaginations go wild, you know. And it's it's quite, I mean, it's it's also uh, slightly depressing. Like when we've done it with older kids in the school, they really struggled. And when we do it with the year sevens, they're like, oh, and then this happened and then that happened. And then the bird became a tree, which was also a truck, you know, and, you know, so um, it just shows you what's, what's going on in our education system, you know, and we're at a good school run by amazing teachers. And, 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 and yet, unfortunately, because of what they're having to conform to by way of a, a kind of curriculum, um, um, in the end, it kind of beats a lot of the, you know, critical creative thinking, as I say, out the kids and then finally the the final module is thrive and so essentially uh, ground flow think is is what you're doing and then you take all of your learning in that and then you go and put it into your own life and you you, you join one of our clubs whether that's a uh, you know a youtube club or a gardening club or a boxing club or whatever and that's the thrive section so that's you taking what you've learned and going out into the real world with it taking control of it and that's it mate did you did you literally just start it and then that sort of come from it? Was it just like to begin with, just growing and then? Uh, well, so when I when I originally when I was kind of like when I originally put it to the headmaster, it was a it was a kind of uh, eco eco warrior training camp is what it was, uh, and then as as I say, when I went and talked to a bunch of people who literally just work in kind of environmental studies and outdoor learning with kids and predominantly folks around growing, they were like, look, man, just broaden this thing out, you know, find a route into the kids. And that's what I've learned the most in the last year or so. Uh, Unfortunately, the system, you know, and it's, it's easy, you know, caveat all of this, you know, it's easy for me to say this. I've only been in it, you know, a couple of years and we're only doing it on a small level. So, you know, and I'm sure there's a lot of, uh, kind of uh, systemic um, uh, what's the right word like uh, like th- th- there's a bunch of stuff that that, that, that that means it's very difficult when you start doing things at scale but yeah. what I've learned I think is 
uh, you need, if you can, you need to you need to figure out what the kids want to do, and then try and weave your agenda into it, right. rather than getting the kids, pacifying them, you know, subjugating them, and then trying to push your agenda onto them because already by then their eyes are rolling and they don't really care, you know. So, for example. Um, if I go to a lot of the kind of, you know, schools the same as when you and I were at it, if you can get the older kind of cooler kids into something, then a lot of the younger ones will follow. Um, uh, so if I go to the older kind of cooler kids uh, and say, do you want to do some yoga and some gardening and some breath work and all the rest of it? <laughs> you know, uh, however, um, if I go to them and say, do you want to join our boxing academy? They're like, yes, I'm there. What, what you got for me? You know, and then, of course, when they're doing their boxing uh, program, they have to do a nutrition module, okay, mm-hmm. they have to come out on the field and see how things are grown. Oh, hang on a minute, you're doing some gardening, you know. Uh, then we do a sports psychology, you know, section. So it's all about visualization, manifestation, focusing on the win. We're going to do some breath work. We're going to do some meditation. Oh, hang on a minute, you're meditating, you know, so we're getting into your flow. Um, uh, and then uh, and then we'll do, uh, you know, like sports science, so learning different ways, of, you know, the anatomy works. So, hang, so let's have a look. We'll do some yoga maybe. We'll try that out. Here's Anthony Joshua doing some yoga. Uh, here's Conor McGregor doing animal flow and calisthenics. So you get them all. Mo- so you just have to be smart about how you weave your thing in. Basically. Yeah. How many, of you, how many of you are at that school doing this? Um, there's probably... Um, in our kind of core team, there's probably, I think there's five of us or six of us across part-time and full-time. And then uh, there's probably the same again in uh, facilitators and coaches and, uh, you know, volunteers. And we've got a couple of apprentices we've just taken on as well, which is great. So, you know, probably all told, we had a, if we had a Christmas party, there'd probably be about 15 of us, I'd imagine. Okay. And so it's the idea that this is going to be rolled out at like, all schools in the future that's the that's the plan definitely yeah so if we can get it right here you know what you know the 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 truth is um whilst everybody can see the merit in in what we're doing uh you know big scale systems really run on data um so we need to we need to show metrics that this improves the stuff that they're you know really worried about and stuff that's that can't be perceived as being soft skills really um, which is what a lot of this would come under. Um, so if we can if we can show uh, that with kids who are involved in grow, uh, their attendance is better, their behaviour is better, their overall scores go up on their exams, you know, their you know, so on and so forth. If we can hit all of that, then for sure the Department for Education will be like, you know, irrespective of what somebody's driver is as to why they want it, I, I couldn't care less. So you know, if I, if that's what they're interested in, and I can prove that. They'll take growth, you know, and they'll 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 run with it. So that's essentially what we're trying to do. And there we have it. There's a little section of the interview I did with George. If you want to listen to more of that, then please head over to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, then please do head over there and listen to the full interview. It's really interesting. I learned so much from it. And, uh, and yeah, I've, I've just felt, you know, it, it was good. Just a really great chat about something that, um, you know, that one was really what I felt like was good, heartful and interesting. And also wasn't probably massively, I know that's what he does now, but I didn't want to go into like entertainment business and all that sort of thing beforehand because that's not what he's about now. 
it's interesting. I really do want to see George in the new year, hopefully. Um, I don't think at the moment I can personally be part of Grow. I, mean, I think I've got a, a big enough thing with the school success uh, garden and thing going on. Um, but I want to see what he's doing. I want to see if I can help in any way, if I can join in, if I can do something uh, in my own little way or, or just bounce ideas about. So in 2021, I'll let you know if we have anything uh, more happen with that. But hopefully uh, me and George will, will meet and say, hey, man, that Corona Friars thing was a little bit funny, weren't it? Should we get on with it? Let's. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I've got to say, um, just a great interview. I really enjoyed. It. I hope you. I hope you enjoyed that too. Uh, every one. We still got a little bit of a long run, didn't we? Still got a little bit of a long run to New Year's, but it's coming up very soon. Uh, next up on the show, you might notice, by the way, no adverts tonight. Zero adverts. Where's my book? I don't even think if my book was around, I'd say, "Hey guys, go and buy." You know what you need? Where's that book gone? I don't know where it is. Where, <laughs> I'd say, hey, guys, do you know what you need to go and do? Even though there's no adverts in the plug this. Uh, you need to start your new year off well with the How to Get Kids Gardening book. That's right. By the Scrooging Gardener, 30-plus garden ideas. I've never counted how many garden ideas are in it. A lot. I always say 30-plus. I must do that in the new year. I must, I must see how many... Um, how many garden mates doing that book? Um, oh yeah, please. Oh, by the way, make sure you comment uh, and let me know what you thought of that George Lamb interview. I'd love to hear from you throughout tonight's show. I might pop up in the comments as well. Uh, I'd love to hear from you and let me know what you think. Let me know what you're doing this New Year's, everyone. Let me know what you're up to. Hey, hey, yeah. Let me know what you're up to <laughs> uh, this New Year's. Um, but yeah, I've never counted how many garden makes it anyway how to get kids gardening by the skinny jean gardener go get it now on amazon.co.uk or if you can find the link i don't know where the link is at the moment i think if you go to skinnyjeangardener.co.uk for that shop you can still get it for a tenner but that's i'm taking that off in the new year so if you want a signed copy and i've got about i don't know where where are them books it might be up in the house actually i've got about 10 more left uh, until I have to do another order. So if you want to get your hands on them, if you want to get your hands on them 10 books, they're 10 pad, you can buy them all if you want for your whole family. It's 100 quid. I'll get them sent out to you. Uh, Bob's your uncle. Uh, Skinny Jean Gardener's your aunt. I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Five hours tonight. Five hours. I know I'm, I'm only talking in between, but five hours. What can, I, what can I say? Uh, right. Next up on tonight's Best Bits, uh, I had to get this in. Uh, Jenny Bailey was on the show in uh, in 2020. was really great. Author of Phoebe the Bee. Now, I bought this book. It comes with a CD. Uh, I can't tell you, as a father of a five-year-old, I do like reading. Sometimes... Uh, it's gonna sound bad sometimes it's um a bit uh, sometimes all right i'll be honest with you i'll try to tell you the truth sometimes i skip pages of books because um you know it's late it's almost almost 10 o'clock you should be in bed by now 
I'll read you a book. That was quick. I know. I'm a quick reader. Um, sometimes I skip pages. With Phoebe and the Bee, it comes with a CD that reads it for you. <laughs> it reads it for you. It couldn't be any easier, team. Uh, but it's a great book, uh, teaching children about bees. And I've read it probably, I'd say, about three times since I got the book to Olive. And each time, there's always follow-up questions. Now, if I'm reading The Gruffalo, which I've read a thousand times, I don't want any follow-up questions. I've read it. I want to go downstairs and chill. If it's about gardening and bees, let's sit, turn the lights on. Here we turn them lights on. T- Come on. Turn, let's sit up and get your notepads out, Olive. We're going to sit here all night if we have to and talk about bees. So many follow-up questions about why bees are important, what they do for our environment. And I even learned in this interview a little bit more about bees and and what they do. Uh, There was a story, I don't know if it's in this clip or not, but there's a story uh, in the summer, not this summer, gone the summer before, we had a garage wall, which has now got corrugated iron all over it, right? Uh, Some cool like that. Quirky like that, and um, and uh, a bee was going in and out of a hole in the concrete block, and I was like, "That ain't good," because because why why because good question because <laughs> why because eh? because I thought a bee was. Making a big nest inside the concrete block. That sounds stupid, I know. But I thought maybe there's a massive hole in there. It's hollowed out because bees do that. And it's going to make a massive nest and we're going to have bees coming out when I have barbecues. So a bee was going in and out. And basically, I'm not proud to admit this, but when it went out the last time, I put a screw in there to stop it going in and out. I thought I was closing off the massive nest. What I later found out, and actually, uh, just speaking to Jenny, was that uh, these bees are just, all they're doing is they're putting their little baby eggs in there. They, they fill it over uh, with mud. Uh, and then the bees hatch in there and then they fly out and away they go. That's all they were doing. And um, I feel guilty about it. Uh, not, not as guilty as I did when I let my worms die. Worm watch, everyone. The worms are doing great, by the way. They had a lovely Christmas dinner, so thumbs up, uh, <laughs> thumbs up for them. Uh, but yeah, uh, a little bit guilty that if there was babies in there, then um, then that screw would have stopped. Why am I admitting this? It's like self help tonight. Twenty. Let's leave these. No one mentioned this in twenty twenty one. Let's leave this right to the. Um, let's leave this in twenty twenty. All these. Things I'm omitting tonight. Let's leave them in 2020. Let's not mention them ever again. Um, too, I'm too honest about this stuff. Anyway, I learned a lot. Hopefully you'll learn a little bit from this chat with Jenny. Go press play on it. No problem at all. Um, I've, I've always loved animals. I've always had a huge uh, passion for nature. Um, and I think uh, when I became a parent, I was very aware that... Uh, We've got to look after the next generation and we need them to understand that uh, uh, we're not the owners of this planet necessarily. We're the guardians of it and we're the protectors of it. And we need to look after our wildlife and our environment. 
Um, and everything that's kicking off at the moment is so, so important. Um, it was around last year sometime when the amazing David Attenborough said that the Garden of Eden was no more. Um, and that, that really shocked me. Um, and and it, it shouldn't have shocked me, really, because we've been hearing that on, on the Blue Planet and Life on Earth and, and the Survival Series and, and all the other amazing programmes that have been brought to our screens, that um, our animals and our wildlife and our environments are, are in trouble. But when he actually said it's no more, it's not like it's just in trouble anymore, it's actually no more. Lee, that really, that really um, hit me. And uh, I was already doing beach cleans and I was already going out with my two boys, uh, picking up rubbish. We were putting nest boxes up in the woods and, and all sorts of things. And I, um, yeah, and, and because of that, I just thought I need to do something. I need to do something more. Yeah. Um, along that time as well, there was the report that came out about the insects um, being in major decline as well. So um, I'm not much of a gardener and you probably don't want to hear that. But um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, um, I filled my garden up with lavender because I just thought I need to help the bees. I need to help the pollinators out there as well. Um, yeah. And I've turned into a gardener, which you probably do want to hear. <laughs> and my children are very keen on gardening, but it, it's for that reason. It's for the reason that we see the pollinators, we see the butterflies, we see the bees, and, and we know we're helping. And it makes us feel better that we're yeah. actually doing something for the environment. Um, so it all came along uh, really around what June, July time last year. I was talking to a friend. Um, and it must have been in my mind that I wanted to do something more. And the opportunity came up and we fixed on an idea of writing stories. And I said, well, they have to have a conservation message in them. Um, she's a continuity announcer and I now know her as Mother Earth. And right. she's the co-founder. Um, and so we put our idea into practice and I wrote Phoebe the Bee. Um, I tested it on my children. I tested it on a few more children. And it, it kind of went from there. Um, so when did the book come out? Uh, it actually, we actually self-published it in March, Oh, awesome. which was a, a crazy month to launch anything. Let's face it, but same time, so it's absolutely a great time. And what sort of response have you had had from it? Oh, amazing! The support we're getting for our book is incredible. Um, it, it's a book that can go from the ages of three right the way up to ten years old. And what we've actually done is put lots of stimulus in it to keep a child's learning and involvement active as yeah. their learning develops right the way through. So there's puzzles in there, and there's a fun facts page in there. There's a crossword in there. There's coloring in pictures. There's the main story as well, and then also there's the element of the audio. Um, attached to the book as well, um, whereby we actually have a read-along feature um, and there's also um, music. So we've, we've put the whole composition, if you like, the production of it together. Wow, that's and incredible. It or not, it's, it's incredible now. I've actually written seven stories for the series, which is just, it's, it, I got carried away, I think. <laughs> <laughs> like sucks you into it, to it all. That's brilliant. Wait, before, before you um, like really got into this, like what made you like go on like beach cleans and like feel like you want to get wildlife and stuff into the garden just purely the fact that it was hugely in the news um greta thunberg was doing her marches um extinction rebellion were doing their marches and the fact that i'm a mother i'm i'm bringing my children up to respect nature to respect yeah. wildlife um and we were getting out there and doing it and it was incredible the amount of gloves and the amount of um, masks that were like lying around. You think um, rubbish is like an old thing in a way, but it but it soon became very apparent to us that yeah. it wasn't 
sort of thing. And people was, were dumping all sorts of things. And uh, we wanted to, um, and I think it's a responsibility that my, my children, I, I like to instill that in them, that it's, you know, it's an environment that we all take pleasure from and we should respect. So, so I, I have Was that an easy thing to get your boys into? Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. I've always brought them up to um, to respect nature. Um, I mean, we've gone, we've gone out and not just fed the ducks, but we've, we've, we've. I mean, my my children really love all sorts of nature. They they marvel at ants, for instance. They've got a big thing about ants at the moment. Yeah. Um, my neighbour was um, mowing his lawn, um, and they got the cord wrapped around a big um, rock. And it literally lifted up the rock and there was an ant's nest under there. And my, my boys were fascinated just watching it. And yeah. it was just incredible. And and I know no I now know because obviously I'm doing a lot of this conservation and I'm talking to ecologists and conservationists and scientists and professors in this um, kind of sector. I, I'm knowing now how good it is to get children outside, which you obviously also know. But yeah. the fact yeah. that their confidence can improve, their social ability can improve, their connectedness improves. There are so many benefits for children outside. So when I take my children out into the woods, into the beach, all the places we go, I'm like thinking, you know, I'm doing okay, I'm doing good. This is this is improving their their social skills, their mental skills, um, and it's so good for them. So it, it's good to get them away from technology every now and then, let's face it. Yeah, I think... Um, I I think everyone we talk about it's a lot about technology and stuff because it is a big draw for children. And I thought always I've got um, my five year old daughter, and you know sometimes an iPad is is the savior. But actually <laughs> getting away from from that and being outside makes such a difference. And and I always talk about like especially as a parent, like it creates like proper memories being outside and around nature, around gardening, just being outside together. Um, so much more than any sort of technology can really really make yeah i think so i mean without without going too much into it you know we're part of it and i think when we go out in nature we we realize that and it, and it's all going on around us if we're lucky enough to see it and if we stop for a moment and actually look um and see the bees working hard collecting the nectar and the pollen and doing what they do um and having a butterfly land on your finger or, or a ladybird land on your finger i mean that for a child is is incredible I mean, yeah. it's, an, it's another life. I've actually got my neighbour. Um, I've spoken to her recently and she says, Jen, I, I don't look at um, ants in the same way anymore. She used to kind of just step on all the ants she could see in her garden sort of thing because she just didn't like didn't like them at all. Yeah. Um, and now after understanding a bit more about Phoebe the Bee, our book and, and our philosophy and what we all what, what we're about, she says she now knows that an ant has a has a life. Yeah. It, has, it has a reason it, it's either in it's in the food chain but it but it it, it has a purpose for yeah. it for its day whether it needs to gather food or whether it needs to look after the colony whether it needs to feed the grubs it, there is a purpose for it to be there and mm -hmm. she says now she watches them rather than stamps on them so that's got to be an improvement right yeah definitely well, i always get people um asking about how to get rid of slugs and stuff but again they're part of yeah yeah <laughs> But they're part of nature as well. Like, I feel like they're hated so much, but they're part of everything that's going on now. They've got somewhere, couldn't tell you where, but somewhere there's an important reason that they're out there. Do you know what I mean? 
There is, there is. I mean, I, yeah, I see them as the food chain for hedgehogs and for some birds and, and other things, definitely. And long may that continue. Um, <laughs> I, I know they can be the bane of gardeners when it comes to their, their precious vegetables and, and that kind of thing. But they're, they're just doing what they do, I guess. But you don't want too many of them. But um, a few shouldn't harm much. Once, uh, once again, if you want to find out more about uh, any of that, uh, from Phoebe the Bee uh, to more about that podcast, then head over to Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music, or wherever you listen to your podcast, uh, to, to just listen to the full interview. It's a really great chat. I really enjoyed it, and uh, I'd love for you guys uh, to listen to that too. There's so many episodes. We've literally had, in just in this year, and in fact, just doing this show, I have done over 120 hours, probably 125, including tonight's show, 125 hours of uh, content uh, since September. And we've put out uh, 68 episodes i think 69 episodes of the podcast um since september as well four days a week uh, and it's going to change up a little bit in 2021 uh, because there's so much going on like i say i'll talk about it later on with uh on the show about the school tour but um it's going to change a little bit uh i love doing the podcast we're going to continue doing the podcast in fact if you watch the podcast you're going to get it five days a week we stream uh, on facebook twitter twitch and youtube not instagram uh, and youtube um and in 2021 we're going to do that five days a week for one hour so we're just going to reduce that down we're not going to do two hour shows we're going to do one hour show five days a week on Monday, you're going to get the Gardener News. Tuesday, we're going to get an interview. We're going to get back to the interviews team. Uh, Wednesday, we're sticking with Ground Force Bingo. I love Ground Force Bingo. Thursdays is Garden Hack Day. Where we'll be talking about ideas that you can do over the weekend. Ask who knew what you're up to. Uh, chucking ideas out there about what you can sow, etc., etc. on Thursdays. And then Fridays will be a best of of those four nights. So anyone that called in, we'll put into the Friday show. Uh, we'll stream it out live and we'll get chatting in the comments as well. And that best of show will then go on to the podcast. Are you still with me? Are you still with me? Then on Sunday, uh, the best of podcast will go out for you to listen to if you're a listener i know there's a lot more listeners than there are viewers so if you listeners fancy coming on to view <laughs> then we'd love to have you as part of the team you're very much welcome for sure everyone uh, so anyway if you caught up with that then well well done to you uh 2021 is gonna be uh, a lot of fun uh, and great to show up five days a week to bring everyone together even if it is just for an hour uh, we can get some great chat on the podcast some great guests i know bellows i know you want to get uh dimicon i'm working on it uh it's gonna happen some point in 21 21 we're gonna get charlie dimmock if we can get walsh on even better but definitely the dimmock will be on at some point all right 
Uh, don't you worry about that. Oh, I did. I should have said actually. Uh, thanks to Jenny for coming on the podcast. If you've got any stories about bees, put them in the in the in the comments. Come on, keep up, keep up, team. Put them in the comments now. We did we did so much in 2021 through live streams. Uh, the stuff that I did with MNS was incredible. We're going to talk about that later on the show. But one of the things that I absolutely loved was our 24-hour live stream with Mr. Richard Suggett. In fact, should we have a quick look? Let's have, let's have, I know what we can do. This is, uh, I think Stephen did this actually. I should, should really shout him out. Uh, let's have a look. If you didn't catch the 24-hour live stream, let's see the 24-hour live stream in just three minutes. Here we go. We're live for this 24-hour. Whose bright idea was this?
it looked pretty. It looked pretty easy there, didn't it? <laughs> Those three minutes looked pretty easy. I can promise you, it wasn't. And if it weren't for Mister Sugger, I'm not sure if I'd get through it. <laughs> but we raised money uh, on that 24-hour live stream. I think I'm just going to estimate about almost a grand. It might have been a little bit less than that. Uh, but we raised money for Thrive. We raised money for um, Perennial. We raised money for Greenfingers uh, charities uh, throughout those 24 hours. It was an incredible experience. And um, a little bit of that 24-hour uh, live stream, we're going to show you later on in tonight's show. So watch out for that uh, just before uh, 12 o'clock tonight. But it was such a great experience. And, you know, me and Suggs are uh, probably the best. To be fair, there ain't many live streamers out there at the moment. Probably the best live streamers around. At the, Suggs is number two. Obviously, I'm, I've got a gold jacket. So don't think he's got a gold jacket, has he? But um, it, it, let's, do a, let's do, do a little... Um, let's do what is it called? A, a, not a quiz. A uh, What's it called? <sighs> I'm not going to hang on. Wait. It's called a... Um, When you ask a question, what's it called? Survey. Let's do a little survey. Let's do a little survey. Uh, if you think that... Um, and then I'll add them up for you at some point. Uh, if you think that I'm the uh, best gardening streamer, put hashtag SJG. Uh, and if you think um, Richard Sugg is, then put hashtag Suggs. Into the comments, you have one minute starting from now. One minute, hashtag SJG or hashtag sucks. Put it in the comments. You know, I'll be counting this one, you know, I'll be making sure I, I know exactly. Who won this? Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, then um, you can tweet this in whenever you listen. If you listen this far, if you fancy it. 30 seconds left. Hashtag SJG. Hashtag sucks. 15 seconds. <laughs> and 10, 9, 8, 7. Six, five, four, three, two, one. I will be counting those up instantly to make sure that I'm number one. And if I'm not, then um, I'll just tell you why I was. And I'll make sure I just put my own ones. Then I'll get every and all my family just to start putting hashtags in there. <laughs> there we go. Well, uh, tonight we have got some best bits of the show. Uh, but instead of of that for um the next part of tonight's show me and richard sit down and talk uh about the year our 2020 year together this is exclusive uh content with me and Suggs. it's really great to chat to him i love chatting to to Suggs on the show uh i love chatting to him on his show uh he's become uh, a good friend um since I met him only a couple of years ago, but we've got a, a shared love of uh, podcasting and gardening and, and just being gen generally good people. Well, he is, I, I can't exactly say, I'm, 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 I'm not good. 
I'm great. Anyone? Anyway, me and Suggs sat down and uh, we chatted together uh, about our 2020 year, uh, some of the highlights, some of the lowlights, and some uh, 2020 resolutions. Enjoy. So we've got a podcaster to the stars, Mr. Richard Suckett. That's me. How are you doing, mate? I'm good. Yourself? I'm, I'm well. I'm doing okay. Did you have a good Christmas? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Uh, how about yourself? It was all right. Um, it goes so it went really fast. Surprisingly, um, I did burn the turkey. Oh. Uh, unsurprisingly, and I did accidentally turn the steamer off for the vegetables, which uh, the missus had going um, because I wanted to play some Christmas music. That was a bit of a mistake, but apart from that, all good. Yeah, well, it, it, was it badly burnt the turkey? No, it was. Mm, no, it wasn't. It wasn't the worst it could be. It wasn't the worst. Right. It could be. I got distracted, Rich. I got distracted yeah. by festivities. Yeah, easy to do. <laughs> Very easy to do. That's why I think I've said to you before. I I cook mine overnight on a really low heat. I put it in the night before. I set the timer. It comes on on its own. And then about an hour before we eat, it, the timer finishes. It makes a beep, and I take it out of the oven. It's ready to go. You've got it. So Fair easy. Enough. In five to six years' time, mate, I just hope that I'm as good at as cooking turkeys as you. Yeah, yeah. And I tell you what, <laughs> the turkey I cooked this year was so beautifully tender and moist. Oh, it was delicious. Uh, I like mate. Right, stop showing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the ring happy, then. Happy New Year. Also, go on, you say, you say Happy New Year. You're not allowed to say Happy New Year until it's New Year. But it's only a few hours away, so I'm getting you in might there. As well say You won't get me on the phone if not. Happy New Year to yeah. you too, mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why I've got you on here. Um, I wanted to talk, if there is any, I mean, I, I thought, what could we talk about tonight? I thought, what could we talk about the best of 2020? What were your highlights? And... Um, uh, that's pretty tough in, in in this year we've had. Um, yes and no. It's it's been an interesting year, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, I've got to say, I'm going to be probably quite selfish, and I t- kind of turned this year into a bit of a positive for me. Go on. Um, well, I'm going to be. I'm probably going to upset a lot of people, and I apologise for that. But because. In the first lockdown, I was furloughed for three months. I had nothing to do except for my garden and my podcasts, and I threw myself into it. And you know what? I absolutely loved it. Absolutely yeah. loved it. I, every time I spoke to you on the phone, you said you were enjoying it. it it's, it's quite funny, actually. I was speaking to Dale about this only the other day, and I said, um, obviously, I didn't um, have furlough. I, um some people might say my whole life is furlough, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I didn't get it. And I, I did, I, I saw people uh, on furlough and, you know, didn't massively do much, but you really, um, you really made the most of it, mate. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I didn't want to get into the habit of not being used to getting up and going to work because it's so easy to do that when you have nothing to get up for. And I just, I I wanted 
and a, a, Amanda, my wife, she was still working. So I, she was like, well, you got to – otherwise it take the mick out of her. I'm still in bed while she's working. So she's like, you've got to do something. And I was just like, well, I've always wanted to spend a lot of time in my gardening and podcasting to try and make it work. And um, that's what I did. And I got so much done. Okay, there was a lot of mess made at the same time. I'm still clearing up. But I got so <laughs> much done in that – I want to say quite a short time, three months. It's it's quite a short time in the grand scheme of things, but there was so much that we did throughout that time. I can't yeah. even remember half of it, to be honest. Well, you know, three months is, three months, um, is a big chunk of time, but at the actual time, you didn't know it was going to be three months, I suppose. So it's sort of no. doing jobs that... Um, you know, if you said, if someone told, told you, oh, you've got three months off, then you'd... Uh, you'd think quite well, a nice bit of time. Um, I'll get loads done, but um, if you if you don't actually know when it's going to end, then it's a bit tougher, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was always the fear is that I start a job and then my boss calls me up and says, "Right, I need you to come into work today," um, which did happen towards the end of the three months, but all the way through. I mean, I didn't think it was going to go on as long as it did. I thought within three weeks we'll be out of it. Yeah. Um, Rather naively, yeah. <laughs> I think everyone thought that it's it, it's certainly changed. Um, it's certainly a year for for change for a lot of things, I suppose. Um, our our chat, um, we chat a lot about garden centres. Um, mm-hmm. Me and you uh, on the podcast and off off podcast as well. Um, what do you reckon? What do you reckon? Uh, I mean, for them, obviously, it's been quite a, quite a big difference to a year. Well, for any retail, really, but um, for us, as talking about gardens and garden centres, it's got to be a, it's got to be a big change for them. I'm hoping they've learned a lot of lessons from it and realised they need to do a, an online service because it, it would have kept them open during that peak time when everybody was looking for something to do and just having that option to sort of ring up your local garden centre or go online and say, I want this, this and this, go down and get it, or it gets, excuse me, gets delivered. Yeah. I think garden centres could have been raking it in at that time had they been open. Unfortunately, they weren't allowed to. We only talked about it a year year before. Yeah. Yeah. If only they'd listen to us, mate. (laughs) <laughs> well this is it they should have they should have listened to us i think i think now they have realized that people do want to shop online people do want to buy garden stuff online and i think that from what i'm seeing out and about now that ha- they have taken it on the board yeah definitely i mean um my experience with garden centers over especially at the, st- the start of the year um I think mass. I think massively get to them. I did use online quite a bit to be honest with you for for different bits and bobs. The, the best thing that uh, I think I mentioned about a week or so ago is um, Perrywood, who we, who we went to go an interview. Actually, yeah, their garden. Yeah. The best thing I ever seen from them is is their drive through compost area. It was. Yeah, um, you mentioned that. I've not had a chance to talk to you about it. Tell me more about this. No, so I went to the guy. So I went in and um, and asked some. This is this is uh, I don't I can't remember what month it was. I've only I recently went back 
um, about two weeks ago, I went back there. Um, and then that's why I spoke about it because I was, I was like, I never really spoke about this much because this is quite cool. Like, I don't see anyone else doing it. But I went in the garden centre and said, oh, where's your compost bit? And he's like, oh, that's out front. I was like, that's a bit weird. And then uh, <laughs> then I found, like, right out front in the car park, so that's a bit weird. Um, so I walked out and there's, so you jump in your car or if you if you don't go inside the garden centre, I suppose, you drive in, you drive to the back of the car park where it's a bit like, I can only describe it as like a compost drive-through grotto. There's just bags and bags of compost either side of the uh, the road. Uh, you uh-huh. just pull up. It's all like uh, COVID secure. They just say, what do you want? You, they pop, you pop your boot. Uh, they, uh, they chuck the compost in your boot for you. And then, uh, boom, you pay, you pay by card. And then you drive off. You don't even get out of your car. Fantastic. I like that idea. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was, I thought it was genius, really. I mean, could, I mean, we, we talked about this once when we designed our own garden centre. <laughs> we did. Yeah, we definitely did. I think it's, yeah. I think it's a great idea. Obviously. Hold on, wait, maybe that's where the idea came from. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe we'd probably listen to you and went, I like that idea. I didn't think about that. I'd have to ask them next time ago. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let, let's face it. Most people go to a garden centre for compost, and that's probably the number one thing they go for. I mean, obviously plants and everything as well. Yeah. But when they need to go, it's normally compost Yeah, on a regular yeah. basis, if that makes sense. Yeah. Definitely. And the, I, I mean, I, I, I big I Perry up Perry would up too much, but they had the reason I went there recent most recently was to get some peat free compost, and they had mm-hmm. such a big. On the flip side, I went to another garden centre um, just before Christmas, not far from me, and uh, one they only had one bag of uh, peat free. So it's you know it's a bit there's a, a lot of difference. Um, between the garden centers and that side of things but um but yeah uh compost drive-throughs mate future yeah now if only we can get plants on a drive-thru as well we think we're on to something i mean that could be that could be good mate i think uh that could be a winner yeah yeah i i reckon so i reckon so um yeah so yeah brilliant I, I, I like that so yeah i think um like i say we talk about garden centers a lot and i think that they've obviously changed things up quite a bit i mean i don't know if you've been in one recently especially over the christmas period but very little christmas stuff in fact i went to the one and uh the christmas stuff was at the back at the back of the, the garden center which was quite mm. nice to see Actually, that's, that's uh, the couple I have been in. One has quite a lot of Christmas stuff. It's the one you and I went to, actually. Yeah. And where they had all the barbecue uh, stuff when we went there, right at the very front, that yeah. was all the Christmas stock, um, whereas everything else was as it was before. But there was a lot of Christmas stuff. Yeah. But there's another one which is rapidly becoming my favourite garden centre at the moment, which is just down the road from that one. It's a family-run garden centre. The amount of Christmas stock that had was minimal, but they yeah. had a lot of plants, a lot of gardening stuff, which is what I want. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I wonder if that. I wonder if that sort of thing will keep up. I'd like to think that they thought 
well, especially at the moment, they need to be essential shops, don't they? Let's be honest. They don't need to be selling Christmas stuff because that could mean that they could potentially close. So I wonder if um, it's a hard one because um, you'd like to think it would be really busy, but obviously the lockdown and tears at this time of year have stopped that from happening. Had that not been the way, then maybe, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a bit of a, a tough one, that, isn't it? Yeah, I think at the moment we've, like you, we've gone into tier four, and that I want—I don't want to say it came out of the blue, but it. Before that, we were tier two, and everything was hunky dory, yeah. and then all of a sudden we're in tier four, and I think garden centres are still allowed to be open. Yeah, but I think they've only got through by the skin of their teeth. As much as I love gardening. I don't consider it an essential service in in the same way as I consider a, a food shop or a, a, a pharmacy. I, I think I'd agree with that. I think um, back when this first happened, uh, the time of year allowed that to be an essential thing. I think because of the growing season, and not not you know I'm, I love garden centres and that, but I'm not so sure at this time of year. I think. February time when people are actually going to go. I mean, if we're going to look at it as essential, it's going to be uh, grow your own, isn't it? I mean, that's the only way. Yeah, you can essential, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm glad they are. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Oh no! Oh, hundred percent. I'm yeah. Any, anything that can stay open, um, it's great. But you know, I mean, there was a big thing at the start of the year, wasn't there, where we couldn't get them open when, when really they should have. Yeah was a necessity back then more than it is probably now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But had they had been online or done a click and collect service then, they would could have still traded. Wouldn't it have been wouldn't it have been a problem, would it? It wouldn't have been a problem. I mean, all right, so I'll get this is um a bit off off no it's not actually it's sort <laughs> of the same thing. So I read the other day about the um the wife or the now ex wife of Jeff Bezos. And she uh, had stocks in Amazon in January that for about four percent stocks, they were worth seventeen billion. So not a lot, seventeen billion. Oh, they've just been. um, She's just got it through now in an email, I suppose. I don't know how it works. Yeah, Uh, them stocks now worth same stocks forty five billion, just because of the increase in internet sales uh, the reason i and and you know the reason, the reason i read about it was because she she's just given away five billion just a five billion to charity but um yeah sure yeah i might message her <laughs> um, um, but that just shows like how um online is has really just you, you would have thought in january that amazon was peak but obviously yeah yeah, it just keep, keeps going, doesn't it? So, um, so, you know, without rambling on for, for two hours about garden centres and the internet, yeah. that sort of yeah. shows like how um, how that sort of thing is growing. And, and as an as a, as a industry, you probably need to, to jump on board that still even more now, I think, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think the whole business models at the moment are changing. They've been changing for a few years now. Um, and, I, and I was reading about how um, more and more services are moving 
completely off topic, but I think this is irrelevant for the garden centre thing or even gardening in general. A lot of more of the sort of newspaper services are moving away from um, and basically behind a paywall because it's more sustainable. The subscription yeah. service is more sustainable. And I could see a garden centre going down the same route, becoming a subscription service in some way. Yeah, um, or, or even like I, I, I can see this happen now. I'm gonna call it now, all right, Rich. In the future, I feel like there could be an Uber garden center. Yeah, yeah, I reckon that is gonna be a I, I feel like that could be a thing. Uber garden centers where you you can call you can you know, call for Uber, do you? but you can um text for a plant or something like that, and and it will come and come to your door. I've got a fear about yeah. garden. You know, it could happen from a garden center. That could be a like Deliveroo. It could just come from a garden center. I, I, I think it's happening. I think it's happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but you talked. You talked about um, online subscription things like that. This year has been the year of the digital garden shows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean. It wasn't a yeah, yeah. It was. <laughs> they they were better than nothing. Don't get me wrong. And for all the businesses involved and and getting something out there, they were great for that. But they just lacked the atmosphere. I feel that you get at a show, um, the hustle and the bustle of all the people. As much as I I don't like being around people, um, there is the atmosphere that goes with it that I felt really makes the show enjoyable. I'm, I'm, um, I, I think I'm with you 100% of the way there. Yeah. Now, um, I don't want to knock the shows that we've had this year, the the online ones, because it's the best they could do. And in some ways, there's probably a way they could expand on their normal shows by doing a bit more of the online stuff as yeah. well as the actual show to get a wider audience, those that perhaps can't travel as far or, or on the day or something. Mm, I'm, I think I'm with you. I mean, I I uh, I was part of RHS Chelsea this year, and um, I, don't get me wrong, I was really happy to be part of it. I thought it was, it was good to be asked to do it, but um, it, it 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 lacked really. It, it was just YouTube videos, really, which happens all the time. And I don't, you know, it did cause some sort of buzz, and it was new, and people were like RHS Chelsea, so they were like. Every, newspapers were watching it and 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 reading it and you know great but you're right like there's no there can nothing there can be nothing better than just actually physically being there and i know we couldn't be there um i think i i think maybe the the one thing that lacked in the in the uh festival shows thing was live like we do we do live well, and I just feel like maybe that the live aspect has sort of been forgotten about somehow. Yeah, I, I think I think one because it was rushed through because this came out of nowhere, yeah. um, and that they didn't have time to prepare or do the research on how to make the lives work. Yeah. Also, I think when quite often when people who aren't perhaps I don't want to offend anyone, but tech savvy, they think of lives and they think, oh, it's just somebody holding the phone up and walking around like that. Mm-hmm. You and I know it's it can be so much more than that. We can 
you know, we can add so many little videos and stuff and cutaways and things, different camera angles. Yeah. And we're doing this in a, in a shed. Yeah. You know, yes, we've got the, we've got nothing that special to do it with, but we can do it. And yeah. uh, until someone out there goes to these businesses, we've actually a way of showing them how we can do it, such as uh, my mobile wheelbarrow uh, <laughs> film studio. <laughs> um, nobody's going to quite realise the potential of the live shows. No, that's true. But on, 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 on the flip side of it, I, I did enjoy seeing in people's gardens that you probably wouldn't usually see. Yeah. Some people that maybe you wouldn't generally generally hear from on the plus side there was some some nice bits of it which um was good i you know it was was nice to see uh, other people's gardens and 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 get their thoughts maybe more personal yeah i I was talking about the shows not the garden not people's gardens but yeah no no, no, i'm with you about on on the on the shows the digital side of things obviously a lot of it was recorded a lot of the people that recorded it uh, was at their own own homes so you've got a little bit oh yeah in into them rather than just be, them just being on stage. Yeah. So that was like looking at a positive side. That was quite nice, but yeah. nothing gets away from actually being there. Um, I yeah. think. Well, um, yeah. I mean, I, I come to this from the point of view as a punter, from like yourself, where you didn't have to leave your home. It was probably a bit easier for you in some ways, and to get a hotel and. Travel, sure. lunar day, travel, uh, traveling either side, and um, basically working while well, that show. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy, I, I enjoy like, but I, I enjoy all that stuff. I think, I think as as a as a as a positive side of it, I think it's, it would be really great to see um, everything from the online bits be added to the the show, maybe even incorporated into it um, with the lives of an actual show. So people that unless we, we can't all get to shows. Sometimes they're sold out. Sometimes they cost. They do. They do cost a lot to go to. They'll probably go up a lot more in 2021 because less people are going to be able to go to them. Um, so to bring people from the outside in, who wouldn't usually. I mean, I heard people say, "Oh, I never got to go to RHS Chelsea before." It's great to be actually get to an insight. They didn't really get an insight to it, really, um, but they felt part of it. And I suppose it's yeah. including people that can't actually physically go to the shows. Um, to add that to them would be, be quite nice. Yeah, um, I, I, I completely agree. I, but like the RHS Chelsea show this year was that actually RHS Chelsea? Because was anything filmed at Chelsea? No, um, <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was part of RHS Chelsea. <laughs> Uh, it was actually filmed there. As my neighbours yeah. were telling you, as they saw me come out of my shed uh, with a smoke machine and uh, <laughs> big exposure. Yeah, you sent me the video of that. Yeah, good day. Eh? <laughs> it, it was very good. Uh, like I say, it was, it was, everything was a bit rushed then, I suppose. No yeah. one really realised it was going to happen. And um, I don't know. How do, how do you see the shows in 2021, mate? Because there's rumours that Chelsea might not, happen now and um if that falls i feel like all the other shows might fall as well um when's chelsea is it normally may isn't it so it's fairly early um 
I think some of the early ones will certainly be cancelled. Yeah. Uh, the the events that I usually go to, um, press event, that's cancelled. Um, Gardner's World, I think, is still going ahead at the moment. That's not till June, uh, maybe no. even July off the top of my head. I think that one will still go ahead, depending, on, of course, on how this virus goes. But when I think back to June last year, we were pretty much under control by that point. Yeah, it seems like summertime. I mean, let's be honest, like winter, everyone wants to be inside. It was always going to it's always going to have a little bit of a a peak once we can actually get outside, physically get outside, then um yeah. and people don't mind sitting around. I mean, at the moment I, I think back in June I was sitting out in a park somewhere um enjoying a drink with my friends and uh I don't think I'll be doing that <laughs> in the winter. So yeah. um yeah, maybe. Yeah, hopefully by then we will sort of get back to something. I don't know. It's really difficult, really, to to look forward to. Really, and it? it's, it's a tough one. I really hope that it do, that it do continue. But um, I get if there is a rumor that Chelsea might not happen. I get it because there's a lot of millions that go into that show. Yeah, and I don't think they can pull the plug on it a, a couple of days before. No, well, everybody who buys tickets and is, uh, you know, prepared, taking time off work to go to these events. But then I, if I was, was to buy a ticket for a show next year, I know I'll be buying it at uh, a possible chance it's going to get cancelled. I'll be disappointed, but it's the same as going on holiday. Not that I plan to go on holiday next year, but there's a good chance I won't be able to go. So, yeah, yeah that's it's it. a bit of a risk take. If you're going to look at any shows next year, do you think you might go to? What might they be, mate? Uh, I really want to go to Gardner's World live again because I really enjoy that show. Um, yep. I like. I would love to go to Chelsea and next year might be the year if it goes ahead. Yeah. Um, apart from that, I might do some of the smaller shows for a change and go around those. I mean, I really want to go, go to the vegetable gardening shows. Uh, Harrogate, I think, has a big one, and yeah. the Malvern Autumn one. They're probably on my list yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, the one show I wish that was still going, but it was cancelled years ago, was the Edible Gardening Show. Um, yeah. That, um, you know, I'm into my Edible Gardening, so that was what I really want to find out about. I believe I was at the last, I think I was at the last edible garden show. I think maybe they saw me and Dale on stage and thought they're peaked and thought, no, it's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. But that was a good show. It wasn't a massive show, um, but it was a good show. That was a, yeah. like, a, it was, you know, I thought it was a nice, nicely rounded, rounded show there. Yeah, I mean, I went to the one at Alexander Palace, and I think from what what I was understanding is the when it's in the normal place, which I can't remember where it is, it's a lot better than what it was in at Alexander Palace. What we might have been at the same, we could have passed each other at the same show. We could have done. We probably did. We probably did, but we didn't at a shed. I can't remember seeing him at that. But could have been the same I show. Was, we we could have been. I was quite a bit more shy back then, so I and I didn't go there. I didn't have my mobile podcasting stuff then, so I was going there completely as a punter. Yeah, yeah. Wow, crazy times, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I, I mean, I'm going to, I just really want to, I mean, this year was meant to be the year, especially for us, where we talked about, didn't we, to go and visit yeah. gardens as well. Like, we were going to go and visit so many gardens, and we squeezed yeah. one. Did we squeeze one in it? No, we didn't, did we? Did we squeeze one at the start of the year or not? Um, we got to chat you- it, just before Christmas last year, was it? Yeah, I think, yeah we went to Chateau last year, the, just before that. I yeah. think January we didn't go anywhere, but you came down in February and we went to the CD Sunday event. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Um, and I think it was just like a couple of weeks after that that this all kicked off. Yeah, it wasn't too too far away, was it? Because I yeah. think I did CD Sunday, then I did the school tour. Oh, no, the press event. CD Sunday press event school tour lockdown. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. Because yeah. I was meant to go to another garden with someone else as well uh, just before lockdown, yeah. um, and that got cancelled, obviously. So that said, in the middle of all of this, we did go to Westine um, Gardens. That's right. Yeah, first time you've been there, isn't it? Did you? Yeah. What did you think of the place? Well, loved it. Uh... I love it even more now because I thought I was going to go to more after that and <laughs> it never happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think we talked about it on your podcast, didn't we? But I've, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was such an amazing place. I think the re, you know, it, it felt uh, even more because of what we'd gone through because of lockdown. I'm not saying it's like, you know, there's been world wars and stuff, which have been probably been a bit more horrific than what we've had to go through. <laughs> yeah. But, because of what we've been through and, and being so enclosed and then actually being able to go to a, visit a garden, it felt awesome just to just to be there. It, it, to be fair, it, it didn't matter what garden it would have been, right. but uh, that was definitely a, a good one to to go to for um, for the only my only garden visit of the year. So um, it was quite mm-hmm. it was nice, man. I loved it there as well. It was really really nice set out. And also, I mean, for anyone that's a bit of a a uh, you know, scared about COVID and stuff. It's really nicely spaced out and well done. I, I was going to say because there weren't, it wasn't that busy once or while we were there. Everyone had slotted times for arrival, but um, there was, I want to say, a lot of people there. But because it was such a big site, there was so much yeah. space. I mean, we spent a lot of time just sat under the tree because it was so hot, but we were not, you know closest people came to us was probably about 10 meters away the whole time yeah i was about to say to you actually i wish we went on that walk now but then now i remember how hot it was that maybe it wasn't a good yeah. idea that we went on that. remember that walk up the up the top bit it would took about two hours to get there we would have um yeah, <laughs> yeah up to the orangery or something wasn't it yeah that's it yeah <laughs> uh but next time, next time we'll do it when it's a little bit cooler yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, I go to that place quite regularly because it's one of my favourite gardens. But yeah, that that was such a nice day out, and I think when you had Matt Biggs on as well, he sort of said he's made an effort to sort of go and visit a garden more uh, with one of his friends, yeah. and it just got me thinking. Yeah, absolutely, that's what I really want to do more of when we can. Yeah, that's it. I'm. I'm... Um, I mean, I think this is. It's been one of those years where I've thought a lot more about. I mean, I've, I've talked about it recently about um, like buying less stuff and spending money. At, like I buy a lot of gardening stuff, and, and I'm quite cluttered. Looking around my shed, 
be quite tired <laughs> at the moment. But, uh, but um, uh, like spending money on actual like visits to gardens would be a much better use of of my spending fund. I suppose <laughs> the best way to put it. Yeah. Um, experience, experience places, and 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 you know, I really enjoyed going to West End View, and it was good. Like memories were made, mate. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I really enjoyed going. I mean, I've always enjoyed going to gardens. Um, and that's something I've also missed this year is actually going and visiting places like that. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, was there any others I've visited this year? And I think that was only one, the only one. Mm. I've been a lot of, don't get me wrong, I've been a lot of walks to woodlands and fields and beaches and stuff, mate. Plenty of them, but I've not actually been yeah. to many garden gardens. So, um, um, so yeah, so there we go, there we go on that on that front. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so what's what's been your highlight for twenty twenty? Uh, there's been a few. Um, one has to be. Uh, oh, I tell you what, one one is. I want, and I'm going to play a little bit later on in tonight. The show is the we forget about this because it feels like such a long time ago. The, and, and it was quite a big achievement. I'll come, I'll come to what it is in a sec. <laughs> uh, the 24 hour live we did. I, d- I yeah. mean, that was yeah. quite a big, at the time we did it and we we're like, yeah, cool. We did it. And then I've only recently, I looked back through the footage of it. I thought, I can't believe we did that really. It was, it was such a big thing. I feel like it sort of went, happened and that was it. It was done. And for, you know, yeah. for, we, we just sort of like, yeah. We did it, and uh, thinking about stuff today, I was thinking um, about some of my highlights of the year, and that has to be up there, mate. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was definitely a highlight for me. Uh, one, because we raised quite a bit of money for charity, which uh, was our main aim. Two, the audience interaction, the people that got involved. You know, we had people that sat with us the whole 24 hours we have people yeah. calling in from the states and canada and all getting involved and and just supporting us and we did nothing more than what we're doing now really did we no it's literally just 24 hours, <laughs> it's quite... it, for 24 hours. It, it was amazing like we like i think we both uh, we had a long list of stuff that we wanted to talk about and we didn't get through a lot of it because we were chatting pretty much throughout the night to people which was quite cool really yeah yeah, I think I think the way we had set up, because we had planned every hour what we were going to talk about in advance, and I think because we had done that, it, it I would do that again, because it meant we didn't have to think. Yeah. But actually, we ended up pretty much throwing that out the window. Yeah, it was good, man. Like, yeah, like I think as an achievement, I think that, I think as a, as a highlight as well, I think that has to be up, be up there. Um, we probably talk about it now and again but we don't talk about it enough i really want to do it in the new year though or not not too early in the new year but when we can actually uh sit next to each other i think is is the main thing i loved it was yeah. good doing it um but i don't know about you i f- it, it felt quite lonely even though we were chatting to each other it still felt quite lonely sitting on your own if that makes any sense yeah yeah, I, it would have been better had we been next to each other, of course. And I think also the the technical aspects of things were quite difficult, such as you know we had videos so we could nip to the toilet or, or or just so everybody had something to see at the same time. 
Um, but then we had phone calls coming through as well. And I was dealing with all the technical aspects and trying to answer the phone. Yeah. Um, um, how have we been next together? You could have dealt with one thing. I could have dealt with the other. A million and one other things that could have happened there. But that, that's why we did it. What, that's the first time we did it and we learned from it. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, without you, it wouldn't have really, really happened too well because there was points which I turned up or I went to go to the toilet and didn't come back for like five minutes. <laughs> you were on, <laughs> on your own. I just really sat there and <laughs> you were doing all the technical yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, but you, you, before all that, you did a lot of the artwork. You did a lot of the contact in the charities and getting people involved. So it's not like you didn't do anything. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was more the technical aspect once you hit that button and everything goes live well, people probably don't realize what there's a lot going on behind the scenes so you've got to make sure am i going out okay can people hear me okay can yeah. i respond to the comments good enough can i um there's a lot going on basically at, all at the same time while you're trying to maintain that conversation with the audience yeah that's it, uh, yeah. yeah yeah definitely um, I, we should do it man next time we're allowed to actually uh allowed to be sitting next to each other i don't know when that's going to be let's um do it i reckon it'll be about yeah. April, may time anyway i don't think it's gonna happen anytime too soon but yeah um, well i think last year we did it in may so i think if we try and aim for may again yeah, that'd be great. I mean, we've we've uh, we've spoke about a few ideas on how we're going to change it up. I'm not sure if we're going to be able to do that next year, but perhaps the year after. Yeah, year after. I think um, I'll just be happy next year just to be able to sit next to you, mate, <laughs> and yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah. win. Everything else, everything we talked about at the time, um, all expectations have been lowered considerably um, uh, for happiness stakes. As like, I'll just be happy to be there yeah 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 <laughs> definitely definitely so yeah so that's gonna be a highlight um what else but the, i mean i can't i mean i'll talk about the tour later in tonight's show but but uh the tour has to be um a highlight for me personally um because that that was that especially even more now because that ain't ever going to happen for another five years probably that that sort of thing it's very unlikely to be um, happening in school. I, uh, I think it will happen sooner than that. I think once this vaccine's out there, probably not 2020, 2021, sorry, but 2022, I reckon you'll be able to do the tour. And, yeah. of course, hopefully by then, or certainly by then, we'll have your school programme up and running. That's it. I mean, I mean, this has been a year where, you know, everything's sort of, for me everything sort of changed up a bit and uh and yeah the school plan i'm well excited about it i mean i keep forgetting sometimes even though it's christmas we sort of keep forgetting it's coming out i'm not sure i I've, i have got a launch date for it in feb i'm not sure yet if it's going to come out in feb yet so um you've got to make it happen i've got to make it it's going to happen but i'm not just not sure if feb's the right time we'll see we'll see is basically what i'm saying but um let's say st- let's stick to feb now that's my my <laughs> working on on stream <laughs> <laughs> make it happen just make it happen, so, yes, Feb. Make it happen. that's it um so yeah school tour was great 24 hour live was great um and some of the i did i really enjoyed doing the mns stuff as well like when when we went into and the and the flymo stuff the when we went into lockdown and doing those bits and keeping people like i'll come into my own a little bit there because 
that's what I do. I like keeping people entertained and getting families and and uh, and that involved. And I think with the M and S stuff and the uh, and the Flymo stuff, mix it all together. I think we we got about a million different views and families and and that involved in that. So it was quite quite a cool thing to be part of. I that I really enjoyed them them bits. Um, did I enjoy him? Yeah. I did enjoy him. I mean, they got a, it, if this this is the thing. Like I talked about people on furlough. I mean, during that time, I was doing all them sort of things. I've never been so busy at home. So, um, yeah, you know, yeah. but yeah, it was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that MLS campaign. I think that literally launched the same week as your school tour, wasn't it? And that was like a week before lockdown started. Yeah, and very different. I don't know if that worked quite well for the MS campaign because all of a sudden, oh, what do we do? Well, we're shopping anyway and we can get this. Or mm. if it worked against him because people were like, oh, what are we going to do about finances? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know about MS. It's a tough one with MS. I don't know, you know, about um, who they're aiming towards, whether they're aiming towards their current customer base, which I don't know if that's a. I worry. I don't really. I don't really know about that sort of thing. Um, what I do know is it did change up a lot. And obviously, at one point we we're saying people come into to this into the supermarkets to buy bits and get your free little tubs. I've probably got a thousand of them somewhere sitting in this shed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the next you're like, well, if you're coming in for your central stuff, you can get it. It's a, it, it was a really difficult one. I think for them as well, they were, it was a you know PR. I'm sure it was really difficult for them. I don't know. How you, how you, as a company, you, you deal with that? I don't know. It's a tired one. But anyway, we did it. Uh, I enjoyed being part of it, which was quite cool. Um, it's never the year, it never was going, not the year that I thought I was going to have, but it was, it was definitely an exciting one. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's safe to say 2020 has been the year nobody thought they would have. <laughs> no one knew where it was going. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So, uh, we got, um, we got twenty twenty one coming up in the next few hours, mate. Uh, what you? What's your New Year's resolutions? What What you? Um, what you saying? Right, my my New Year's resolution. I've already kind of started this. Is that I'm going peat free completely. Yes. Um, we've chatted about using the use of peat in our composts a lot, and I I think uh, twenty twenty I made an experiment because I discovered somewhere that sells peat free compost as exactly the same price as peat based compost yeah. and i mean the bags are identical and i i bought a bag of each to grow plants in and compare the two it was no difference so to me i've just went well i'm going peat free and that's 2021 resolution hopefully more people out there are going to join us because um, the more people that go peat free the more chance we have of getting peat bogs dug up or less peat bogs dug up so. <laughs> yeah you want to get him dug up yeah. he'll get him dug up uh, just go peat free everyone i think you're right i think um i think that's a good that's a really good resolution to have mate i think if everyone did that i think i mean i, I don't even look at anything other than peat free now and that, that's probably because yeah. we've talked about it this year and i found out more about it and maybe people got involved and it's very funny that um that sometimes we do these shows you're not really sure of the impact you have on it Maybe you think, oh, actually, I don't know if anyone's really cares or anything. But it's, it's funny. I do hear a lot of people saying about peat free now, um, and uh, obviously these little things and other things that people talk about on YouTube and podcasts and stuff obviously make a difference. They do make a difference slowly but surely. Yeah, yeah. I think 
getting that and talking about it more without being preachy, but just talking about it and saying, I'm going Pete free or Pete is bad for this, this and this. Not telling people what to do, but just putting the information out there mm-hmm. seems to work better. And it, it makes people just sort of think, yeah, you know what? I can do this. Yeah. I mean, as, start, as part of the school plan, I've been writing up about Pete free and teaching the kids about Pete free compost. Ah, it's just beautiful, man. I just love writing about it. I think this is, if, if this school plan goes into every school in the country, look at how many kids are going to be only thinking of peat free. That's all they're going to be thinking about. Um, we talked about garden centres and their their struggles and their um, the mafia type people stopping that sort of thing from happening. Um, and the only way of de- I really don't deal with it is through consumers and how they buy. So, um, so yeah, yeah. That's how we can put the pressure on that sort of thing. So yeah, brilliant, man. Definitely. What about yours? You got a resolution? Um, I have. I mean, I've got this. I've got this thing at the moment. I'm going to get. I've keep mentioning it, like minimalism. Yeah. So yeah. in my own personal life, I'm I'm getting rid of stuff, right? And uh, in my garden and life, I'm also doing the same. The only the only balance is. I mean, I mean, this year I've been sponsored by Flymo, which is amazing. Don't get me wrong. I'm, uh, Love being sponsored by them. I've got four lawnmowers, mate, from Flymo. Fly- <laughs> yeah, I don't need four lawnmowers from Flymo. I don't know why I'm keeping them. Um, and as soon as I mention that, everyone starts popping out the woodwork and like, <laughs> oh, why do you say that? I need a lawnmower. <laughs> um, you know, uh, in this sort of industry, you do get given a lot of bits and bobs. I've got about four or five spades. I've got you know, so much stuff. Like I've got a 10 fork, like ridiculous amount of stuff. Like in, in the lockdown we had this year, um, I had boxes. I mean, massive boxes of seeds. Mm-hmm. I've been what giving them for school tours. There's only so many. So I went on the school tour, uh, in March. I was given loads of seeds. I was literally, I pro- honestly, I was throwing them out like, that i was literally the kids (laughs) i still had boxes of seeds left like ridiculous amount of seeds and also i had seeds from other things like when you ask companies for seeds they are so kind and great um about helping me and providing them Um, but they send so too many (laughs) too many Um, anyway so i was keeping them i thought i'll keep them for other school stuff obviously when you do more school school campaigns you get new ones and they just keep building up. And so I gave away loads uh, during lockdown. I just put them out the front and we got rid of loads around um, our town, and um, which was great. And I felt like a, a little bit of a weight lifted off me. And then this is a yeah. sort of, I mean, I've only really talk, talked into it this year. But having a bit of a minimal, I'll work out how to say it, minimalistic gardening life. Uh, might help me a little bit focus on stuff uh, the, the, ba- the balance is that obviously that works great a lot of the videos i've been watching uh, not i don't think there's a minimalistic gardener yet so wait for that new idea to pop out of my head and be out there um could be a new podcast write that down this <laughs> um, um, gardening podcast <laughs> yeah yeah um the good the thing is um damn that's a good idea i'm gonna do that uh, <laughs> doing that with the, video, the videos I've been watching um, I've been people without kids and 
you know, there's got to be a balance with Olive and my thoughts and life and stuff. So I can't get rid of all the the amazing toys and gadgets. I think mainly it's me uh, just reducing yeah. some of the stuff I've got and having a bit of a clearer. Like, there's always that thought um, of, oh, what if? What if I need this? Yeah, 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 but, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's interesting you say during lockdown, the first lockdown, I cleared out one of my sheds and I had so many spades and forks and I've just gone, I only really use one at a time. Okay, I like to have a spare one in case it breaks at a crucial moment. So at the most, I'll need two spades, two forks, two hoes. Probably don't need two rakes, but, you know, I'll just keep those. And everything else, I've got into my garage with a view that I'm going to pass those on to people who want to get into gardening. Yeah, as and when it happens. Yeah, a lot of the stuff I find, you know, I've got this seed sowing contraption. My brother brought it for me years ago. I used it once. It's sat in a shed, and I've not used it since. Yeah, (laughs) that's 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 a bit like uh getting a um bacon machine you know like uh not bacon as in uh the pig ones but you know bacon as in bread bread bacon kits yeah, yeah, yeah. bread yeah one of them uh and they sit on the side don't they you do the bread once and then they're never used again it's like that sort of thing isn't it but in gardening <laughs> in gardening yeah. terms um so yeah man that's that's my that's my new year's resolution like in in just in in life but also in my gardening life as well yeah, yeah. Well, that's going to be interesting. See how you get. Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> See how you get on with that because well, um, you'll find out if you listen to uh, Minimalist Gardening podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Oh, more stuff to do. <laughs> hey, it's worth it in the end. That's it, mate. Um, so yeah, man. Um, look, thanks so much for for coming on today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. It's been a great to chat and interesting. Interesting thinking over this last year of what's actually happened. It is, isn't it? It's, it's strange looking back. I know we could literally chat for five hours straight, but um, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we'll um, we'll wrap it for we'll 2020. It. Yeah, we'll save that for the next um, 24 hour. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, definitely. We'll have plenty to chat about then. Uh, dude, thanks so much. I've, I've really enjoyed, I've enjoyed coming on your streams. I've enjoyed, um, I've enjoyed you coming on mine. It's been, it's been fun, man. And um, obviously if anyone wants to watch you, your show's coming up on, on Sunday. Yeah, go live every Sunday, 6pm. Um, we'll be out in the new studio by the time this comes out. Fingers crossed. I get it done in time. Oh, you go now. <laughs> I've got to now. Yeah. Do it now, mate. <laughs> All the, the, the biggest trouble is going to be getting into shops to buy all the stuff I need now. So, but yeah. Oh, good luck with that. Cheers. Thank you. Uh, thanks, dude. Cheers, dude. Cheers, mate. There we have it. I hope you really enjoyed that. It's almost an hour long of, of, of chat there, but we, we could have literally chatted for about five hours. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, uh, this is the Skinny Jean Gardener Show New Year's special uh great to have you here we're here till 1 a.m oh 1 a.m everyone uh seeing in the 2021 new year which i think we're all all looking forward to i might i might be on my own here could be on my own but i think we're all looking forward to it 
just, just a little bit. Just a, oh, just a little bit, guys. Um, but thanks so much, Chuck. Really enjoyed it. Like I said, we could have chatted for the whole five hours. Uh, we are going to do a 24-hour live stream. Uh, when we talked about this after the last 24-hour live stream, I thought, let's leave it a little bit. Uh, now, I'm really looking forward to it. I can't wait until we can get to sit next to each other for 24 hours. Maybe we could go longer. I'll, I'll talk to him about that. Maybe we could do a whole... He ain't going to like this if I suggest this, actually. A whole weekend? A weekend of live streaming? Is that possible? Can we stay awake for a weekend? We could if we did shifts. Oh, we could. Have a little nap. Cat naps in between. We'll see. We'll see how we get on. Let's let's uh, let's leave that. Let's leave that for for later on, on in the new year. Uh, and straight after, <laughs> straight after chatting to, to Suggs earlier on today, um, I set up a, a minimalist gardening podcast. So uh, if you if you're around for that, it's not gonna it's it's gonna be good. It's gonna be it's gonna be good. Uh, just a little side project, guys. Just a little side project. Um, so you might be able to listen to that later on in, in the new year. Loves making podcasts, that boy. Loves making podcasts. Um, loves loves distracting himself <laughs> from the real work that is the school gardening success plan. Now, uh, I don't want to talk too much about the school gardening success plan right now, uh, but I do want to say that it all came off the back of the Skinny Jean Gardener school tour back in March. I, I must say that uh, I watched uh, Joe Wicks do his school tour a few years ago uh, and, and it looked incredible. It, it looked great. He got uh, in touch with so many. Uh, obviously, this year has been uh, he's, he's almost a billionaire now. So, uh, you know, maybe I've got some way to go to be Joe Wicks side of things. But I saw him go around the country and get in touch with so many schools and do so many things. And um, I thought I'd love to do this for gardening. Some people, mainly me, uh, have said, oh, you're like the Joe Wicks of garden." I said, yeah, I am, but without the Richmond Mansion. But <laughs> but um, I thought, yeah, I'd really love to do this. I, I'm, if you don't know um, what I do, I think a lot of you watching tonight probably do know. Uh, I'm massively into kids gardening. Uh, this streaming thing I love doing. I love creating community, and I know we love doing... Um, stuff on here and the podcast is fantastic uh, but you'll see that a lot of my interviews that I do uh, a lot of what we talk about not massive amount like I try and reduce I know because kids garden is not for everyone but roundabouts it sort of does come back around um around again um but apart from doing this amazing stream an amazing podcast uh, obviously I'm uh, big into uh, kids gardening uh, I'll do a gardening entertainment show at the shows. We talk about kids gardening, go and do it. Uh, and I love it. I love it so much. And getting to schools is one of the things I'm always asked to go to schools. Uh, can you come to our school? And a few I have done. A few I've done uh, have gone to schools. Don't massively like charging schools. I know a lot of them, I mean, part from the private ones, I don't mind going to them. But apart from them, you know. Um, <laughs> why did I say that? Uh, but... I want to try and get into more schools. And, uh, you know, I've done culture. I've done to a few schools in culture. I love, um, but I want to get out there more and find out what the UK has uh, for school gardening. 
Uh, because I talk about it a lot, I, I go to schools in my local area, may travel to one or two schools around the country. Uh, I also uh, am ambassador for RHS Malvern School Gardening, and, and I get to see them schools. But I've not really been up, you know, up there to uh, just anywhere upwards. Uh, and we went as high as Manchester. I got a nosebleed once I got up there. Um. But it was an incredible experience. Like it made such a massive difference to everything. Uh, the uh, my mindset for twenty twenty one has been um, focused so much on this. I know I talked about the minimalist podcast, but um, you know that's just literally just a side thing that I'm doing for fun. Uh, but the school plan all came off the back of this tour, and I was going to do it, and I wanted a brand on board, and I was doing bits of M and S, and I said, "Will you?" Do you want to do it? Do you want to do it with me? And they said, well, look, if you want to do it, sure. But, uh, you know, it's um, it'll be down to you. And so I didn't have to do it. Uh, I, in fact, I would have made, <laughs> I would have saved a lot of money not doing it. Uh, and they didn't uh, give me any more extra money to travel the country, which is fine. But, um, uh, but it was the best thing I think I've ever done. I travel around the country. I met so many children. We've got 10,000 children in one week gardening and uh, it was so inspirational it was tiring it was um it was testing at times uh, we had uh, a lot of ups and downs and i think some of you would have seen the school tour video it's up on my it's pinned on my twitter uh, you can watch it somewhere on facebook it's probably got lost on facebook go on my youtube channel which by the way if you're watching on youtube hit subscribe i've lost subscribers since doing this not got many subscribers on YouTube, but somehow I've lost subscribers. How is that possible? Give him more. Give more. Lose. I don't know how YouTube works. Uh, go hit subscribe if you're watching on there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's up. It's pinned on my my YouTube channel. Uh, or if you go to my website, so website website skinnygingarnock.co.uk. Uh, then the whole documentaries on there. I thought tonight, because it was such a special part of my year, and I really don't think, like I said to Suggs uh, in the chat we just had, I don't think we're going to be doing that for a while. Maybe five years is an exaggeration. Maybe it's a bit much. Who knows? Um, I think even once this is over, once we've got through this uh, coronavirus thing, I think doing things like that could be hard. Um I remember at one point, you know, just a sea of kids. I, I talk a lot about being like the Jesus of gardening that week and getting those photos. I don't talk about it too much in the documentary. I think I do at the end a bit. But getting those photos, it was a, a comment from my brother. It was like, yeah, great. You're being like the Jesus of gardening. But what comes off the back of this? Like, where's the progress? And, um, and yeah, so that was, <laughs> you know, uh, there was a lot of that going on. And, like high fives and i think it's gonna be a while until we can really um get the trust back and the relax be relaxed around doing that sort of thing um so yeah it was a great it's just, so i have to say that it was made even more special that the, the fact that that probably is not going to happen for for a long time uh, but it did bring me all the way to the school gardening success uh, plan which i'll talk about after this, I wanted to show you just before we, I talk about that, um, and just a, a little clip, I think about a 10-minute clip from the documentary. I must say thank you to Aid uh, from Agents of Phil Dale as well, 
just a small team uh, going around for this documentary, but uh, Aid really brought it together and made it look amazing. Hello, Aid, if you watch them. Um, but yeah, I really wanted to show you this. So uh, here's just a 10 minute glimpse of uh, of that documentary. And if you want to watch it then in the morning or some point, head over to my website and go and watch it and watch the full thing. It's only actually 40 minutes long. I, I was going to show the whole thing on here tonight, but I thought, you know, it's New Year's. We've got stuff to do, haven't we? So, so uh, here's a little clip from that documentary. This week, I'm travelling the country and we're getting 10,000 children all gardening with little tiny seed kits. Plus, we're starting 20 school allotments. Say, chilli pepper. If the children don't learn to plant stuff, we're going to have a whole generation that doesn't know how to grow vegetables, don't know where it comes from. <laughs> we're packing it up and we're ready to go. Don't worry about the camera. No, I'm not. Don't. It's getting a bit hectic, isn't it? It's amazing how many children don't actually know what some of the things that they've grown today, which is why doing something like this is really beneficial because it's just exposing them to all those different things. I love it. It's an amazing feeling to see all 450 kids will get a go at growing something. Right, so I'm really excited. Let's get on the road. Let's get them kids gardening. 10,000. Go. Day one of the tour. <laughs> the worst thing to yeah. <laughs> Our stars wide awake, ready to go. How you feeling? Good mate. Yeah? I'm for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. It's day one, mate. Yep, day one. Um I've been up for like twenty seconds, so uh thanks for filming me aids. <laughs> First load of the kits today from Marks and Spencer's, so uh, let's go and grab them. I think it's so important that kids know exactly where their food comes from. So getting them growing from the tiniest of seeds into an actual plant that they can use in the kitchen is absolutely perfect. So that's what we're doing this week. Here we go. We're starting 20 school allotments and we're giving all the schools the product to do it with. So by the end of the season, we're gonna have 20 successful school allotments all growing their own. What's going on? So we're at the first school, St Nicholas School in Newchurch. So excited, this is just before all the kids come out into the playground. And uh, I mean, just look at them views. We've got amazing views here. It's a little bit chilly, don't get me wrong, but it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, the biggest reason that I'm so excited about this tour is because we are, one, we're gonna get so many kids gardening all in one go, but also they're all gonna take home these little seed kits and hopefully get their families garden as well. And that's what it's all about. Five. Four. Miss B is 
trial and error um, and with the children I think that's important I get that across to the children you can try to grow something if it doesn't grow it doesn't matter because you can try it again you can alter is it in the wrong place is it in the is it because we've given it too much water did I plant it too late let's try those variables but I think for children it's important that they have a go um, and that they enjoy it because my club every Monday they just absolutely love being outside, having a go, growing things, and they'll bring things in from home and say, can we have a go at this? Or I've had an idea, can we try this out? And sometimes you think, yeah, we can try it out, it probably won't grow, but the children love it. So have all had a good time gardening? Yeah! Wow, well, because it is exciting. It's like a, you know, it's a mass thing where a whole school, all the kids are getting involved. And, you know, if the teachers are behind it, that, that means that once we leave this school, like, we're only here for an hour, like, once we leave, it means that that education is going to carry on and what we're doing here actually means something to the school. the life skills it's independent you know for when when they leave the school when they go to the high school when they leave high school it's knowing that they can actually grow their own things themselves which they can then eat themselves um yeah not everything comes out it's children knowing that not everything comes out of a tin or a packet and it's having it's the you get better flavor when you cook with natural grown things and the taste better it's better for you from a healthy perspective and if they can go and grow their own their own produce then to make something with them is a real sense of achievement yeah, my name's Lee Connolly, the Skinny Jean Gardener. So today we're all going to sow together our seed pots, all right? You are the third school. Do you think you're going to be the third school? The best school? Yeah! yeah. Okay, let's see how we go on, all right? Right, so, for you guys that have already got your pots. Hello, Skinny Jean Gardener! Just start breaking that soil tablet up into your pot. It made me feel like I'm actually making a difference today. They're like they're actually thinking about gardening and and getting involved and excited about it. I think a good a, a big percentage of the kids that we're visiting and and getting sewing this year. Um, it's gonna. It's going to start their garden adventure, and I really do feel that. I think it's going to be a big thing. So I think, yeah, this is the first time I've actually felt like made the biggest impact. Um, so yeah, we're here at St Chad's, first school of the day, four schools today. So it's going to be a tough old day getting around them all. Um, just setting up at the moment, setting all the bits up. Looking pretty good. Had a little bit of issue with the rain, but today I think we're going to be. Lucky, do you reckon we'd be lucky? Yeah, cool. <laughs> Who likes gardening here? Yeah. Right, this is day two of the tour, okay? So we've got five days, we're doing 10,000 children. So shall we have a countdown to day two? Yeah? yeah. Right, okay. Right, ready? Five. Is it growing? Yep. It's like, it's like there and it goes up. It's, it's really there. Oh, it's actually growing. Look at that, guys. Yes, it looks good. No, that you want to be a gardener. 
Suppose I know what to be a gardener. When I was your age, I never did any gardening. So you guys are like really lucky you get to do bits. And um, it wasn't until I was 26 that I actually started gardening. So then when I had my daughter, Olive, um, I wanted to get out in the garden more with her. So I learned more about gardening, really. That's well good, well done, yes. How do we think that we can uh, get the teachers more involved in it? We, we could um, start gardening more as children and then the adults would get ashamed that they, they aren't doing anything and they, start, and they might start growing themselves. How does gardening make you feel when you do gardening? Gardening makes me feel more active, energetic and more like around the environment. Yeah. I don't have a garden because I live in a flat, but I use the windowsill and I grow lots of plants. But I stop now, but oh, yeah. I just try and carry on because um, um, my mum and dad don't have much money to buy the seeds. And there you have it. Look, please go and check that documentary out. I'm so proud of it. It's, uh, it's a bit of my legacy uh, thing that I, I've done. And... Um, it's, like I say, so much has come off the back of it. Uh, the conversation we've had on this show, and I'm going to show just a clip uh, in a second about some of the conversations. This guy, uh, Mark Mackey, you know him, team. Uh, you're part of the team. If you're not, if you're listening, you would have heard him. Uh, if you're maybe new to tonight's show, that's cool as well. Um, you, you may not have seen him. But it's been such a big thing. He's been doing so much work behind the scenes. I know, um, in fact, everything that Mark's been working on and you know we're still yet to sit down and talk talk uh, privately about this, but we must do it in twenty twenty one. Mark, I know, uh, is, is going to go into everything we talk about in this next section is going to go into the school gardening success plan plus. Uh, but what come off the back of that tour, and what has come from conversations like this, what we're about to listen to in a minute, is the school gardening success plan. I'm really excited about it. I'm launching it in Feb now. At the moment. Uh, I must say that we may put it back a little bit. I don't want to, but I realise that things with schools at this present moment are a bit oi oi. So uh, at the moment, 4th of Feb, we're launching. We'll probably do a soft launch of it uh, and probably get it going. And then for the full uh, rollout, it'll be in September. I would have thought that's going to be the way to, to head forward. But, you know, that's just me thinking out loud. Uh, but the school gun success plan come off the back of conversations that I had with Mark. And it's it's really great. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you about the school gun success plan after you've chatted. Uh, oh, you've chatted? You've listened. <laughs> listened. Woo! Do a five-hour stream, he said. Woo! Do a five-hour stream. By the way, if you're going to watch, uh, or if you have watched the uh, the school tour, video i'd love to hear your thoughts on it put it in the comments um even during this chat with mark just put it in the comments and let me know what you thought about it and uh and yeah if you were part of it it'd be great to hear from you as well um anyway me and mark we've sat down this is a few times we've sat on the show and discussed this and this is one where we're just picking up ideas as we go, go along and mark keeps bringing them to me and i love it i love it so much his energy i must say that there's a few people that call the show uh, and really give me that push. And Mark's one of them people that really helped me uh, create the school gardening plan. Like, really pushed it. And was through conversations like this, I woke up the next day and I thought, yes, yes. Almost held me accountable, <laughs> really. Uh, yes, we, we're on the right path. So anyway, look, that's enough, enough me rambling. 
enough of me rambling, guys. Uh, hit play and listen to me and Mark Chan. Mm. I was, um, as you know, I'm doing some work for you behind the scenes. Uh, but I was um, talking to a farmer friend of mine about um, how we can maybe put a bit of an agricultural perspective into the the program of plants that kids grow. Yeah. And he was like, well, so what are you talking about? An acre, quarter of an acre? Are you talking about a big area? And I said, no, 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 not talking about that at all. What I'm talking about is teaching them a basic principle of if you grow wheat, and you can grow wheat in a pot, mm-hmm. it grows really quickly. The kids look at the pot and go, wow, that seed's come up so fast. And look how big it's grown, and look how quickly it's grown. And this could be growing on a windowsill in a classroom. And then you might only have like 12 ears of corn that the teacher takes, and mm-hmm. they pull the husks off together. They grind it up in a portion of mestle, uh, portion of Mortar and pestle, <laughs> and then they bring out a bag of flour and make something from it. But they teach the principle that this is wheat. You don't need a big area to grow it in to show the principle. Now, couldn't we do that with other things? Like you could just have two or three carrots growing on a windowsill. You could just have, obviously, the salad veg and all that sort of stuff is really easy, but you've got to make it stuff that kids actually want to eat. So what I'm thinking about is is, is you bring it down to a really small scale where you could almost grow, I reckon, eight or nine significant plants actually in a classroom on a windowsill. Yeah, well, do you know what? Since since you talked about um, wheat a few weeks ago, it totally what opened up everything that was going on because I, I thought that that was such a good idea, and I've, I always think, especially for like I, I, when I'm thinking about the primary schools and stuff like that, I always think about my daughter Olive, and for her to see wheat actually be to turn the flour and then bread, like all the whole process would totally blow her mind and would be unforgettable. So as soon as you talked about wheat. Uh, I just thought this is this is brilliant. <laughs> it should be so simple and easy to do, yeah. uh, and because if you do it in in a classroom situation, you don't even need to be outside. Now, obviously, with gardening, it's being outside. It's um, yeah. There, there's the health benefits. There's the physical exercise benefits, but you could also do a lot of stuff in the classroom that teaches you about. So if you grow a carrot in a, in a really deep pot, you can explain about root vegetables that have to grow down really deeply. Yeah. Now, it doesn't matter if you go to Aldi and you get 49p a kilo of carrots and then the home economics teacher, showing my age there, sorry, um, you know, cooks up some lovely carrots and, uh, and the kids get to eat it because they've grown one, two or three carrots. They know how they've been grown. Mm-hmm. And then you can also teach them that we buy it in supermarkets as well. But this is how they're grown. And you can do this at home if you have space, if you have that that that, that sort of thing. So, yeah, um, I'm going to look into that a lot more. Um, and, Almost like classroom. I'm going to write this down because I'll forget. But like classroom garden, like proper classroom gardening. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, don't worry. I'll, I'll email you in a couple of days, mate, about it. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's. Um, I, I, th- I, I think that, that that could be a really nice way of doing it. And also, even with um, uh, you know schools that do have um, gardening and allotments, you can also start a lot of things off in the classroom, yeah. which you then take out to the allotment, and you do it on a bigger scale if you've got the space. But 
the magic for a kid is quite often seeing that seed sprout. Yeah, and definitely. It's almost, it's almost better to have it in the classroom because then they can look at it every day. Every day when they come into the classroom, has it come up yet? That's How big has it got? Up. When it loses its first uh, seed leaves and be gets its first true leaves, being able to see it grow. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, let's think outside the box a bit. I'm, like I say, it's, it's just something that came to me today when I was chatting to uh, um, a, a farmer friend of mine. And I thought, you know, let's shake it up a bit. I think we can do it differently. I've not seen one of these on the market. I'm sure they must do them. But have you ever seen like almost a trug for windowsills? I haven't. But that's a good idea, mate. Copyright Lee Connolly. Two and a half percent. Because that, yeah. that sort of thing, like you say, I think it's really is that is a really important thing to be able to see things in the classroom and constantly hmm. easy. I mean, if you've got something outside, which is great, but you're not constantly going out and seeing it unless you're going out yeah. in the playground. Um, and it's easier to water when it's in the classroom because the tap's just over there. Not really true. Them little things. I think they're really. They're, they're really. I think that's a really good idea, mate. I've, I mean, it's especially for like, I mean, even for me, like I always talk about my own garden and education at school was very slim, and mm. uh, and when I, you know, uh, I don't know why I'm admitting this, but I'm going to say it anyway. But um, you know, mummy did a lot for me. <laughs> mummy and daddy looked after me, and uh, it wasn't until I. I brought my own place and, and moved out that you realize how things are actually grown. You don't really think about that um, yeah. before, beforehand. Uh, like I say, when I first started, and I honestly didn't know how potatoes were grown. I thought they grew on like a little tree that come out of the ground. I, have no, I had no idea, which is yeah. uh, embarrassingly ridiculous, but, uh, but I don't want that for my daughter. And I don't, you know, I don't think children, I think children should know where all this stuff comes from like bread don't pop up from from the oven that's it do you know what i mean yeah and, and potatoes are another one that i think that could be done quite easily inside because you get these you know, potato bags that you can just put a couple of small sacks of compost in and, and and again you only need to have a couple of spuds um and it could all be done inside and then the teacher maybe can bring out some oven ready chips some potato waffles she can bring out some yeah, you know, all the derivatives of things potatoes can become. She yeah. brings them out. I, 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 she he brings them out uh, 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 and shows it to the class. And um, you know, that, that they maybe. It's so funny about potatoes. The other day, I was literally talking to Olive, and we have these little conversations now. And I was saying to her, she had potatoes on her plate. And I was like, they're chips. She goes, no, they're not. I was like, yeah, they are though. Like that is what is inside a chip. And a mm. little didn't compute it. It didn't. It didn't make sense to her. I know maybe I'm expecting too much. Is only five and a half. Yeah. But, uh, but I'm like, no, that is a chip. And if I think if they do that at schools, then that is an amazing thing for them to see. Like, would like blow their mind. And, and it ties back into the natural curriculum in so many ways because you can talk about food production. You can talk about the the, the social elements of, of restaurants and fast food, and you can talk about healthy eating. You can talk about growing. You can talk about biology. Um, like I said, I'm furloughed at the moment for a couple of days a week, so I, I'm seriously considering getting our head teachers to send me the national cur curriculum um, to actually read through it. I know it's a massive, massive document, uh, and, and um, yeah, <laughs> and just sort of see elements that we can, you know, 
tie stuff in. Uh, yeah. But that, I mean, you know, gardening is the food production is the root of an awful lot of different subjects. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah. And you know what? I someone I think I've, I need I've got something I need to write for someone tomorrow about um, being self sufficient. So people growing their own fruit and veg at home, or mainly their, mainly their veg, to be totally self sufficient. And uh, and one of the things that I'm saying is, yeah, it's a beautiful dream to say that all your vegetables are going to come from the garden, but generally that ain't going to happen. Like you'll get a p- good proportion, but you were never, go- I don't generally you know, not everyone's going to be self-sufficient. So to still be able to, for children to still learn that, yeah, our farm, our, what our farmers do as well. Like, I don't feel like that's probably talked about enough. It don't just come straight out of, of the supermarket, um, mm. but we can still buy it. It's fine. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree, Lee. But I mean, before um, I moved to um, suburbia here, um, I had an acre um, front and back garden, and we did um, pigs, chickens, geese. Um, we had um, probably about thirty square meters of uh, fruit and veg production, uh, and there was no way, no way we could ever be self-sufficient because the problem is storing it stuff not coming at the right time you get problems with harvests and um you know self-sufficiency is incredibly difficult i mean technically you probably could do it if you had two acres um and you had a mixed diet and and you had room for animals as well um doing it if you're vegetarian would be an awful lot harder um but um yeah self-sufficiency is um i mean best thing to do is just just to grow things that make you happy grow yeah. things that you can talk about with your kids grow things that are impressive with them you know get them out as i mentioned in that comment earlier i think the key with kids and gardening is make it a regular thing that you're out in the garden every couple of times a week maybe four or five times a week in the summer but even in the winter a couple of times a week and you do little jobs you do bits and pieces um you know you maybe make sort of you know bug houses from i don't know i think there's a book out there something that shows you how to make those sure yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah you, you, you do a bit of growing you do a bit of gardening you do a bit of pruning you even get them mowing the grass a bit you know if, if you mow your grass you can get little toy mowers as well that the kids can use um yeah. you know you make it more you make it interesting um i remember uh, monty don said a, a really good thing about how because when i built monty's first sort of like play area at the old house i put it right at the top of the garden thinking that he'd want this place away from the family and away from where he could have his own space uh, and once he's on um, I, I remember reading something about it where he said if you're going to p- build a kid's area actually make it really close to the house because because the kids want to be able to still interact with you still go off to their area but then still come back and check in on you so it's yeah. totally the wrong thing to do is to make it right at the top of the garden because they just sort of sit there getting bored yeah. whereas they need that interaction um and um yeah it's um little and often i think is the key sort of thing yeah. and that then like, like that having having their space i think i've talked about this before about olives had a little playhouse around the corner from everywhere we i used to do bits and away from everything and uh, you couldn't even see around there when you were sitting having a barbecue or anything and uh, it was the worst place we could have put it like it was oh, right. 
just it was that, like because we because she couldn't physically see us. Mm. It was, uh, she would just keep coming. She was just wasn't settled around there. As soon as we moved it to an area where one, if I'm potting around at the end of the garden doing a bit, she could be amongst it. And um, and also that she could actually see when we were, we were sitting down, <laughs> see where we were. <laughs> it, it was fine, but um, but I think it's a good point. Like that's it's, it's uh, talk, just oh, even just talking about kids' garden design is uh, uh, thinking about where you put that stuff is really important. Could it also yeah. possibly change between child, each child as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get. I, I... I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I've got two little boys. They, they they seem to be both quite rambunctious. Um, but yeah, it's um, I, I know nothing about garden design. When, when I was at college, I was a crop technologist. I grew stuff. The garden designers were the frilly shirted brigade <laughs> bunch of guys that just went messing about with pencils and paper and pointers. Paint stuff, and they, yeah, where we did the real important stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's just me. <laughs> Mark, thanks for calling in, man. Yeah, take care, mate. Uh, I'll speak to you soon. You're on my hand, yeah. cool Mark. So expect to call you next time. <laughs> no worries, mate. Well, I, I can speak to you when I'm out of furlough, so that that's okay. Oh, that's allowed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the boss phoned the other night, the, the other day, and I said, "I'm five minutes into my hours out today. I can't speak to you. I'm on furlough." <laughs> I wouldn't have even said that, mate. I would just hung up on him. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thanks, Lou. Speak later. <laughs> So like I say, you can see from that, uh, there was just a little glimpse of a chat from Mark that we, we really went in depth. There's so many ways you can go with school gardening. And, you know, from that conversation, I did add it. And then I just thought, I'm not sure. And I know that from the school tour, the conversations that I have with Mark and everyone else on the show, uh, that the school gardener success plan is really an entry level for gardening. It's, um, you get a hi guys. You get a veggie. You get a veggie pod, a raised bed to grow in. You get seeds. You get compost. You get tools. Everything a class needs to get gardening. And if you know, it's four nine nine for this kit. Along with it, you get a full on twenty four hour support from Skinny Jean Gardener team. You get it sounds like you know. Hey guys, and uh, you also get videos for free videos a month for your gardening. Uh, crew so it's like a bit of a a gardening club online sort of thing but with the equipment it's it's, it's really great if you want to check it out uh slash school if you want to find out more about that but like i say that's not really launching until feb i'm really excited about it though. it's gonna be such great focus uh, on what i'm doing it's always been a question i must admit that you know this time of year we're always talking about resolutions and what where we're going i must admit that 2021 has been a very definite uh i know what i'm doing with school gardening kids gardening and um you know i love doing the entertainment shows they're great great inspiring kids great doing campaigns and things like that i must say that uh because i I do enjoy doing them as well but making the difference uh, what um what are you going to be remembered for uh that's what it's all about so um so you know uh, with conversations we've had on the show, it's made such a big difference. I must say that it's not just Mark. Mark's amazing with what he's done. He's helped with 12 shows of Christmas, given out gardening packs, which has been amazing. Uh, you know, he's given wildflower seeds to Jenny. Uh, we had a uh, Jenny on early on in the show. 
uh, having her get a uh, hundred wildflower seeds. In fact, as part of the school uh, gardening plan, we're doing wildflower areas in schools, and Mark's given us the wildflower. It's just amazing support from Mark. But I know that there's loads more of you uh, who do take part in the show. Uh, oh, I must say, there's a can of uh, energy drink, nothing else. Uh, I must say uh, to everyone that calls in and uh, supports the show, and everyone that sends me messages on the podcast. Um, thank you because you really do push me along. It really does help me so much. Uh, and like I say, um, just by calling in, just be by being part of it. I know that I oh get deep. Let's get oh oh let's get deep for um for the New Year's special. Uh, I love coming on here and chatting to you guys. But um, hopefully uh, this brings you some entertainment, brings you some community, brings people together. But I don't think, without tearing up, I don't think you realise how much you guys do for me. Probably do. You're probably like, yeah, we know what we do, mate. We do we do all the thinking for you. <laughs> uh, how much you um, push me along. And, and uh, I think anyone that's freelancing and gardening and does what I do and that sort of thing knows that sometimes working your own gigs can be a lonely place. And uh, I really do. There's a few things this year. The school tour... Uh, and just this podcast that has helped push me and and get me on the right track uh, for 2021. So, uh, oh, I must cry there. I felt it. I felt it. It's coming. Uh, I must say thanks very much to um, to everyone. I feel. Why do I feel like that? Why do I feel sad? I don't know. Uh, quickly let's move on to the next part of tonight's show uh one of those people uh is lisa a lot of these people is it's fantastic because i'm doing this for a while and i feel like a lot of these people are like my friends and i've only spoke to him for like the last four months it's been great uh, <laughs> yeah evening in bedos i know right evening in bedos uh, i must say before we get on to the next bit <laughs> bedos. Uh, i must say before we get on to the next bit that um if you've got any other ideas, if you want to put into the comments what you think about a school tour, about the kids' garden thing, I'd love to hear from you tonight in the comments. And, hey, we're getting closer, guys. We're getting closer to the big 2021 launch. This is going to be the year. 2021, let's try and forget it about it. Well, some of it not, but uh, let's get into the new year. We're coming up to it. We're very close to it. Uh, one of those people that have been pushing me along, and uh, I've been part of her... Uh, live chat on instagram recently they had a great chat on there i felt so good from chatting to to lisa marie over on her instagram um we really got deep well maybe well yeah we did yeah i talked a bit about social media and stuff and bits and bobs that was going on um but great uh to have her on the show uh, back in i think it was back in october maybe uh, and just great to find out more about her she's one of the people that got into Instagram and popped up into the community in 2020. And I was really happy to get her on and find out a bit more about uh, about what she does. So without further ado, should we get straight into this one? Yeah, I think so. Here's a clip uh, from me talking to Lisa Marie. If, by absolute magic, it's Lisa, everyone! <laughs> Hi, Louis. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. Thanks for joining oh, us Oh, you're tonight. welcome. I'm still in work in the office. So I have like Nikki to the other side of the desk working away, and I thought, right, I'm just going to stop to jump on Lee's podcast. 
Oh, my God. It won't keep you for too long. You can do it. No, don't be silly. It's nice to have a little break. Oh, good. (laughs) So, yeah. You're working late. Um, yeah, it's kind of a bit, not, not too late. Late's normally a bit, a midnight finish for us or, yeah. Uh, Lisa, can you, uh, for me, tell me how to pronounce your surname? El Kadrawi. So O-U-I is French, we at the end, but I'm not French. Well, I, (laughs) yeah, I'm Italian. So it's my husband's name. Oh, and now it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of a mouthful. Hardly anyone can pronounce it. And when we do get someone that can pronounce it, we're like, oh, my God, you pronounced the surname. It's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, tonight, I really, oh, want to speak pleasure. To I really want to speak to you about how you, because uh, you really popped up in our radar, um, on my radar during lockdown. Yes, we um, did. How did this all come about? So, obviously, we went into lockdown end of March, beginning of April. And it's always been an absolute, I suppose, dream of mine to start a kind of kitchen garden or plot. And actually, Nikki, who's the other side of the desk, has had an allotment for 12 years. And she gave me my first canister of runner beans. And she said to me at the end of March, she said, look, take these beans and grow them um, over lockdown. And she gave me a book, How to Start Your Kitchen Garden. And I kind of just started it from there. And I thought, well, for our business, we had to shut the business down for 10 weeks. Um, We obviously couldn't go into people's houses. We couldn't go onto any construction sites. So it was just me, my husband and my son at home. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to start a kitchen garden and anything I could get my hands on to grow, I just grew. And we got a digger in. We started digging up the garden. We started laying paths by hand. Um, I literally covered my office in um, seed trays and just window sills, anything I could start on. And I did. And I then got exposed to the community and Instagram saw the likes of you um a really good friend of mine grow with joe um planting with michaela um my garden girlfriends like kelly and um kate and yeah it's just been a whirlwind because i haven't stopped and there's no stopping me now that's it i love it (laughs) normally everyone else just spent lockdown building like a bar or something in the garden <laughs> when <laughs> i think i literally went full hog i'd done a potting shed um i got two pop-up greenhouses i built um a three meter by three meter chicken coop that i most probably needed planning permission for and i just stuck it <laughs> um i got chickens i yeah i um i just went for it i'm a country girl at heart so yeah. i come from a background of farmers anyway um, my mum grew up in Ireland and she had a working farm and my dad grew up in Tanzania in East Africa for 20 years and they lived in the bush on a working farm as well mm. so it was it was two extremes I have a lot of farming and a lot of just wild wilderness and wildlife in my blood and for me just to kind of pot around a garden and work land 
yeah, I just love it. So it's so far removed from my day job and my company that I have. So I love it. Yeah. What is what is your um, your company? So we do property development and interior design, and we also do garden designs thrown in on that as well. So we take everything from plots of land and we build things either a single unit like a 10 million pound house or a two million pound house right through to a block of apartments for help to buy um and then we put show homes in or we do private residential where we do renovations so we go in and renovate houses so it can be a really stressful job um and we're running you know maybe three four five projects at a time um we sometimes run build portfolios of up to 55 million um so it can and we deal with high-end clients as well so it's it's a job that demands um a lot of time a lot of attention so that's why i love at the weekend just getting out into my garden and removing myself from technology so having like no emails around me nothing um yeah. and yeah so, that makes a big big difference from just yeah. being away from the phone and the computer yeah. Feel like I spend I spend a lot of time editing and stuff. So just being able to go outside and away from it, balancing yeah. out. And um, we just have like the music on in the garden, and Eden's just running around digging and being in soil. And I just love yeah, going around digging, pulling things up, and planting things in, and um, having a whole day out in the garden and harvesting at the end of the day. And the chickens are kind of underneath your feet, and <laughs> I love it because it just gives me a bit of a mental block from you know I'm very used to being around maybe um, anything from 50 to 150 men which some women might say oh my god it's my dream to be around so many men but when you're working on a construction site and you're managing a lot of men and you're dealing with heavy trades and electricians and stuff it's also quite draining yeah and you get home at the end of the day and you're just exhausted so to kind of remove yourself and be in nature and be connected to nature is so important for your mental health. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's, that's the biggest thing. Where do you get chickens from during lockdown? <laughs> oh, I track them down. <laughs> I'm a woman that doesn't stop. I don't even pick up a chicken from the supermarket, mate. You're fine. <laughs> Go around the garden. Um, I got them from a local farm. So we are in, we're like on the Surrey-Kent borders um on the m25 junction six so we have a lot of farming land around us and i hunted down a local farm and he said yeah i've got a couple of girls i can bring over in a box (laughs) sounds so unorthodox doesn't it and i said yeah i'll have them and he said do you not really care about the breeds i'm like no they're going to be pets if they lay me eggs brilliant and yeah they're the best girls in the world so yeah i love them I've always wanted chickens, but I've just never been brave enough to allowed to have them. Do you know what? They are the most placid animals. They're great with Eden. They're so characteristic. They just put around the garden and they give you eggs. They give you something back. We have a dog and two cats as well. And they don't, they give you a lot of love, but we get fresh eggs for breakfast nearly every morning, which is great. And Eden goes up and before nursery he'll go up and get the eggs and bring them back down we'll make them for breakfast and he knows where his breakfast is coming from so yeah oh 
yeah i love it <laughs> yeah it's always been a dream and you know what my husband didn't have a choice he just he just um he came home and they were just there in the box and i was like well we're building a coop for them now he's like i can't believe you've gone and got me chickens does your husband like gardening do you know what he doesn't um oh. he's he really helped me when we were doing digging all the beds he was good but i think that was because i had a digger in the garden i managed to get hold of a digger and he was like oh give me a go on that i was like no you're not having a go on this this is my toy he was like no no, no i'll do the digging i'll be a man i'll do the digging so do you know what? fair play to him he, he he dug the beds that i needed to do um but his yeah he has a completely different vice and maybe when he's I say older, he's old enough. When he's a bit older, maybe he'll come into the garden, but he's just, yeah, he's not there yet. And um, I wish he was because it's such an amazing thing to do and it's really lovely. And it's just, yeah, being out there. And, and he does appreciate it, I suppose, when he comes out on a Sunday sometimes and sees what we've done and um what me and Eden are doing he gets involved for a little bit but yeah no he's not there yet Lee well, <laughs> you have to persuade him yeah, yeah it'll come get another digger I'll do it oh yeah I'm gonna have a permanent digger in the garden <laughs> that'll do it we're doing weed and we're a digger <laughs> absolutely don't do things like half <laughs> like coming out of lockdown well coming out of that sort of um coming back into work and stuff yeah it's difficult to like continue um like putting Managing your into it. do you know what it has been a challenge i'm not going to say because during lockdown i'd literally get up in the morning and i'd be out there from you know 6 7 a.m when eden's up right through to 6 7 p.m and it was all i done um so now i use my weekends and i try and have one solid day so whether it's a saturday or a sunday I get out there regardless of what it is. Um, and in the week, unfortunately, I can't get out to the evenings. And now the evenings are a bit darker. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I promised myself I get out there at least once a day. And for the dry spell we've had, I've been out there watering in the evenings and managing the greenhouse and still trying to grow everything. So I'm focusing on spring. Yeah. Um, but I try and set everything up that if I'm doing one full day at the weekends, I can set everything up for the week that I don't need to go in the garden as much in the week. Um, but I'm itching to get in there sometimes just by the end of the day. I'm like, oh, God, I need to get into the garden now. And some nights I can't. You know, we're going into an extremely busy period now. Come Monday, we're going to be back to back client installs until the end of October where it's going to be late nights and early starts and yeah the weekend is the only thing I can do so oh, crazy. yeah your um your son Eden did he, yes. did he do um much gardening beforehand before of it <clears throat> so he's two and a half now and we really started it when he just kind of I suppose March he would have been yeah just turned two in a bit um, last year, when we were in our other house, um, he was in the garden and we didn't do a lot of gardening because I was still very much running a business full pelt and had no time to do growing. Yeah. We did garden design, but we didn't do growing. So 
we love nature and we love, you know, we have great wildlife societies around here and national trusts, so we'd always go out. But he didn't properly get his hands into soil until March this year. And um, and that's when I exposed him to everything. And um, so, yeah, I suppose he didn't really until I got him out into the garden this March and could do everything. And he loves it. Like, he is out there um, in his welly boots, sitting in soil, digging. And I, I line up all my little pots. I say, right, put the soil in these pots, put them all in for mummy. Then we'll get the seeds. And he puts all the seeds in. Um, and they say, come on, help me plant. So we'll dig a little hole and we'll put seedlings in the ground or we'll sprinkle stuff. Or we made out of your book, we made a bug hotel at the weekend and we went collecting for stuff and we found a frog and that's cool yeah so he just loves it and he could tell you where everything is in the garden he'd show you where the potatoes were he'd show you where the courgettes are and um, he'd show you where the carrots are he'd tell you not to touch stuff because they're not ready <laughs> and we've been harvesting pumpkins he says you can't touch that one that one's not ready <laughs> Wait, he's in charge of this oh yeah bit. he project manages me at the weekend and you ain't got a finger of anything exactly but he (laughs) he loves it and i think it's so important to get kids exposed back into growing and gardening and nature um it's a huge thing that's close to my heart now with showing eden and also you know trying to spread the word i suppose and get everyone growing now i think i two two and a half is like for for my daughter olive that was like the like i got olive sowing seeds when she was like three months old and my wife thought i was mental oh, <laughs> I love that. mainly just she put seeds in and i just sort of went you kind of just like tipped the hand over yeah. look look she's gardening look everyone <laughs> she's child <laughs> genius yeah <laughs> about two two and a half is when she like really was like now now can be a bit of a struggle like she's five and now She's a diva. Like she yeah. won't if she want if it's just the right temperature for her and she she wants to do what she wants to do. But two, two and a half, she was um that was like the perfect age. Oh, it is, and I think they really understand it at that age as well. So the more you can expose them when they start to understand, then they just really take a gravitational pull to it. And I find, you know, he's going into nursery and if I go pick him up in the evenings or my husband goes picks him up. They're like, Eden's been telling us he's been growing potatoes over the weekend. And as will be like, yeah, 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 they've been putting potatoes in there. All right, okay. And there's actually one of our nursery workers that doesn't live far from us that um, will come round. And she's a massive gardener and grower as well. So her and Eden have this little bond of, what have you been growing, Eden? Well, I've been doing this and I've been doing this. And she'll come round and have a look. So that is just really lovely in itself. You've got to admit that this year has been an incredible one for bringing people into gardening, bringing people into community uh, and just getting people growing. It's been an extraordinary year for that. I know we've got so many more millions of people interested in gardening, which means hopefully the garden centres will be more busy next year, team. Um, Or Amazon, I don't know. Uh, We won't get into that now. god um but people like melissa marie for instance incredible how it's changed um her life and hopefully it's changed your life too i wonder actually um just like lisa marie i wonder if you can put in the comments tonight uh 
if gardening has changed your life in 2020, maybe you've just uh, come across gardening in 2020. Maybe it's something new. Maybe it's something you've been thinking about and then just thought, oh, I have a little... Or unlike um, Ed from... <laughs> Hello, Ed, if you're watching. <laughs> he doesn't usually watch this show, but he watches Suggs' show. I only know him because he was on... I think his name's Ed. I hope it is now. Um, Ed Loud it is. He's very loud. He's not really. Uh, he was on the 24-hour show. Even back then, he was talking about growing on his windowsill. We must get Ed gardening in 2021. <laughs> Don't think it's happened yet, but we're going to we're going to make it happen. And it's not even he's not even coming on my show. But I'm just going to make sure it happens on Sug's show. <laughs> um, we so many people getting gardening. So many more questions coming in uh, from new gardeners and. Um, which is fantastic. So if you've got a garden story, if you've just started a garden, then whack it into the comments, wherever you're watching tonight, if you're watching on Twitter, um, if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or even Twitch, whack it into the comments. It'd be great to hear from you uh, tonight. And thanks so much, Lisa Marie. She's been fantastic support. In fact, this is like, uh, we've got Jane Hickling coming up tonight. And Jane did an interview with us, and Lisa saw it. And uh, it's about school gardening. And uh, Lisa said, well, we can help support you by giving your class wellies. And through this show, I'm taking full credit for it, although Lisa did it. <laughs> uh, we got Jane's class to have wellies for gardening club. So, uh, I mean, earlier on I spoke about the things we do through this show. And that is one of the things, just bringing people together, bringing the community together here online that's why i'm doing tonight's show to so everyone can come together in the comments who might just maybe sitting at home not doing much it's new years it's not we're not up to much do you know what i mean so uh maybe uh if your uh, life has changed this year due to gardening then whack it in the comments now one man that we know uh as always probably since his birth has been a gardener and you literally just have to wind him up and away he goes is my good friend, Mr. Matt Biggs, who I've massively missed this year. I get to see Matt at a lot of shows. I remember, um, uh, I've seen him at Babysy Garden as well live, simply at the RHS shows. Uh, I get to hang out of him in the evening. It's just so great. Uh, <laughs> I really, uh, I missed him this year. I missed seeing him and uh, it was great to get him on the show. Uh, just to chat. It wasn't enough really to sell anything. It was just a chat about gardening, the way gardening has changed. And we got into a fantastic chat, something that all these things, I get talking about these bits, a bit like the minimalist mark podcast that I talked about. And then all of a sudden, I'm straight there. I'm like, yeah, I've got, I've got to do it. I'll get distracted. Like, like I'm like a, like a, what's it called? Not a crow. Like a, whatever it is. Shiny things. I'm like, oh, I must do that. And then, uh, Matt, talked about a pirate gardener and i was like oh my god that is awesome i want to be a pirate gardener <laughs> big fan of pirates uh, jack sparrow um not so cool to say that anymore is it but um that's that fancy dress out of the window anyway um, i love this conversation it was so much fun and, and talking about pirate gardeners and, and the history. Matt knows so much about the history of gardening. He does write so many books about it. And I think the last time I had him on, he was at one of my live shows, one of the first live shows that I did. Like in a, it was in a, a um, really nice 
little cafe in Colchester. And we're doing proper live shows before the time of sitting in a shed and talking. And he came on and we did a podcast before that. And, you know, he's talking about what he does and some things. But this was just a pure, just chit-chatting about what he's up to. And, and we got into Pirate Gardeners anyway. Do you want to hear it? L- lucky, because we're going to listen to it. <laughs> Do you want to hear it? Uh, if not, go and, go and grab another sherry. Is that what you have on Christmas Eve? It's not Christmas Eve, it's New Year's Eve. Um, go, go grab another drink, if not. But you, you probably don't want to miss this, so um, hit play. The, been the most interesting person you've ever had to go and do research or go and speak to about, about a book. Oh, that's a fascinating question. Yeah, that is a big question. Because the thing is that over the years, I've been really fortunate, say like with Gardener's Question Time, for example, to meet some amazing, really amazing people. Uh, For example, there's a bloke, there was a bloke called Roy Moxton. And um, years ago, Eric Robson, the chairperson of Gardener's Question Time, was reading a book called The Great Hedge of India. And I, uh, and I talked to him about it and I bought the book. And basically the British, uh, when they were in India, to stop salt smuggling because there was a high tax on salt in one part of India. So inevitably, you know, people thought, right, we'll smuggle it through from somewhere else. So they built a hedge that was about, it's a hedge, it was a thicket, about sort of 30 feet wide or a bit longer in parts. And that's been like two and a half thousand miles long. So what? Uh, Funny enough was, they said to me several years later, would you like to go and interview this guy, Roy Mox- Moxon? And I thought, flip it out, that's the, you yeah. know, about the Great Hedge of India. So I met him at the South London Botanical Institute in the library. as an elderly fella who lived in a flat above uh, Neil's Yard, or near Neil's Yard in Covent Garden. But that's where he'd done his research in this beautiful old botanical institute. Lovely, lovely place. And we got chatting about this. Um, and uh, at the end of all this, he, he, I said to him, I was just chatting about him going to India because he loved India, obviously. He'd done all this research. And then he said to me, do you know, he said, I'm best friends with an Indian bandit queen. <laughs> what? He said, I'm best mates with an Indian bandit queen. I was like, you're joking, yeah, tell me more. And apparently there was this, um, you know, she, this Indian lady who was a bandit. She had a group of, you know, 30 people um, around her and they mm. would rob and, you know, what have you. And eventually she was caught um, and put in prison. And he was fascinated by her, started writing to her and became really good friends with her. So when you get stories like that, you know, I, I'll never forget this guy going, you know, I'm best friends or, or I know an Indian bandit queen. <laughs> just sit there and go... Flipping it, mate. Where'd you go from that? You know, um, and there's a botanist that I discovered when I did my great botanist book, and he was a uh, a pirate and botanist. You know, keep continuing that thing. So when he wasn't sort of trying to capture Spanish sailing ships, he was taking notes about nature and tides and the birds and the animals. And I discovered that he landed on Australia before Captain Cook. And I think because he was a pirate and had a real bad, you know, obviously that's not a very good PR to have a pirate, no. you know, discover it. You know? no. So they had this official royal, you know, party go and discover Australia. But, um, you know, actually, you know, this this guy um, actually found uh, Australia before everybody else. 
That's crazy. No one ever talks about that. <laughs> no, uh, and uh, it was uh, his name's William Dampier, and uh, the reason I found out about him was I went to research another plant hunter, uh, and I went to the plant sciences department at Oxford University, and there was a delightful lady called Serena Marna uh, down there in the herbarium, and she was very, very, very slim, um, sort of getting towards retirement. But almost like, almost like translucent, but really, really quiet, incredibly helpful. And she looked as though she'd sort of spent all her life in a herbarium under lights, you know, or in the dark. You know, she looked as though she could do with a, you know, good steak and a blood transfusion and a holiday <laughs> in the sun, you know. But she was lovely. You know, she was an absolutely lovely lady. And I got on with her really, really well. And right at the end of the day, I just said to her, Serena, what, you know, I'm really into William Bob the plant hunter. Is there any, you know, is there anyone that really fires you up? And I'll never forget the transformation because her eyes lit up, you know, her face suddenly became animated. You know, she stood tall, smiled, and she said, oh, William Dampier, the pirate botanist. <laughs> I've not heard of him. And so she told me all about him. And I, I've, uh, again, done a, you know, did a load more research for one of her books and actually went to the place where he lived and saw the house where he was born uh, oh, in wow. Somerset, back in the church. You know, saying all about him. And he was so influential that Joseph Banks and Captain Cook, you know, the great explorers, actually consulted his writings on tides uh, and weather before they went and travelled to Australia. So you never hear about William Dampier, but he was another great one. It needs to be a film about him. That'd be an awesome film. It would. It would be a really, really good film because he was, you know, he as I say, he was, you know, he was... Capturing Spanish ships, he was, you know, uh, attacking the cities on the in Central America down into Colombia. And when he sailed back from um, from Australia, he sailed back on a, a ship called HMS Roebuck that was so rough that it actually sank off Ascension Island. And he saved and he saved his, you know, pressed plant specimens. Took his plant specimens with him. They got yeah. to Ascension Island. He lived in a cave for three months, like lived at, and eventually those pressed plant specimens got back to the University Herbarium at Oxford. And, and I've seen them. So I saw these pressed plant specimens that, you know, this lovely lady, Serena Marner, got out for me. And she's, she's just a fantastic lady. She's just the best because she's, you know, so knowledgeable about this guy and so enthusiastic. And, and I think the lovely thing about it is that she looks the least likely person to, you know, be fired up by it. And that makes it doubly exciting and makes her, you know, fantastic lady to, to know. Yes, yeah, yeah. Probably doesn't, get, probably doesn't get the chance to talk about it that often with such enthusiasm. Yeah, I, I, suppose, that's, I suppose that's true. But I, but I was also really pleased that on that day I asked her, you know, right at the end of the day, just before I was going, we're packing up, ready to go. And it just crossed my mind. You know, I'm into this plant hunter. Surely she must be. And in the end, you know, I've got a great story. I've got some books to read about him. Um, and I've got uh, him in one of my books because he had to go in. He had to go in. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> How many books have you wrote now, Matt? Uh I counted, I mean, I've contributed to quite a few. So there were the Gardener's Question Time books. Um, and uh, I, I've contributed, I've taken part, if you like, in 15, uh, and eight of those have been books of my own. Yeah. Wow. So that, that's a lot, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of writing. But, uh, and I would say the ones that I've, 
I've done some big books. I wrote a book all about the Eden Project, and then I wrote a book all about the RHS. And I was really honoured, you know, really honoured to be uh, asked to write those books. You know, that was a real honour. But I have to say that the ones that I've enjoyed were the Secrets of Great Botanists, just because it's like packed full of stories and crazy people, uh, and the Secrets of Great Gardeners as well. So real, mm. ca- real characters, you know, real uh, pieces of history, uh, and you know, it's just lovely when you unearth a great story. Yeah, definitely, man. Um... Matt, I was going to ask you. Oh, just before we've got a few questions coming in, if you don't mind ask, answering them in a sec. But um, one of the things I was going to say to you was obviously through uh, lockdown, like you say, three million extra people have got gardening, and through what you do, obviously with Gardener's Question Time, have you had more and more people ask you questions about gardening than ever? And does it annoy you? <laughs> Um, yeah, do you know what? I'm getting loads of uh, Gardener's Question Time. I think we're getting our standard numbers in. We're certainly getting a greater diversity of the questions um, and the people. And that's great. You know, that's absolutely great. But what I seem to be getting, because a lot of people who I know um, are, you know, enjoying gardening, I seem to be getting an awful lot of e- uh, emails from people saying, can you add me this? What do you do? Which I'm really pleased to do. But certainly that ups my workload because I think everybody thinks, um, they think that they're the only person asking that question. Yeah. So somebody would go, I oh, know what I'll do. I'll ask Matt, Matt, you know, so <laughs> Matt sits here getting one and then everybody else is thinking, I oh, know what I'll do. So I'll ask Matt. So I've, I've been getting loads and it has been getting quite, uh, quite tiring. Actually, it's quite taxing and uh, because I'm, uh, I'm uh, you know, I've just got loads on at the moment, but I'm always, I try and make time for, for people if I can, but it's sort of, I can start to sort of to wilt a bit under it all at the present time. But it's just so great that people are happy gardening, you know, good, good luck to them all. Definitely, man. Um, let me just have a quick look. Uh, are you right to answer some questions, Matt? Yeah, of course I am, chap. Yeah, no problem at all. Uh, Mark has said, can you ask Matt, when he was at Pershaw College, what, uh, what he studied. I was at Pershaw twenty years yeah. ago. Right, okay. How did Persh how did studying at Pershaw shape his interest? It was a great time back right. then and Haughty College is so much fun. Young people should consider it more. We have great Haughty co- colleges in the UK. Yeah, top top man Mark. Yeah, I was um I, I did uh, national certificate in horticulture, nursery and ornamental. And uh, that was my uh, sort of basic training. And I'd say that was really from September till the following May or something like that. Uh, And it was great, great to go there. Pershaw in those days was Pershaw College of Horticulture, like it was when Mark was there. Um, And, uh, you know, it was it was quality. And we were very fortunate, I think, because the college has got a reputation. And that was one of the reasons why, you know, I was glad to get in there. So I, I think I think it's, you know, and the world has changed. I think it's a shame that we don't have uh, colleges of horticulture specifically uh, anymore. Uh, Pershaw does do horticulture and lots of other colleges do. But obviously, because of, you know, trying to keep going, uh, they have other uh, other courses too. So, yeah, so 20 years ago uh, at Pershaw, it would have been a, you know, a great time to be there. I mean, I have to admit that uh, um, <clears throat> I was there a little bit earlier. So I was there 83 to 86. I'm not. I'm not between eighty three and eighty six. Uh, that was nineteen eighty three, nineteen eighty two. But uh, yeah, cr- cr- cracking place. And how did it shape? That's an interesting question. I, I think because I was very early on in my career, I'd worked on a parks department. Um, I'd done a lot of sort of tidying and what have you, you know, and uh, basic stuff. And uh, it was. You know, it was just uh, really good to get somewhere where we learned about gardening. Yeah. 
do you do you um when you left school did, did was gardening one of the things you always wanted to get in into straight after you left school do you know what Lee? It, it wasn't i had no idea see i left school at 16 i never wanted to leave um i, I showed no aptitude for anything other than yeah. talking and having a laugh you know <laughs> I, I remember got on, uh, one of my school reports said you know Ma- matthew must learn that uh you know school is not just a social occasion I just enjoyed sort of, you know, laughing and mucking around with the lads kind of thing. And uh, so I had no, I looked at all sorts of jobs, you know, and uh, I just, I sent out loads of job applications. And the one that came back was a clerk for the council. And I worked on the, in the housing department when I was 16 and got a a trainee clerk's job. Uh, But it's, it was a couple of, it was three years of, you know, being fed up and realising this wasn't the thing for me. And I used to help my mum in the garden, you know, just yeah. tidying up. And my dad would take us walks around the country when we were kids and show us, you know, the lovely, you know, teach us to look and see and observe and what have you. Uh, and I was uh, working on the 13th floor of an office block in Leicester and, you, and looked out one day and saw the guys sort of mowing the lawn. And it was a lovely sunny day. And I thought, oh, I wonder if you're able to be a gardener because nobody told you that. So I started doing, doing my own research um, at the um, at the careers office down the road, right. uh, and little by little, I thought, oh, you can be a gardener. And then I, I can't do maths; I haven't got a maths O level, so that held me back. Um, but in the end, I was able to get into Pershore if I did a year's practical. So I got a right. transfer from the housing to the parks, did a year's practical, and that was effectively just sort of sweeping and tidying up and cleaning toilets and stuff. And that was a big disappointment. But I knew that I suddenly thought, this is what I want to do, and this is what I've committed myself to. And uh, yeah, so it was. Um, uh, uh, but what was great about cleaning the toilets every day um, is that it's been a sort of a benchmark. So everything I've ever done since, I go flipping out. Do you know what? I used to clean the toilets every day, so I can yeah. honestly say I started at the bottom. Yeah, you see, <laughs> hey, I'm, here. I'm here all week. <laughs> Literally, I can yeah. imagine you've said that joke a million times. <laughs> <laughs> But, but it, you know, it is a good, you know, so I've been in the rainforest and I go, Matt Biggs, you started out cleaning toilets every day. Here you are standing in a rainforest. You know, yeah. here you are, you know, going to these wonderful places, meeting these great people, seeing these great gardens. And you started as a toilet cleaner and a litter picker. Right. And, and also being a toilet cleaner and a litter picker is a really good sort of motivation, a real kick up the backside. Because I tell you what, there's no way I was going to do that forever. No, no, that's that's it's nuts, isn't it? Um, Richards asks, "What tips can you give for someone who wants to write more about gardening?" Well, I would say these days, uh, Richard, the lovely thing for everyone is that you know, start a blog or what have you, and get because you have to learn to write. I, I, I did um, did English O level and got a grade C, so again, I was nothing. You know, I was no great checks. I've always loved reading, uh, and I've always loved. Uh, the English language, but I was not greatly educated in it. So I would say start a blog. And the other thing is I'd say to you, do a lot of reading, try and understand how the language is constructed. Who do you think are really interesting you know, people to read? Look at the different styles of writing. There's loads of different styles. Um, you know, if you read, if you read um, a ghostwritten autobiography, it's like in the first person. It's as though you can hear them talking. Um, uh, but whereas other things might be more instructional. So I would say to you, but I would also say to you, it's uh, it's it's no way to earn a living. <laughs> it's hard graft. So have that, you know, get yourself a proper job, and then you know have that as a 
you know the icing on the cake it, it, yeah. because if you depend on it it's quite it's quite tough and as we've stated already it's time consuming but what you must do is give it a go i think with any, anything that you fancy give it a crack don't ever deny yourself an opportunity because if you go oh, i really like to do that but i don't think i can well how do you know that you don't that you can't until you've yeah. tried it and you might find that it's not as bad as you think it is. So have a crack at everything. Uh, and once you've had a crack, if you decide that it's not for you, then that's fine. But you go, I, I thought I wanted to do this. I gave it a go and I didn't think it was for me. But at least you made the decision afterwards rather than denying yourself the opportunity. And I think that's really, really important. Yeah, that's so true, isn't it? Um, just get going is the, is the thing, isn't it? Just get started. Well, we are getting so close. Thanks if you've been around since eight o'clock tonight uh, watching the show. Uh, and thanks to Matt Biggs. It was great to everyone. I love chatting to Matt Biggs. I think Matt Geezer has got a podcast in him. Just sit him down in front of a mic and don't say anything. Don't ask him any questions. Just say hello, Matt. And away he goes. And that'll be an episode. Matt, if you're watching... Let's make that podcast happen. <laughs> Making podcasts everywhere tonight. Uh, <laughs> oh, I've talked so much tonight. I feel like I'm, I'm getting a bit tired. Ah, oh, my jaws are from chatting so much, but it's New Year's. It's good to hear, be here to celebrate with you, everyone. Well, no, not entirely live. I'll be in the comments, no doubt. Um, but yeah, happy almost New Year uh, is coming up very soon. Uh, and thanks, Matt. Uh, pirate gardeners whatever next i still haven't got that book and i will I've, i'm gonna look for it i need to ask matt again what it is i think it's like the history of gardening or something like that uh i put in the comments i think sean james knows it. if he's watching let me know what book that is uh sean but um but there you go uh, great uh chit chat like i say we could chat to him for hours hours and hours uh about writing books and everything no doubt we have him again back on in the new year if you want him back on whack it in the comments hashtag bring back matt uh, <laughs> uh also uh this year we chatted to jane i mentioned jane earlier on uh lisa marie helped her out after this discussion about school gardening uh, and what she does and sent a whole load of wellies to the school to keep their feet Nice and dry. Hopefully they're not like my wellies. I won't name the brand because we'll probably get them as a sponsor next year. Probably not. They're not really. Um, they're not for you. Uh, they leak. So <laughs> went into a puddle the other day. Wet socks. So thanks to um, you, brand. Uh, hashtag get Lee's, get Lee new boots. It's a 2021 thing. Uh, but Jane, anyway, back to Jane. Uh, from Allotment Cooks. Uh, got her on. She was fantastic. Once we got her on, we got her on the phone again. We didn't get her on the screen. Uh, so fantastic. So full of energy. And all once again, it's back to the school garden. I do say that we, we try and push that out. Um, but again, just really inspiring to hear what people are up to. So before we run out of time tonight, let's head over to that. Hello. Hello. Mate, what happened? I've no idea. I'm having a complete mess. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because you sent that link earlier and I thought, oh, I'll try that, see if it works. And I tried it and it worked, but then it's disappeared. Uh, oh, no. Um, do you want to do it over the phone? Should we just chat over the phone? 
Yeah, fine. Okay, okay. as long as you don't <laughs> mind. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us, though. That's all right. Sorry, it's not sort of visual. Doesn't matter, does it? We, at least we get to chat to each other. That's the main thing. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited to have you on. I felt like um, I felt like the start of the show. I was basically just waiting for you to come on because uh, because I know last week I, I, the reason I, I want to talk to you is because all you're doing with um, with schools and community projects and all that sort of thing. Yeah, it's been really, really crazy. It's just gone absolutely mad. Um, and obviously my day job is a teacher, and that's gone really mad, obviously, because we're back at school now as well. So, yeah, it, it's really exciting. There's loads of brilliant stuff going on, but it's just crazy. Jane, how long have you been a school teacher for? Um, raw, raw. What year are we? <laughs> <laughs> 20 years. 20 years. Wowza. So you've seen it all. I have seen, yes, I would not even be able to repeat some of the stuff, but yes, I have seen it. I know the tricks as well. I know the tricks. Yeah, yeah you, you found that out to do it, yeah, to make things work. <laughs> well, no, the, the kids' tricks, they think, they think they're doing it new, but no, no, no. We know, we know. It's all been done before. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when did you start trying to, so you're um, secondary school, right? Yes, yeah. So let's say there's a reason. I'll tell you what, um, Jane, there's a reason that I don't do secondary school is is that is because of them tricks that these kids get up yeah. to. I, I think uh, I usually go to primary schools, but it does it interests me so much about how you can get it into secondary schools because a lot of people say, oh, it can't be done because they're just, kids are just too busy in secondary school. Yeah, it is. It's really, really crazy. I mean, I think mostly when it comes to secondary schools, you get an awful lot of maybe um, special needs schools uh, for secondary who do actually do quite a lot of growing projects. There are more and more schools, uh, secondary schools, who are doing growing projects, but they tend to be sort of for, for those children who have already disengaged, if you like. So they, they tend to be the ones where um, they're just trying to enhance them in, in some way and, and get them interested in something to keep them in education mm. um, and that's sort of that's actually quite sad in a way because sometimes it's almost it looks as if they're being rewarded for bad behavior yeah um, which isn't really the route you necessarily want to go but obviously if we're looking at well-being um, and, and children who need nurturing yeah sometimes they are the kids who don't behave but not always. Um, and, you know, well-being and, and children and well-being is something which is being talked about more and more. And actually, it's now um, Ofsted requirement for schools to actually have some sort of nurture and well-being in place for students and staff as well. It's, it's, it's definitely... I mean, back when, when I was at school, this sort of thing was never, I don't know, never talked about. Enough. Well, in, in terms of sort of mental health and well-being, yeah, yeah like it, no one ever talks about it. I, I think the pressures are so so different now. Um, obviously, they, they have social media, so you have the pressure from that as well. But, but they have so much on their shoulders, um, and actually, just just GCSEs have changed so much in the last twenty years, and they're not the subjects they used to be. Um, I know for some of the GCSEs I'm teaching now. It would have been A-level content before, and we're sort of trying to get this to 13 and 14-year-olds. So they are stressed to the max, and it's not surprising because they, they have so much going on. Um, and like you said, this, this is a problem really with secondary schools, is because there's so much going on, how do you fit other sort of enrichment activities in to support kids? Hmm. So how do you do it? 
Um, it's going to be tricky, I'll be honest, <laughs> especially, especially in the current climate. Um, now, it's actually, it's actually the kids' idea, this, which is fantastic. We have um, what's called a mobilized team, and it's, it's, some kids have got together um, really specifically with the, the idea of seeing how they can support each other in terms of mental health and well-being and so on. Um, and it was their idea to actually have a growing project. That's cool. Which is really, really cool because I had no input in that whatsoever. Um, and, you know, I've been sort of like the secret internet teacher uh, <laughs> for many years. They have no idea sort of I do all this online stuff. Um, so, you know, as soon as I heard this, I was like, yes, right, okay, let's get on this. Um, but it's also really interesting because obviously during lockdown, when we were doing remote teaching, quite a lot of the things I was doing with the kids was actually well-being based. And it was like the uh, the Great Tomato Challenge, uh, for example. So every single Wednesday, I set this little challenge for them. And right at the beginning of lockdown, when nobody could get any seeds or any growing equipment or anything, or even go anywhere, I thought, right, what can I do that they can actually quite simply do at home? And it was just the idea of grab a tomato from the fridge, throw it in any bit of muck that you can find anywhere, have a plastic container, plastic bag, so it's plastic, 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 but it was what was to hand, yeah. create a little mini greenhouse, whack it on the windowsill and see what you can grow. And so many kids are just like, actually growing something. I don't think it would work. In fact, actually, some of the teaching assistants who did it as well actually grew something. <laughs> and they're, they're amazed that they grew. And not only that, I mean, the whole idea of the competition was um, as soon as the first tomato appeared on anything, uh, we're going to measure them to see how tall their plants are. And one of the girls actually grew a six-foot tomato plant. Oh, wow. I know. That's impressive. And at the time, it was taller than any tomato plants I had in my polytunnel. <laughs> um, and she sent me this photo of us stood next to this giant tomato plant. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, really cool. So they really bought into it. And actually, you know, the, the staff and the, the students all bought into it. And one of the one of the kids, again, not knowing my secret identity, <laughs> um, challenged me to a pumpkin-growing competition. Oh, dangerous. Very dangerous. But there was that. Mm, this is quite interesting. So that was actually the next challenge, which we managed to start off before the summer holidays. Technically a bit too late to actually sow pumpkins, but, you know, we went with it. Um, and that's really because we had lots of year sixes, the kids coming from primary schools up to secondary. Now, usually we have a nice little transition there where they come to sort of have a little day at the school. They can see what it's about. They can feel a bit more comfortable about where they're going and who they're going to see. So actually having this pumpkin challenge, um, we did a video specifically for the primary school to write, like, you're joining in on this. Right. You're, you're a part idea. of this. Um, you know, just to give them that sense of belonging. And I think really with well-being, it's that connect as well as the activity, which is really, really important. That's such a good idea because my, so my daughter, she's um, she's five and she's mm. just gone into year, year one. And she missed yeah. out on all of that. And even though she's staying in the same school... It was quite nerve-wracking for her. So I can only imagine as a year six that's going into a bigger school. Yeah, uh, to be change. To, yeah, to be part of something of that school that you're moving into don't half make a difference, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's been really interesting because um, I'm not actually teaching many of the year sevens this year. Right. Um, I did pop into one of the classrooms when the teacher was having a techie issue. They asked me for a techie issue. <laughs> I don't usually have such issues, honestly. I'll show them this. Um, <laughs> and I sorted it out and I could hear them this kids going, that's the pumpkin lady. <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> I just looked, I was like, oh, they're so sweet. 
Yeah, I'm always good to be known as something. Yeah, I, Jane, yeah. I was once known as the alpaca man, uh, alpaca poo man. So don't worry. Oh yeah, you were talking about alpaca poo the other day. <laughs> yeah, Jane's got a big, big money. Earn. If you ever want to earn some money, Jane, sell <laughs> alpaca poo. Well, as I have to say, where we, we're going to have the uh, the plot, the patch at school, um, according to sort of some people who were at the school maybe sort of twenty or plus years ago. It used to be a farm. There used oh. to be a school farm there. Um, so actually, I'm, I'm really looking forward to digging down and seeing what the soil is like because there's a potential. There's some really nice soil down there yeah, from sort of leftover, sort of well, well compacted sort of you know poo. Yeah, that's brilliant. Do, yeah. uh, Jane, uh, were you a gardener before all of this? Like, what got you yeah, into what got you I mean, into gardening? Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of one of those people. You often hear it as well, and I'm one of them. Where you know, my grandparents had a huge garden um so you know i have lots of childhood memories of you know going picking peas and shelling peas and stuff um and then with my mum we used to go foraging um so you know that's where the cooking side of it comes in so yeah when i when i first lived on my own um i did actually have this really cute cottage in northampton um and i i had this big garden and i grew stuff in it and it was lovely um, and then I became a teacher and then we moved to a house with a tiny little postage back garden and it was just like ridiculous and really wanted to grow stuff. It's got allotment. Oh, that's cool. And then when did, when did the whole allotment cooks thing come about? Um, that sort of, I think I probably had the allotment over a year by that stage. So allotment cooks started in 2015. Um, and it was a bit of a whim, to be honest. I was sort of, I, I had lots of ideas for lots of things to do with all the produce I had, but then I was sort of had the glut, like most of us do. Um, and I thought, right, I need some more ideas. Um, so I just started up the Facebook page, and then, you know, people started joining, more people started joining, and I was like, oh, it's, it's quite interesting, actually. Um, and the, the idea of the page was, um, it's, it is a members page because it allows you to have files in it on Facebook. Okay. Um, so when people sort of suggest, a recipe that they've tried and they've tasted and they've adapted and it works really well, it goes in the files. Um, oh, and then cool. next time somebody asks, that well, it's in the files, we've already got it. Oh, wow. So it's just a massive database of things you can... Yeah, yeah, we've got out. sort of over 300 on there. Um, and I think sort of a year in to allotment cooks, sort of some of the, the, the allotment cooks members are, can't find everything. And then they asked me to do a book, so then I, I put a book together which is actually you know, easier, um, but still wanted it to be sort of available. So I've gone onto Pinterest as well. I've got the web page, um, which I need to pay more attention to. But life's pretty hectic. Um, but yeah, there's, there's always sort of recipes accessible, which are really really good. It's so fantastic. Please head over to at Allotment Cooks on Twitter to find out what Jane's up to. Really inspiring to hear what they do uh, at the school. It's, you know. I visited a lot of schools this year. It sounds like a pretty school, cool school, pretty cool. You can get through this. Pretty cool school to go to. <laughs> Got there in the end. Pretty cool school to go to. Um, but yeah, please uh, go check her out and what she's up to over there. It's really fantastic. And you know, I meet so many great teachers, parents, uh, teachers, everyone in the education system and want to push gardening. It's people like Jane that really make that happen uh, i'm just here to inspo it like uh the school plan for instance it, it works brilliantly if i was doing it 
it's got to be the teachers that want to do it. That's the thing. Like, it's got to be people like Jane that want to do it. Even though it doesn't work, it does work. I mean, we literally hold the teacher's hand and say, I'll help you. They've got to want it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? They've got to want it. I can't literally walk up there and go, all right, uh, I'm I'm down in Cornwall in a minute. I'm up in Birmingham at the moment with my spade. Let's go. Right, see you later. Can't do that, but through the world of digital, I can be everywhere. Scary, I know. Oh, I know, right? Um, but people like Jane have pushed that out. The the uh, the inspiration, the encouragement, uh, the excitement around gardening uh, in schools. I've done with like some of the people we've seen tonight on the show. Uh, another person who uh, who regularly pops up, and I couldn't leave him out. It's only a very small clip tonight. Um, but I know in 2021 that this is going to be the thing uh, that I will be watching. Uh, and it's Mr. Sean James Cameron. He pops up on the show and a few, maybe a month or so ago, he came on to talk just a little bit about gardening by the moon. And I find this really interesting. It's a different way of gardening and... Um, it's something that I really like the, I mean, there's some amazing stuff out there of grow your own and uh, gardening. Um, but I'm always looking for a hook. Like, I'm always looking for something like what makes it different. And garden by the moon is, is something that I've never really, I've heard of only from Sean, actually. I think he's the only person that's ever spoke to me about it, but it's something that I'd like to watch. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'd like to see how you garden by the moon when you sow things you do things in the garden a little bit differently as me being the minimalist gardener hey guys side plan <laughs> side plan guy um anything that i know from here and from sean that he had, doesn't have to go to allotment as much anymore because there's specific times in the calendar that you can go and plant stuff or sow stuff uh that sounds pretty minimalist to me don't take that idea sean uh so <laughs> so uh i thought just before new years i just put a little clip uh of sean talking about gardening by the moon let me know what you think throughout this chat we'll do a whole podcast and oh hold on a second hang on a sec wait a sec <laughs> hello Hello, I'm out doing a bit of gardening by the moon. Is it, do you have to have your top off? Well, it's quite hot in London. Yeah, I know, but we just, well, this is not like... But on the allotment site next door, <laughs> I noticed that somebody's put artificial grass on their plot. No, they haven't. They have. It's a bit too dark to show you now, but they've got it on... <laughs> And they've cut the holes where they've put the crops in. Take a photo. I need to see a photo of this. I do not believe it. I'll do it for tomorrow night's show. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. And then we'll see it. Unbelievable. We'll do a whole artificial grass tomorrow because I'm, I'm not having that. Um, you're gardening by the moon. Yes. Uh, well, are you by trousers on? Aren't you? By streetlight. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I didn't know you were still doing that, mate. The, the train will be going past soon, so you might be able to. So you might be able to see it. Is it not really, really dark at your allotment? Not if you've got a torch on. 
Is, is there many people? No, there's nobody else here today. They've all gone. Yeah, I bet. I thought there must be some sort of closing time on allotment. No, you can stay. Well, the rules are you're not supposed to stay overnight, but you could always go down to uh, the supermarket at 12 o'clock for a cup of tea and come back, and then that's not classified as being, as being overnight. Uh, Sean, you're always there for a loophole. I like that. I will tell you a secret, which not a lot of people know. Oh. But about seven years ago, I was homeless for about three weeks and actually slept on my allotment for three weeks. And how during was the it? Summer. After the first night, when you got used to uh, the sound of the foxes scrapping at the door, then it was uh, quite nice. You yeah. got up with the sun, and uh, I got up with the sun, then I went down to the gym, had a shower, and then when I went back to the plot, people thought, oh, that's Sean just starting his day at the plot. They were scraping at the door? Yes, the foxes, they sort of, they were, at, they were at the door going, what's in there? Is there something to eat? Oh, mate, I don't like the sound of that part, but good. But well, good. night or two, you get used to it. In mm-hmm. fact, you feel a bit disjointed if you don't hear the noises at the door. <laughs> mate, I feel like you're doing like a Halloween special. Are you filming this tonight or not? <laughs> no, no, I've been busy getting ready because uh, apparently I'm doing a podcast on Sunday at 7 o'clock at thegardeningpodcast.com. Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm trying to find somebody to come on to talk about kids and gardening, but I can't find anybody. I'm here, mate, but you did say you wanted a big celebrity. You said you've got someone really big coming on. Well, that's not confirmed yet, so let's not tell people that yet. <laughs> I can't actually remember you said that. All right. My mind's gone. <laughs> better because we're still negotiating the fee. Yeah, sure, yeah. Well, yeah, well, that's the thing. If you want me on, mate, I've a big, big fee. I'll buy a, I'll buy a book, a book or three. Okay, <laughs> that'll do it. <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be another free book. So. Um, well, I hope you enjoy gardening by the moon, mate. Well, I'm going to look for hedgehogs because the last hedgehog I saw, I can tell you exactly when it was because I filmed it. It was May the 22nd, 1993. And I haven't seen a hedgehog since. I've seen about last week, but I haven't seen a hedgehog. Oh my god! Um, James Christian in London. I thought, I thought it'd be loads of hedgehogs in London. Apparently, they all left at the start of the lockdown, and they haven't come back. They're refusing to come back to work. Makes <laughs> makes sense, mate. They're all out. That's why I've got so many out in Essex. They've all come out to the coast. That's what I'm being told. Anyway, it's getting a bit chilly now, so I better go and uh, get another cup of tea. Yeah, okay, mate. <laughs> Thanks for calling in, mate. All the best. Bye, dude. Gardening by the moon. That's uh, that is brave, isn't it? Uh, I'm I'm scared enough. My my studio is at the ends of the garden. That is scary enough walking from here to the end of the garden, let alone being an allotment. It's a good old uh, Sean out there doing a um, little bit of gardening by the moon. Uh, that's just... I, I, um, <laughs> as uh, Sean asked his feet tomorrow, as I uh, just caught the end of him uh, 
on his stream. <laughs> when I knock you guys off, I can still see you down below. <laughs> anyway, well, I don't know how we got on that. I got him by the moon, guys. Um, right. And there we have it. Look, if you want to find out more about Sean, go check him out on the allotment channel. You know, he'll, he'll probably pop up in the comments and start listing off places that you can find him and taking over the, the comments with advertisements. But go check him out. Uh, I'm really, be really interested in 2021 to see how that goes and see what he does over uh, on his plot. We're getting so close to that new year now. So close. And uh, I must say, uh, what my 2021 resolutions are. I mean, I've got to say that you heard me earlier. If you just caught me now, then um, then thanks for joining us. Skinny Jingar Show New Year's special. Uh, whack in the comments if you're looking forward to New Year's. And hey, actually, whack in the comments right now your New Year's resolution. If you put them in the comments now, then I'll mention them on the 4th of January when we bring the show back. Uh, I'll mention them and talk about them in the comments. But I must talk... About my resolutions, and I talked about it during the me and Suggett's chat um, about min- minimalism. I must learn to say it. Minimalism. It's sort of uh, I don't know how to describe it. I should really try and work out how to talk about it. But it's just having less and needing less, and uh, you know, clutter. Not having any clutter. I am a clutter magnet. I might need this. I might need that. That's got some sentimental value to me because I once opened that bottle on a beach somewhere. That is actually a true story. Uh, the same thing goes with my gardening. Like I collect a lot of things. I'm very lucky uh, with my job that I get sent different tools and I love them and I test them. If I like them, I say, yeah, I love them. If I don't, then I don't tell you about them. And that's the good thing about what I do. Uh, and then they can sit there. Now, I don't always use them. And so minimalism, and I'll probably give away a few bits on the show at some point. We'll do that. We're doing the tin to win in 2021. So you'll be able to win some bits from my shit and some other prices from some amazing brands too. Um, but where are they going with? Yeah, so minimalism is something not only in my private life. So uh, it's like bringing down your clothes, for instance. This is one example. Uh, you only have 33 items of clothing. I don't think that includes pants and socks, but it's meant to clear your mind, make it easier. Take that. What shall I wear today? Thing. Not that that happens a lot with me. It's usually a black t-shirt. I'm already doing it. I've just got loads of clothes in my cupboard that I never wear. Obviously the gold jacket needs to stay. Um, sure. But, 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 um, that all needs, also needs to happen in my garden. And I have a lot of seeds, left over from shows and stuff. Not got as many left over since lockdown. I give a lot away outside the front of my house in, in February, March time. So uh, I'm going to do that again and, uh, and just reduce the amount of clutter. I think I've not got loads and loads, but I'm just looking behind you guys. There's some bits that I don't massively need to keep. Um, so I'm going to do minimalistic gardening. And that also means that, you know, it's, it's a difficult one because I'm going to be doing on the on the side of this. Obviously, my main thing is the school plan. I've talked about it throughout tonight's show. Um, on the side of that, I'm also going to be gardening to make it easy to grow for me. I feel like I already do that. Um, I know you guys don't get to see it. Someone said to me, oh, for a gardener, 
you don't really show your garden much. There's a reason for that as well. Like that's one of my I'm already implementing that resolution that my garden is my private space. Uh, you might have seen I've come off social media, even though we do this amazing show on social. Uh, you know where I'm at. 8 p.m. weekdays. If you want to watch the show, that's great. Uh, but I've already implemented the social media thing. I don't have social media on my phone anymore. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a distraction. And you won't see me tweeting too much because I'll be distracting you away from stuff. It's a difficult thing to balance out. I think listening to podcasts is a slightly different distraction. I don't know. It's a tough line to cross, isn't it? Um, so, <laughs> crikey, <laughs> we're getting deep here. Anyway, um, You'll be able to listen to my journey on the Minimalistic Gardening podcast if you want to listen to that. And that's great. That'll come out at some point. Don't know when that'll be. But that's my New Year's resolution, peeps, uh, to just reduce what I've got, reduce what I use, and make it easy um, to enjoy gardening life. I think that's really important. Uh, obviously, my other resolution is to make sure the school gardening plan gets out there and is a success and i know you guys really support that for me thanks so much to everyone that does that and continue this show because you know this is an important part of what i do um it doesn't make uh, me any dollar but it does do so much more than that uh for you guys just pushing me along helping out so uh, adverts next year, you know, we're going to do an hour show. Uh, they'll only be 30 seconds long, and they, you know, to begin with, unless we get a brand on board, they're not going to be uh, plugging anything. They're just going to be saying, hey, thanks very much. Share the love, you know, all that sort of thing. So, so yeah, there's my 2020 garden resolutions, and I can't wait. I'm really excited about it, uh, starting the new year, being productive, I've put things in place. I've got diaries to be more productive now and and be more thoughtful about people around me. And, uh, yeah, 2020. Worldly 2020. Must have been a, a year of... Uh, I, really, I really... I went away to Australia to farm myself. And now I've um, spent a year in isolation. Found myself. Uh, I think just more focus has to be... Is the thing that I've found this year. Uh, and I want to continue that into 2021. Uh, without the distractions of stuff. I'd love to hear... Okay, I got deep there, didn't it? I'd love to hear uh, from you in the comments, what are your 2020 resolutions? Now, I'm digging into time before uh, we hit the New Year's. I want to show you just a little clip, um, depending on how much, more t- how much time we've got. I'm not sure what's on the clock. What's on the clock there? I'm not, I don't know. But I know, know, know we're coming up to New Year's. So... I wanted to show you just a little clip from the end of our 24-hour live. Now, I spoke about this earlier on in the show. Uh, the 24-hour live was incredible. I had such a great time uh, with Richard. I just want to show you the end and how we felt. You got the mood, the feeling of what we were going through uh, in that 24-hour live. So let's hit play on that and uh, and let's let's see. After 24 hours of chatting, what happened? When nobody else was on the line. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> hey. I'll be very, very quick because you're waiting for Alan. So all I want to do is say, well done. You've done a fantastic job. I don't know how you've managed to do it, but brilliant. Thank you, both of you. 
Thank you, Ian. That's um, kind, kind of you to say, and thank you for your support. No problem. I'm not keeping you. That's all I wanted to say. Just well done. Thank you, buddy. Cheers. Oh, Thanks, oh, no yeah. doubt. Catch the the live show tomorrow night. Yeah, apparently I've got to do it according to the wife, so yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> I'll look forward to that. I'm doing it. I'm in charge. Oh, Amanda's in charge of it, though. <laughs> Great. Crikey. That's that's even better. Right. Thank night, you guys. Mate. See you Take later. Care. Bye bye. 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 Uh, I ain't be, I'm not being horrible, but I probably won't watch tomorrow's live show. I, I don't blame <laughs> you, mate. I wouldn't either. <laughs> oh dear. Not because Amanda's in it, that's not the reason. Well, because I'm in it. <laughs> <laughs> Only so much sugar you can have on a weekend. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not being funny, Alan, but you're leaving it quite tight. Nine minutes to go now. Um, so it could happen any point now. Vobes says, "Well done, chaps. Very good stuff. Great entertainment." Thank you, Vobes. That's coming from you. That's high praise indeed. Lord says, "Well done, guys." Thank you. Really been fun listening today. Thanks, Laura. Thank you. Thank you. Cynthia says, well done, both of you. I mean, to be fair, we've only stayed awake and chatted to each other, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, if you do send us um, messages saying we're heroes, we'll take that. Um, <laughs> you should both be chuffed a bit, says Nigel. Um, just remember, guys, next Thursday... Uh, Clapping for podcasters. So, by the front of your house, we are clapping for podcasters next Thursday. Um, I dug your rhubarb up today, Robes. Yeah. Does that really happen? That's a swap, isn't it? That's, that's a, a swap, yeah, that's going on. And Paul and Kim it? It says, see you both in Canada next year. Yeah, I can't believe it. I'm coming <laughs> to Canada. I'm going to Canada, baby! Uh. Let Amanda do the show and you have a night off, Richard. Oh, my days. Totally Ooh. a night off for you. Not yeah. even overlooking it, Rich. Mm, that ain't going to happen. Perhaps take it tonight. Off, an, a novel. Come on, Titchmarsh. Seven minutes to go. Jen says maybe make it a yearly thing. Let's have a little, I'll have a little think about it, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's get over this one first. Mm, I'll see how long it takes me to get over it first. Yeah. So, actually, Lee, you've been asking everyone today what they're going to be doing for their Saturday. So yep. I'm going to ask you what you're going to be doing for your Sunday. Um, well, I, 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 um, I, don't act, I'm, uh, I don't actually know, if I'm totally honest with you. I'm not sure. I've got no... I've just got zero plans. Um... Probably just chill with Olive. I don't think we'll do much. Mm. I think we'll just chill in the garden. Um, Zoom my nan. It's my nan's birthday tomorrow. It's a Zoom call her. She wants to talk to me. Um, that's about it, I reckon. Probably watch you. And uh, that's about it. Push my hand How about you, mate? I'll probably go down the allotment in the morning and do a bit of work down there. And when are you seeing Amanda, mate? Just just for work tomorrow night. Oh, I'll see you all week. Joy of being oh, furloughed is that 
she sees me all week. Good point. <laughs> 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 oh, we are on the last six minutes now. So if, six Alan, minutes. if you are watching, come on. And you're thinking come about on. it. Oh, anybody, anybody else wants to call him, please do. Um, thanks, everyone. For I'm going to a little bit wrap it up very slowly. Uh, thanks, everyone, for watching last 24 hours. Uh, green, the final total on Green Fingers. I don't. I've not actually looked back, but um, there possibly could be more. I'll have a little look now. We've got a little bit of time. Yeah. Uh, we just got another five pound for uh, perennial. Which I believe may have been Ian. Ian's now starting a campaign to try and get it to fifty pound in the next five minutes. Five minutes. <laughs> five minutes. Legend. 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 Um. Yep. So the final scores are in for. Um, well, currently you can still donate. Uh, it's two hundred pound for Green Fingers charity. Two hundred pound um, for Green was... Fingers. £127 for Thrive, Late Night Thrive. £127 for Thrive. And currently £135 for um, for Perennial. £100 or £235? Sorry, £235. Sorry, I misread, I misread that. Oh, it's 240 It's just gone up. 240 £240 for Perennial. Fantastic. Fan, fan, fantastic. So, 240, 440. I can't work it out. My sums have gone out of my head, so I can't work out what the total is at the moment. Oh, we can get to now. There's a campaign going on in the comments. About get it to 250. <laughs> Kevin's oh, asking what Amanda is eating. She's eating Sorry. some... Nuts! I don't know. I don't know how he knew you were eating. Amazing. Um, so yeah. Oh yeah. Thanks, so everyone. Thanks everyone that's um, supported us throughout the whole lot. Um, got involved. Called me and Rich. Commented. Um, gave us a little push on socials and shared it. And yeah. Um, and donate. Obviously, don't whoever donated money. Thanks so much for all of that. Oh, Nigel said, plus a lawnmower and a couple of edge trimmers. Yeah. Um, I think a special... I, I, I don't like singling people out, but Ed Loud, Lara and Ricky, who have... Lara and Ricky have been with us since 5 o'clock last night. They've done it for the 24-hour period with us. And she's been sharing away on Twitter and everything. So... Um, yeah. So, a bit big. Um, well, we've got three minutes. Don't think Alan's calling in the next three minutes, but maybe, maybe he thought we were going for another twelve hours. I don't know. Uh, um. Um. Uh, what was your highlight, Rich? Um. Oh, oh, that, that's that's a tough one. Um. The obvious one is the, the the donations that we've received. That's been a highlight. The support has yep. been a highlight. Um, but on a more personal level, actually speaking to Adam Frost has been a bit of a highlight for me. Oh, he'll never speak to you again after I this. I know he'll but, never um... speak to me again, but... Yeah, I'm joking, I'm only joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. We just hit 250, mate. 250! Fantastic. 250. 
50 pound. Well done, everybody. And with two minutes left to go, it really is the last. Lisa's going nuts. 250. By the way, we didn't ask the question. Lisa did ask earlier about perennial in, in uh, Northern Ireland. And um, I'll find out for you, Lisa. I don't know if we asked that question earlier. Yeah. I was supposed to ask Chris. Yeah. Uh, Richard Vobe says, go on, do another hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Vobes, you can do the, the extra hour then. Where does it stop? You know what yeah. I mean? Where does it stop? <sighs> my, my eyes are twitching. Yep. My, my eyes are twitching. Yeah. Well, one minute left, mate. One, one minute, minute, everybody. Left. One minute left. And, uh, extra time. I've, I'm getting ready with the jingle. And uh, we shall see ya. Well, you'll see Richard tomorrow. You'll see me sometime next week. <laughs> um, apparently, we'll be on Gardener's World next. Well, <laughs> that did go down well when we put lot told people we're going to be on that program, did it, Lee? No. I tell you what, mate. I really enjoyed um, my big my my favourite part of the night. Yes, yeah, sorry. Reviewing in that garden work gardeners work thanks for asking God, <laughs> gardeners world um watch along my favorite part yeah I, yeah yeah i enjoyed gardeners world i enjoyed i enjoyed the watch along that could be a that could be regular soon yeah uh, that's five o'clock five o'clock uh, the crowds go wild crowds go wild thanks very much everybody mission accomplished Fireworks are going off. <laughs> oh. um, cheerio. Are we, are we off? Um, well, I was just going to wrap it up and say thank you to everyone. Oh. We've done it. Everyone's still talking. We've done it for 24 hours. Um, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. Well, I don't feel quite as tired as that, but I do feel quite tired tonight. I've, thank you so much for joining me on tonight's show. I've really enjoyed, uh, you know, I know I'm not completely live, but I really enjoyed putting this together. Looking back over past interviews uh, and seeing your comments is the best thing. Thanks so much to everybody that's commented tonight on the show. Uh, I wanted to think of a way to see in New Year's and... Uh, uh, here is um, how I thought about doing it. My best, I must say, I've had some incredible New Year's. In fact, I've, I even spent New Year's in Australia once, which was incredible. One of the ones that from my childhood really stand out is the year 2000. And I never got to see this New Year's on the tally because we had a massive, it feels incredible now, it was 21 years ago. Or was it 20 years ago? I can't never work out. Uh, it was a long time ago. Um, and we had a massive family party in a little community hall uh, just up the road from me. And it was amazing. And uh, I was at the bar. There was a, not a real bar. Opening cans of beer and putting them into <laughs> to cups of people. Big Ed. I was, I was 12. I, no, not on the... And... Uh, it was great. It was such a great New Year's party. My brother was on the decks with my nan. Long story. We won't get into it tonight. And uh, I just had such a great night. And I didn't get to see the footage from the year 2000. So I thought, why not tonight? See in the year 2021, uh, as other people may have seen in the year 2000. I know we're coming up to it um, right now. And uh, I thought, 
this is this would be the way to do it. So uh, on the screen next to me, you'll see. Uh, here we go. We've got two minutes left there, so I think we're going to just just eye up on the clock for two minutes to go. There we go. I think you can see that. I hope you can see that on the screen next to me. Yeah, we'll keep that. That looks okay. Doesn't look too bad. Um, let's take that off there. Uh, two minutes ago, I'm going to pop this open because I'm going to celebrate tonight with you. Uh, not drinking on stream. I actually quit drinking back in September. And uh, I've, guys, I feel great. I'm not drinking. Honestly, I know Bedos will have his whiskey now and he'll be, be cheersing me. Uh, so AF, mate, uh, alcohol free uh, in 2021. Um, so I'm going to pop this open. I don't think you're allowed to drink on stream anyway. Um, plus family friendly in it. So uh, uh, we can't cheers yet. So that's going to have to sit there. Wait, not there on the computer. That could be a problem. Uh, right. We, I think we are about two minutes away. So, ladies um, and gentlemen, we've finally got here. It is uh, the New Year special. Before we get into that two minutes, we're almost there. Uh, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart to everyone. I keep feeling like I'm going to cry when I do this. But these last four months have been so rewarding uh, to have you guys on board. I've enjoyed it so much. Never did I realise when I thought I was going to do this show uh, that I'd get so much back from it. And I know you guys listen to the podcast. It's great to see you. I'd love to see you over on the on the social show. Um, I think we've got about 20, 25, which doesn't seem like many, but 25 people that regularly get involved in the show. And I just want to thank, say thank you so much for all those people um, for being part of it. After the, um, after the big event tonight of New Year's, we... Um, We'll be seeing some of those people from a clip. Uh, but anyway, should we? Are we almost there? Right. Okay. Oh, 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 oh. and we have a little sip. Go on. Go on. Enjoy yourself, everyone. AF. Uh, here we go. Let's hit play on this. Oh, hang on. Wait. I've done it wrong. Stop. Oh, what a muck up here. What? This is meant to be New Year's, Lee. We still got two minutes left from the magic of TV. Oh, it's not really TV, is it? But. Oh, I've just gone and oh, wait there. <laughs> this is classic. <laughs> classic. Right, hang on. Wait there. Oh no, it will come through. Oh, it would have been fine as it was, but I didn't. Whoa, 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 whoa! I don't want an advert. What has happened tonight? Here we go. Oh, should we cut out? No, probably not. From the magic of um. Of tea, of streaming, Ooh, the magic of streaming TV. We're going to go back into the year 2000, everyone. Um, Happy New Year to everyone in two minutes. Let's do the two minute countdown, uh, everyone, into 2021. The alcohol-free beer get into my head. <laughs> Let's do it. What? Oh, um, oh, I've mucked up. Here we go. Here we go. Landing Glasgow. Here we go. Let's go, everybody. Everybody waiting now. Twenty-three fifty-eight. 
Back in time, everyone. And Two minutes to go. Everybody counting the minutes. Ordinary minutes that are passing just like any other minutes, but leading to an extraordinary moment. Here we go. We're watching as the last year of the last century of the old millennium slouches off stage to make way for the youthful entry of the new. Here we go, get ready for New Year's. One minute to go, one minute. now 2000 today and to mark the birth of the new century the river of fire on the Thames all over the country this great stream of high moving fire going at the speed the earth turns difficult to distinguish there I must admit from the fireworks turning in theory at any rate at the very speed of time this is BBC One
everyone happy new year to uh everyone um watching the show tonight wow wow what a start everyone uh to should we do it again no what, what, you want to do it again you want it what a start to the new year go on in should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgot and the days of old Lang Syne? For old Lang Syne, my dear, for old Anyone know the words? Is? Thank you so much, everybody. <laughs> Thank you so much, uh, everyone. The fireworks continue uh, back in uh, year 2000. This Course. And let's now go up wow. to Stonehaven. Oh, we're, still, we're going around the world here with uh, Parky. What's up? What's going on? 
Yes, what a spectacular sight. The fireball swingers are in full swing here in Stonehaven. And yeah. it looks like the whole Ooh, city is on fire with bombastic bursts of flames. Incredible sights here. The crowds are loving it. What a phenomenal festival of fire. They're literally hurling these great balls of fire around. And it's boy, this is dangerous. It's Happy New Year from Sweet Stonehaven. Are we, are we, are we going around the world here? Hold on. We're going to see everything. Wait there. Let's just watch it all. Now let's go to Edinburgh. Let's see Edinburgh. Come on, guys. Here's Kirsty Walk. It's a wonderful year here in, in Scotland's capital city. The revelers are here. There's lots of editions of Old Lang Syne. I have four relatively sober party goers here. Is that a wonderful new year for you? Fabulous new year. And obviously Thanks. a brand new hairdo. Brand new hairdo. Unfortunately, hair dye went a little bit wrong. But, and we have four people perhaps we should say we've got five people here. Good joke. Good joke for you, 2000. Would you have been anywhere else other than Edinburgh tonight? Is this a place to be? Yeah. Is this the first time you've been here? Yeah. In with all the crowds. It's a fantastic atmosphere. In a sense, the party's only just begun. There's people dancing in the streets. There's Kayleigh bands playing. We're having a wonderful time here. And I bet you are too in Shetland, Jackie. Look at him for fireworks, mate. In fact, we come back to London. Nearly two million people in the capital at the moment watching these fireworks. Wow. And this is what's happening inside the dome. Remember the Millennium Dome, anyone? <laughs> A special fantasia put on by Mark Fisher, the man who's done so many of these big pop concerts and the like, that really has excelled himself today with this astonishing display. Imagine being there for Millennium. This makes me feel really sad, really, considering what we, what the year we've had, and what's going on right now. It's like uh, twenty years ago, guys. Twenty years ago. Let's go to Shetland now, and Jackie Bird. Well, we haven't got any spectacular scenes here, but we've got spectacular high spirits now, boys. We haven't got a millennium baby. We haven't got a first marriage. What do we have that's a first for the millennium? We've got the first Shetland backstep of the whole millennium. First Ali Bain has ever danced on camera. Okay, this is the first. Take it away, Ali. The Shetland backstep. I think we need another year to practice. Back to you. Meanwhile, the fireworks continue in London. Wow. They're just some of the people watching this spectacular firework display. A river of fire of sorts, then. Wow. We're inside the dome. Back to the dome. We're going <laughs> to leave. Uh, I thought we. Uh, wow. Footage from 20 years ago is making me feel sad. Let's just put that to the side down. Let that cabin on playing, everyone. Just turn the sound off it for now. It makes me feel really upset watching that at the moment. At the moment. But, um, <laughs> right. It's, uh, what a year, everyone. What a year we've had 20. 20 
20. It's been an interesting one. We've celebrated it tonight as much uh, of the year that we can. Uh, I know people have um, struggled a lot in 2020. And, uh, you know, let's um, let's keep going in 2021 we can do. So uh, I'm really going to cry. I'm going to stop. <laughs> I really feel really upset. Um, thank you so much to everyone that's watched this. And uh, happy New Year. It'll be the first or at least the 20th to say to you, happy new year um, tonight on the show. It's, um, it's going to be a good year. This this year's going to be good. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to be fun, right? Uh, so, um, uh, to see us out tonight, we've got another hour left. If you're about in the comments, uh, happy new year. Whack it in the comments. Happy new year. Um, thanks so much, everyone. Um some fun now uh, coming away from that uh, um, Millennium uh, Fireworks. Uh, it's some fun now. Before Christmas, we did a Christmas special, and I feel like we broke a Christmas gardening uh, streaming record with over 11 of us on stream at the same time. And uh, I know a lot of you probably watching right now were part of it. So I thought we'd play that back so you can watch yourself and watch what unfolded uh on that uh show uh so watch this uh not a guinness world record but definitely a lee Connolly world record um for you tonight welcome back everyone to the official world record now i know what richard's saying because i can actually only have 10 people on at a time i don't think we're going to hit 10 people but we might uh the link is in the stream right now let's get the first two people uh in Tonight, Mr. Suggett's been sitting there, ready and waiting. No, Suggs. Hello, mate. Hello again. Ready to go. And a uh, friend of everyone's show is uh, Sean James, looking literally less festive than Suggett, <laughs> but still wearing a Christmas hat. I literally just pulled it out of the box as I walked it, up the stairs. It looks like it's... What the heck's... What's it got hanging off the back of it? Is it oh. a light-up one? The battery <laughs> pack? That's it's not a security yet. tag. Apparently, you can put some things in it and it starts flashing. Well, we've got two more days, mate, to... Um... Well, I thought <laughs> I'm not going to the trouble of finding the bad, finding the batteries. Oh, it, it, it itches your nose. Well, I've had a, a, a beard on for the last um, hour. <laughs> uh, also joining us tonight, it's a, oh, it's a VIP crew special. Hang on. In the dark... Do it, Jackson. Oh, sorry. Wow, that's it, mate. So um, now it's a party. Yeah, where's your hat, Suggs? Say that again, Stuart. Where's your hat? You didn't get the memo, did you? <laughs> Here we go. There you go. There's mine. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. He's another festive person for the. Well, attempt. Hi guys. Excuse me. Excuse me. Do you have an allotment? No <laughs> allotment. <laughs> like a like a family reunion. They've all been down the allotment yeah. with their plastic bags today, collecting all their <laughs> veg that they. I bet that, they have that they didn't grow. Yeah, well, that, that's exactly what's going to happen. Dan, you should you should check your um, you should actually check your allotment because if I was 
the people around your area, I'll be going down your allotment to, to get my little harvest that you've grown for me. <laughs> no comment from Dan. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was down there today. Oh, you there, you. Hey, Liam. Hello, everyone. How you doing? <laughs> it's Harris there as well. Harris, he's got to say. Here we go. Here we go, right. Uh, it, it does feel very uh, heavy mail. Luckily, luckily for us. <laughs> We've got Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, Lisa, you're looking well fit. Merry Christmas! Oh, well, I thought you would have been in with our chickens. No, I've I've got my Winnie the Pooh pajamas on with my reindeer hat. How much more festive can you get? Uh, no more. If one, we lost do it. We lost do it for the, the record attempt. He's gone. He's, you know what he's going to go and get, don't you? Trying to get a, something festive. Somebody's got their somebody's got their TV on. Who's watching Pally? Oh, sorry, we've got MasterChef off and on in the background. Sorry, unbelievable. Right, let's mute you. Go away. (laughs) No, we'll leave MasterChef. Anyone, anyone wanting to know who left MasterChef? Possibly don't listen. Yeah, don't don't listen. listen. I'm getting some very strange looks from the cat. Oh, here we go. Stuart's back. <laughs> this is seven, which means anyone that I think this is everyone that watches anyway. Where's Ian? Ian. Where is Ian? Ian's asked for the link. This would be a. Uh... And hold on. Where's Alex? We haven't got Alex in. Alex, he said he was he was looking for me on magic. What? Still? <laughs> Not possibly. Who's <laughs> <laughs> Who's put the cat oh. up? Oh my gosh, we're losing. Oh, hang on. Oh, oh. guess guess who's back? <laughs> Mackie's back. Tell us, guys. This is um. So we now have space for only three more people uh, to join us for who's the that world. Down the bottom. Who's that on the bottom left? It looks a bit like a Rodney. Yeah, from Emmerdale. Any Emmendale fans? No. Never watched it in my life. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you who's on it at the moment. What is uh, it? What? What, Emmerdale? Yeah. Right, okay. Hello? Right, we are losing people left, right and centre. All we need to do is... Here we go. Ian, Ian's here, everyone. Festive, see? <laughs> Merry Christmas! <laughs> <laughs> right, we, right, all we need to do oh, is ho- hold everyone up. Where's Lisa disappeared to? Oh, sorry. I was just, about... I was hey, just doing it. I was just doing a team screenshot. Oh, good, good plan, man. Um, all we need to do. Who have we lost? Have we lost anyone? Stuart. We've lost Stuart. Right, Stuart's back now. I think once we do it on, I don't think anyone else is watching anyway. If you apart are, then... Alex. Apart from Alex. <laughs> Apart from Alex, we just need Alex to. Uh, if we get Alex in, that means we've done it. Well, there's ten people here now. Oh, is there? 
Nine. No, there's ten. There's ten. There's two people on one screen. Yes, of course. Wow, done. Yes. We've done it. We've we've, uh, set a world record. Amanda's coming. Wait, everyone. If anyone has anyone else they want to try and get in on the stream, that means we could. Ian, a fluffy dog does not count. (laughs) The news. I'm leaving today. Today. (laughs) And you wonder why the BBC don't want to commission you. (laughs) This is basically what they put on the BBC anyway, right? (laughs) <laughs> this is... is that enough? Is that Stuart spinning again? Oh, there's 11 people now. Oh, who's joining? Look, there's three in one picture down there. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. <clears throat> is he live from New York? Always. You do realise I have to keep moving the batteries from one to the other, don't you? I can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, while well, well, everyone's like, what did you do Wednesday night? Well, uh, Ian, while everyone's on the stream, will you show us your uh, your Christmas spectacular ending? Is he going to do a trick? Will do. Hang on. <laughs> oh, God. Just, just a minute. Just a minute. He's got to change the batteries. Hold on, everyone. Is he in a shop? There he is. I'll have a couple <laughs> We had that in the shop. And the kids used to come in, cut the hands, sort of start off. You better do this quickly before the nurse comes and takes them back. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing I need some advice on. Oh, Um, Mikey, what advice? Go on. Which lot of salt and pepper pots should I use for Christmas? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. How many salt and pepper pots do you have? Those as well. Yeah, the screen. And. Should we be even doing this if a lot of us are in tier four? We should be social distancing. I think I have to to dust them. I honestly think that I could probably leave Ian on for the next 40, 50 minutes and it'll be more entertaining. <laughs> it's like a bad office Zoom party. Shall I? Uh... <laughs> Speak for yourself, Sean James Cameron. This is the best you're going to get for a Christmas party this year, I tell you. This is a brilliant Christmas party. 
Oh, Viking. Uh, not tonight. <laughs> Did he say, if you're not careful, I'll go over to my dad's and I'll play his grand piano? Yep, you're 100% exactly what he said. <laughs> it's, it's nice and easy. You put a paper roll in and you pedal it. Uh. <laughs> it's a player piano. <laughs> I should have brought a drink. I, do you know what? I really like Ian's Christmas lights in the background. Can I see those? I'm really impressed with your lights, Ian. At least they not. I just had them on since September. Oh, what? They've been on since September. They're always on. Oh, yeah. They're, they're always on when the kids are up here or the grandkids. Yeah. That's what he calls us. Uh, up there. <laughs> us young'uns. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, there's a new one. Oh, one um, minute. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Dan, Dan's disappeared. Right, Dan. Oh, hang on. Liam's back again. I can't keep up with everyone. I could take you to the front room if you like as well. No. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> could, could, we just, could, could we just pretend this is like through the keyhole? Keith Lemon could just get a full tour of your house. The house like David. It's yeah. And who do you think lives here with a Christmas tree like this? Ian, you don't live anywhere near an airport, do you? Oh, that's amazing. Here we go, look. No. Well, yes, actually. We're not that far away from Manchester. You don't ever end up with some old airplanes landing in your garden, do you? No, I turned the landing lights off at night. You're all right. Christy, Bill in that house, there'll be far more than four tears. (laughs) 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 Um, Just before I let everyone go, can anyone hear this? Hang on. Can you hear that? Oh. Yep. Yeah, like, keep yeah. it on. Christmas oh, song. Oh, Why, right, everyone stop. Look at when. Oh, no. It's like Ibiza 88. <laughs> right, okay. okay. I better see you singing to this. Can we do no, a big sing along? We're going to do a group sing along. Come it, on, Richard. You know it. you want to. Other words. Here we go. Richard on the Baileys as well. Bye for the car crash. Hello, can Peter Clarda. Lee, can you do a counting? Do a counting. Yeah, because that will make a difference. All <laughs> 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 right, a one. Cheers. Two. I won't. My Ian's ready. One, two, three. <laughs> hey, hey. Please, Mammy, Daddy, 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 Da
wanna wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Richard loved it. Richard Got loved it. on the phone to the police saying there's a party in our shed. Literally, I've been singing that for 12 shows, and you've only just told me now. <laughs> oh, I've got a bit of fish on the go, so I better go and check on it. Well, there you go. What a great ending. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks so much, everyone, for coming on. I've heard of some excuses, but I think that's the worst. That is the worst. <laughs> I feel like we have set the world record there. No one's going yet. Shall we shall we repeat this on New Year's Eve? Sure. Why not? I mean yeah, um, why not? Happy birthday. We we I mean is we it, could, we is could it Ian's do that. birthday? Is Ian's birthday on New Year's Eve? Oh, 
Oh, well, uh, we might as well have a virtual birthday party. Why not? <laughs> That'd be great. A fish looks good. Get... Yeah. Oh, look at that. Oh, why are you in here, guys? Do you think I've got enough carrots for Christmas? <laughs> Love it. Is that something Just for one person. Well, I'm going to go and have a bit of fish. You go enjoy your fish. Hello. Enjoy Enjoying. And there was us thinking 2020 couldn't get any worse. Ian, you need to Google the Tom Carriage carrot recipe. It's amazing. Poached in butter. I think you lost it just as I was saying. Oh, he's gone. Well, there we go, everyone. Thanks so much for coming on, everyone. Thanks so much, everyone, that um, that called in for the last how many months? Four months. You're all looking really festive. Thank you all. Thanks very much. Thanks, everyone. Happy Christmas, everyone. Have an amazing Christmas, whatever tea you're in. Bah humbug. Oh, Richard. Just embrace the Christmas spirit, why don't you? It's too late. It's too late for me. No, you've got 24 hours. Come on. Be on with it. (laughs) Put a Christmas hat on and eat a mince pie and turn that frown upside down. I haven't got a frown. I'm quite happy not liking Christmas. Has anybody seen Christmas Chronicles 2 on Netflix yet? Oh, no, no, I want so, to see that. No. Okay, so watch Christmas Chronicles 2 on Netflix. And what we have here with the Sugmeister is he is an elf who's been very, very naughty and been turned human. So if he repents, he will turn back into a Christmas elf. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> right. I know what I'm watching tomorrow now, then. Get that record. Harris, have you watched uh, Christmas Chronicles 2 yet? This is a documentary, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said to my son. Yeah. Well, okay. Um, I've not watched it yet, but um, I'll let you know. That's everyone's homework for the week, for the Christmas period. I'm going to watch it tomorrow. Here we go. Here we go, for one. Um, ev- everyone has to be in bed early tomorrow night, otherwise Santa won't come. So you all have to be on your best behaviour. I know, right? Ian Bedo said, oh, why aren't you doing a show on Christmas Eve? Well, I can't be down here, can I? Although, if I walked up it from the end of the garden like this and not saw me, she'd be pretty impressed. <laughs> One of the things I wanted to do, and I've not passed this off yet uh, through uh, the family uh, lawyers, but uh, my wife, is... Um, I want to get in the car like this and get Olive to dress as an elf and drive round the streets of Colchester just playing that song as loud as I can in the car. Yeah. Sounds good. I think it sounds excellent. I think do it. Bring um, the Christmas cheer to Colchester tomorrow night, Lee. <laughs> yeah, I will do. I shall. <laughs> um, right, everyone. Have a great Christmas. Thank you so much. The show's not ended yet. I should say there's another half hour left. We're going to pick the winner, which pretty much anyone uh, here, apart from Mark, <laughs> can win. 
can win. So we'll draw that at the end of the um, at the end of the show. Tonight. It's my turn. Excellent. It's my turn. No, it's not your turn. You don't like <laughs> Christmas. It's not your turn. If you win, so if you repent. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> You've got five minutes to repent, Richard, five and you could be repent. the winner. Oh, that's a hard one. That's a hard one. Nah, I'm not going to repent. <laughs> um, so, uh, Harris and Liam, I'm going to say goodbye to you. Oh, they've always said goodbye to me. Uh, Lisa, I'll see you later. See you later. Bye-bye. Thanks for being in, Marky boy. See you later, Mackie. Merry Christmas. And um, and to you, uh, which is like, not Merry Christmas, just have a nice uh, day off. I will. I've got two days off. I actually got a whole week off, so that's Goodbye. good. Goodbye. <laughs> I think I think after that, I'm not sure how many that people that was. So if anyone knows in the ad break, put it in the comments. I think that is definitely a world record set. That was so much fun and uh I've you know, I really enjoyed it. It was a great ending to uh, the Christmas twelve shows of Christmas. Uh, we're coming up to the end of the show now. We've only got about half hour-ish left of the show. So uh, the final clip tonight was probably one of the funniest sh- chats that I've uh, had on uh, this show. Uh, and by the way, if you were part of that, I'll say it throughout tonight, comment away, let us know you're still watching. and um, hope you enjoyed that because it was a, it was a lot of fun. Uh, but another great thing we get so many different people get in contact on the show and um kelly and dan's kids i can't i'm not going to name more you're going to find out throughout this uh discussion uh you know I, I do a lot of kids gardening and this show is is not massively for kids like uh we get a lot of ideas going but mainly for like parents and people interested in that side of things grandparents teachers people coming together just uh, to enjoy chatting about gardening I wouldn't say this is a, a kid's show. Hey, guys. Hey, kids. It's not uh, the gold jacket only comes on for New Year's. Uh, but we had uh, Kelly and Dan's kids calling one night after they got locked in their nan's front room. I thought that it was the perfect fun chat to end tonight's show with. Um, it was brilliant. Uh, let's press play on it because uh, I think you'll really enjoy this. Yeah. Oh, Hello. Yeah. Hello. Who's this? Charlie. Hey, Charlie. How you doing, man? Good. Yeah. What's going on? Um, we just got stuck in the room. What? In my, I'm at my nan's house, and we just got stuck in the room. Someone just came in and saved us. I'm <laughs> on friend. You've been saved. Ah, yeah. I tell you. Who who else is there? Poppy and Cheryl, my two little sisters, and Rosie, my big sister. She's the oldest kid. Wow, everyone's up to. And what's everyone doing out of bed? Uh, I don't know. What time do you all go to bed? (laughs) Thank you, mummy. Oh. Huh? Hello. Hey, my mum talking to you as well. Is she? Is your is my mum talking to you? Is she talking to me? Yeah. No, you're talking to me. Oh. <laughs> what have you What have you been up to apart from getting stuck in rooms? Um, I don't know. Oh. 
<laughs> have you got any plans? Have you got any plans for this weekend? Um, this is the nanny speaking now. Oh, the doorknob, you... <laughs> the doorknob came off the living room door. I hope you're not asking me to come and help you. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> Oh, this is not this is not nine nine nine, you know. You know the Charlie about the cereal, yeah. What? The, my son's my son Charlie or something won't go nothing the show won't go to bed. That's Charlie. I'm talking to you now. I know Charlie. You're the youngest person that's ever called the show. <laughs> huh? You're I'm the, seven. You're seven years old. What's it like being yeah. a seven year old? Is it? Huh? Well, I said, what's it like being a seven-year-old? Um, kind of sad. Oh, sad? Why? <laughs> yeah, I I hate the dishwasher. Uh, what don't you like? Huh? What don't you like? The door shut. Yeah, well, are you, are you, have you got out of the door now? Yeah, oh. the door's open. Oh, thank God for that. Yeah, I, I hate Char- Charlie, do you um do you do any gardening, Charlie? Yeah, a lot of it. We have an allotment. You have an allotment? And for Christmas, yeah. I'm getting like a square wooden bed and I can plant nine stuff. Wow, that is like the best Christmas present ever. Huh? How is how Santa going to bring that on his sleigh? It's going to be pretty big. Hmm. <laughs> um, Charlie, what's your favourite thing to grow? Strawberries. Love strawberries, mate. That's my favourite thing to grow. My little girl loves strawberries. Have, have you grown a lot of them this year? Um. Well, we tried to in our allotment. In our allotment and... At my, I've got a house, two houses, so I was born at my nan's house, and I start living at my mum's house. Oh, I've got ya! Wow, well that's cool. Is it Charlie? Oh uh, yeah, I'm Rosie. Charlie, the troublemaker's big sister. You're who? Who am I speaking? Who am I speaking to now? Rosie, the troublemaker's big sister. You're Rosie? Yeah, the eldest. Oh, how old are you, Rosie? Uh, ten. The oldest kid. You're the oldest. You're, like, in charge of everyone, right? Yeah, I'm ten. You're ten years old. And what? Yeah, so... And Charlie's what... a bit naughty sometimes. Is he? Oh, yeah. Is, is he the one that took the door handle off the door? Uh, well, kind of in a way, but it didn't really fall off when we were chatting a minute ago. It was still on. Well, man, we were watching TV in our living room, and my nan was at the kitchen. Are you watching... But mi- we were there, Are you watching... And then... Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, watching TV. With me on it? Hiya. Yeah. Hiya. Watching you live now. Hiya. Oh, Hiya. <laughs> Oh, it it sounds like sounds like a lot of Rosie. Yeah. What time is bedtime in your house? Uh, 
Well, on the weekend, I get to go to bed at 9 o'clock, but we're a bit late because we got locked in our, our man's living room, mm. as you know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. My well, mum had to get a thunderburst and kick the door down. It's still on its hinges. Oh, yeah. Everything came off the metal bit. The doorknob to off. Yeah. Then, like, this little, like, the mechanism's all out. Like, everything's out. I don't, uh, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not a locksmith. I can't come over and help you. No, already out. Oh, you're out. Oh, yeah, of course. That's all right then. You're yeah. Fine. The only thing I, the only thing I could do is come around with my spade and like prise the door open. That's all I could have done. Yeah, my little brother almost missed the podcast. Guys, we were watching cartoons and we said we were going to pop that on. Oh. Pop you on to watch. But then my little sister, Cherry. Yeah. She's the youngest out of the twins because they're both four. Right. she accidentally shut the door playing with Poppy, right. my other little sister, right, yeah. and then we couldn't open it because the door, these past few months, had a history of being faulty. Right. The door on that side of the door wouldn't open it, it would get stuck. Right, I've got you. That so is... it would always leave it open. Well, this just, just proves that if, if, you, if, if something's broken, fix it instantly so you don't get trapped in the room. Oh, uh, yeah, but we don't really have the tools, really. Right. We have like, an old toolbox with a few bits and boxes, right. but nothing can really fix the door. But my mum's friend kicked it open. It's all split. I'm looking at it now. It's all split, like, in two ends. I'm like... And then, oh, yeah. and then my mum's my friend, he was, we were inside, so I don't know what really happened, but he said, do you have a tool? And she said, yeah, here you go. And then I think, I don't know, but I think he was using a few tours. Yeah, yeah. But then he had to, like, with his thing, like, sing cartoons, time bash the door down. He says the only, it was the only option, Rosie. It was the only option. Yeah. It was that or take the doorknob off. Just smash but it. the doorknob fell off anyway since she came in. That's the thing. Just knock it out. Just knock it down. Yeah. yeah. I actually got three pieces of the door here. That bit that goes inside where the mechanism is. Yeah. But on the outside that protects the wood. Yeah, yeah. And two nails. I feel I feel, <laughs> I feel like uh, I work in an insurance company, Rosie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rosie, I don't like my games. You like your game, right? Go on then. What games you got? Uh, well, I got uh, Sh- Sonic Unleashed, my first ever game I've ever played. Sonic, yeah. Because I got the Xbox 360 Pro uh, oh, in 2015. Cool, cool. Check you out. Oh, yeah. Uh, I also got Sonic and the Black Knight for the Nintendo Wii. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got Sonic Colors, uh, Mario Sports Mix for the Wii, High Part and the Order of the Phoenix for the Wii, We Play for the Wii, Sport Time for the Wii, and We Fit for the Wii. We've got uh, Xbox 360 games, of course. Got Minecraft Story Mode, Black Series, Skylanders, Crash yeah. Bandicoot, Minecraft, uh, racing game, my little brothers, uh, Sim 3 Pets, mm-hmm. Batman, my little brother, Disney Universes, and 
Fusion Frenzy 2. Mm-hmm. And of course, I got a Nintendo Switch. Of course. I got two games put in there, like Mario Rabbit 3D Kingdom Battle. Yeah. Um, Minecraft, the, the Nintendo System Mini. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Yeah, just like that. And also got uh, oh. Let's Go Pikachu, Pokemon Sword, Animal Crossing New Horizon, yep. Super Mario Odyssey, Luigi's Mansion 3, Mario Sonic Acton and Pit 2020 Game, Sonic Forces and Super Mario 3D All-Stars in my game collection. <sighs> Not many, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not many. I do have a few Sonic games as well. Like yeah. Sonic Colors, like I've already mentioned. Sonic and Black Knight, like I've already mentioned. Yeah. Then what? Uh, Sonic Unleashed, I've already mentioned. Mm-hmm. But sadly, my little troublemaker brother, I'm looking at him now, yeah. broke my first ever disc, uh, the original Xbox 360. So my, my nan, who's at the kitchen right now, yeah. Had to get me a new one. Oh, good old Nan, though, eh? Good, your Nan got you one. Uh, yeah, she got me the Xbox One and Xbox 360 special edition. Well done, Nan. Um, Christmas last year, my uncle, yeah. I got Sonic Generations. Yeah, it's an Xbox isn't it? Yeah, go on. Yeah. For Xbox One and Xbox 360. Brilliant. And um, I got a uh, Shadow the Hedgehog for when I'm a bit o- older. Shadow the Hedgehog? Shadow the Hedgehog. I've never heard and of I'm him. I expecting original Xbox, uh, Xbox for Christmas off my mum. Right. Right. Uh, also, I want to get more into gardening. <laughs> <laughs> well, after all that, I don't know when you've got time to get into the garden. <laughs> Uh, well, I have a bit of time. Yeah? Do you go down the allotment as well? Uh, yeah, sometimes. Come on, Rosie, what's your favourite thing you do down the allotment? Uh, I like I like growing vegetables. Cool. What, so- what sort of veggies are we talking? Uh, like, ooh, I like a few strawberries, like my little brother mentioned. He grows a few of those as well. Yeah. I also like blackberries and raspberries. Nice. And a few carrots and potatoes. Do you um? Do you and your brother fight over the strawberries? Oh uh, no, no, surprisingly. Right. Do you all go down the allotment together, the whole family? Uh, my nan doesn't. My nan doesn't go down. Well, don't blame her. She needs a break. I reckon. <laughs> Pardon? No, no go on, yeah. <laughs> my little sisters go down sometimes. They're yeah. expecting DVD player each for Christmas. They, they what? They're expecting DVD player each for Christmas. Shh, don't tell them. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the girl says shed. <laughs> that was Poppy. What, what did she say? <laughs> she said shed, my little sister Shh. Poppy. Shed for <laughs> She wants a shed for Christmas? Yeah, we only got one. We got, like, two. Two sheds? Yeah. What? What's it? Wow, really loves sheds. <laughs> yeah, so not Christmas because she's talking to a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, well, that's exciting, isn't it? What's in your shed? Uh, well, we got a few gardening things, like sickle, uh, stuff like that. 
Suggle, spade, glove. And do you all all get your hands messy when you go there? Uh, my mum, my father-in-law, and my little brother a bit. Yeah. I sometimes just read a bit of my book and then get into it. Yeah. What's up, what what are you reading nowadays? Uh, I read I read my bear rabbit books by Ian Blyton. Oh, check you out. That's cool. Uh, hey, Rosie. Yeah. Ha- have you got my uh, my uh, children's garden book? Oh uh, no, not yet. I'm expecting that for uh, Christmas. Oh, well, tell your mum to message me privately, all right? <laughs> okay. And, and maybe you'll get one for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> I've also got for my god. Godmother, I had an early Christmas present. Yeah, yeah. Because I was under the weather a few weeks ago. I'm fine now. Oh, well, I, I got a Secret 7 paperback edition. The whole collection of Secret 7s in paperback edition. Really? That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I started my Eat a Blighton books with uh, Bear Rabbit and Time Adventures. I've never, I don't think I've ever read them. <laughs> then you've missed out, mate. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to read them. I have to read yeah. them to my daughter. I have to find them. Are they good? Are they? Are you rating them? Oh yeah, they're really good. I own a lot. I own a lot of them. Oh okay. I have this wooden box full of books at my nan's. Yeah. Oh well. All my my games down in consoles because I don't want them to get broke or the disco machine because little sisters like the hide things I've discovered but oh. once had my little brother's Batman teddy he went mental <laughs> at the end it was at the end it was behind the settee oh what a hiding place <laughs> oh yeah what's it, what's it like having uh, two um, well what's it like having three brothers and sisters Oh, well, I got one little brother, Charlie, and two little sisters, Poppy and Terry. Yeah, there's but a lot. It's a bit tough sometimes. Yeah. I usually help my nan when we're down here, like, tidy up, maybe do the washing up a bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's good. I've only got one. Yeah. I've got one brother, and he was enough. He did my head in. Oh, yeah, my little brother does that to me sometimes. That's what they do, Rosie. Sometimes, but sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely. Definitely, mate. Definitely. He's um, a little naughty, but he's still my brother. Cool, he's really getting it in. He really he is naughty. Let's just clear that up. Yeah. He's a little troublemaker. I was, I was asleep when he first appeared on your stream. My mum only told me when I woke up. They were watching me without you. Oh, yeah. I bet I would be so angry. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had to in the morning. And then my brother got a shout out. And remember. they were watching it without me. He was up till like one o'clock, I'm pretty sure, because he's a little troublemaker, he's... as you know. Well, yeah, could you've confirmed it tonight, okay. troublemaker. Yeah. I think <laughs> my mum posted on her Facebook or Twitter what you said about my little brother. Yeah, I, he, I said he should go to bed. It was too late. Yeah. Charlie's a little troublemaker. Well, it yeah. never goes to bed. Well, do you, do you know what, Rosie? When I was little, 
I went. I had to go to bed at seven o'clock. Yeah, because I'm older, I go to sleep at eight because I'm homeschooled. Oh, okay. I've got you. You do know what the time it is now, right? Oh yeah, de- definitely. Yeah. Even Bristol. <laughs> it's just I'm. I mean, it's the same time where I am when where you are. You know it, didn't you? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> hey um hey Rosie, uh not garden related, but uh do you like Harry Potter? Oh yeah, my godmother actually brought me over two High Potter DVDs today. Yeah. Order of the Phoenix yeah. and the Prisoner uh Alec Azkaban. Alec-Aban or something. Alec-Aban, yeah. 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 And I'm expecting a few more of them. There's eight of them, I think. Oh, uh, yeah, she's not getting me the last two till I'm a bit older. Yeah, I think they get quite, I think they get scary. Even I got scared. <laughs> yeah, oh. I am really scared of cat a tiny bit. Yeah, yeah. I bet. My mum is scared of the death of spiders. Is she? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like, well, don't get a letter, watch one of them. Harry Potter's is a massive spider in one of them. Oh, yeah. My, my mum comes along and screams her head off. <laughs> like two minutes till it's off the screen. I, like, well, I actually watched The Order of the Phoenix today. Did you? Yeah, because I already owned a Half-Blood Prince DVD. Mm-hmm. Got you. Uh, you should read so, the, I mean, maybe a bit young to read the books, but the books are better than the films. Oh uh, yeah, my nan owns two of the books upstairs. Oh well, uh, in her house, uh, hers yeah. in this little drawer, yeah. keep them safe. Oh well, um, Rosie, thanks, <laughs> thanks for calling in, mate. Oh yeah, and my little brother too. And, yeah, but he's a, he's a troublemaker, so you're welcome anytime. But he's he's a bit of a troublemaker, isn't he? Yeah, say bye, Charlie. Bye. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Bye. 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 And there, everybody, there is the New Year's. Eve special with me, Lee Connolly, the skinny jean garden. I want to thank everyone, everyone that's watched the show, everyone's been part of the show, everyone that um, has just watched tonight. Maybe you've just come across us tonight. Thanks so much. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for com- uh, commenting, being part of the community, uh, keeping everyone company on a night which, you know, we'd usually be seeing friends, seeing family, seeing people and, and coming together. And uh, obviously tonight uh, we're not. This just it's just not. Well, it's just you know. Next year, guys. Next year. Uh, I'm I'm so looking forward to 2021. Um, ugh, I'm not saying I've I've had the toughest year. It's been uh, it's been different. It's been a struggle. I think we've all struggled through it. I think I know people have had a harder time than myself. And uh, my my best wishes go out there to them in 2021. I know all of us uh, feel the same on the show. So. Um, just from me, thanks so much. I feel like let's not let's have a little sip of non-alcoholic. Cheers, guys, guys. Cheers, everybody. Sponsored by Brewdog. We're not, but that would be good. Uh, 
Cheers to you. Thanks so much for being part of this amazing community. Uh, I hope you have an incredible 2021. We are back on the 4th of January uh, with a new schedule five days a week um, for you to listen, to be part of, uh, and uh, just have fun. Just come together and have fun. I'm really excited about it. And, um, yeah, I wish you all the love, um, all of the thanks and, and everything in the world. So um, 2021, let's do it, everybody. Let's make it happen. And let's have a good time. Much love. I'll see you in the new year. Casilia. Casilia. Or Pacilio. You just read it off the... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I'm on. Oh, I can't hear you, on. <laughs> I've done something wrong with the thing. Anyway, elephant poo is what I got. Good evening, Lee. How are you? Great, mate. Your, your, your signal is always terrible, but I'm good, my friend. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me, you got an allotment? When I go, don't put artificial crust on top of me, alright? You're gonna get composted, Lee. Yeah, I'm definitely. Well, I- <laughs> <laughs>